Hey, 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 everybody, welcome back to the Salt Street Podcast, the most pro-America, anti-government show you know, the show where we discuss news, government, and culture, and how it pertains to you, the individual, and your natural rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I am always, am that big bird-looking fellow they call Colin, and I am, of course, joined by my co-host, brother-in-arms, the Nero of Neoprene himself, Donovan Phillips. How are you, sir? I am excellent, sir. Thank you very much for having me. Indeed. Every time, baby. Every Every time. time. (laughs) Well, most of the time. Sometimes... You get sick, and then I have to try yeah. to attempt to do a solo show, which is always a short and sweet endeavor because I'm scared of the microphone. Well, and eventually I'll, <laughs> I'll be having you, so you can say that to me. There so. you go. There you go. Well, my good friend, this is a special episode. I feel like I'm getting some reverb here. Maybe I'm just being retarded. Um, Are you retarded? <laughs> Are you retarded? Oh, that's a, that, why do I not have that in the soundbar? Um, but it's a special episode today. Um, why is that, and, and what makes it so special? What are we going to be talking about today? Uh, we have a listener request episode, so we have all manner of different things, mm-hmm. um, some political, some not political, so <clears throat> excuse me, it will be an untraditional uh, style show, uh, more akin to the type of stuff that we used to do, but um, it's going to be a good time. So we're going to do, of course, let me ask you this, and then we are going to talk about The Last of Us, mm-hmm. um, of course, because this is a thing that we're doing now. Yes, I'm, um, I'm, no matter how much you might hate it at this point, we're chip committed. This is happening. we got to review the whole show. <laughs> yes, yeah. So we just, we didn't really have that many topics coming into like Tuesday, and so yeah. we threw out a listener request thing and then got, you know, I think like 12 or so Fucking requests tsunami. there. Yeah, so, um, we, so we still were able to kind of organize it to national, international, and then uh, like some grab bag style topics. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Adder- Adderall shortage, uh, Neuralink, I'm very excited to talk about Neuralink, uh, yeah. some cartel stuff, uh, the Joe Rogan, Peter Zihan, Zihan, what's, what's that guy's name? Zihan? 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 I don't know. We'll call him the Zion. Talking about. There we go. Uh, the China balloon, of course, some updates on that, and then some Ukraine updates as far as that goes, and global ransomware attacks, Turkey, Syria, earthquakes, the Japan water. Um, I didn't look up shit about King Charles' coronation because, honestly, who who cares? <laughs> yeah. uh, I have a date, and then all the... Uh... The big news about it is like they released their playlist for the coronation, and it's nothing but golden oldies, baby. There you go, Paul. That's that's, that's the extent of the coverage. That's you're gonna all we're going to do. Yeah, the king's coronation. <laughs> uh, Brandon said eating eggs, and you were like, I don't really know what that is, and that's yeah. not it's not an inside joke or anything, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, uh, so. We're going to talk about eating eggs. It'll be pretty cut and dry. Uh, <laughs> problems with the manosphere. I think that'll be a good one. Uh, yes. Ethnic yeah. cleansing, right? And then the Twitter whistleblower, because we had that article that we're going to go over the Washington Post one. So we got we got some good stuff going on. I think we have some other things, too, that I just don't have on the top of this list. But oh, yeah. it'll, be, it'll be a good time. Yeah, so. It was one of those, you know, for two-week periods in between the show, we... It, it's like sometimes there's a really big lull in big news events, if you will. Yeah. And it's like all we had last week was the China balloon thing, and nothing else appeared to be happening. And then the last couple few days of the week, it was like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. All the shit popping off, which is it's nice. Which was nice. They yes, shot down something nice. else over Alaska yesterday, right? Yeah. Do you know what that is? It what was a. I have the clip from the same guy from the air force from the okay. pentagon or whatever he he talks about it but we just we don't know very much they're not telling us very much i'll put it that way a couple of key differences but we can hit that stuff when we talk about china balloon later yeah because i think it's all blended together it's all connected it's all connected it's either that or we just accidentally shot down some aliens which would not be a good way to start that relationship I think it's probably another balloon but yeah probably but we'll see 
<clears throat> oh, Cairo. Uh, oh, re- new yeah, Cairo. Rebuilding yes. that. That's pretty interesting. That is super um, wild. Yeah, I forgot about that. So we got a, we got a bunch of random stuff. I have two windows full of tabs. There you go. It's just a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's going to be a great time. Before we go any further, of course, I want to remind everybody to evaluate and adjust your relationship with the CCP. We are going to be talking about China a few different times today, uh, infrastructure mostly. Um, So don't... You know, take any Chinese building contracts. It's probably not a good idea. That's not. You won't be pleased within ten years. Um, we should. We should be. We should caution the Egyptians and New Cairo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Like, subscribe, comment on this video. Uh, share it with your friends. Tell everyone about it. Of course, we have our Instagram, the YouTube, the Patreon, everything at Salt of the Streets. You can find all this at saltofthestreets.com, including our own personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is a big. Off you on both of those things. The sponsor yeah. for this very first segment is going to be Lexi Kyle because she's been uh, streaming the last few nights. Yes. So she is the sponsor for the very first part of the show. Woo! Uh, and with that, <coughs> do the do the thing. With that, let me ask you this. Good too. There was That's, no cracklies. I, uh, I fixed the shit out of it. <laughs> there, there you go. I, I compressed the fuck out of that video, and it's a way smaller video now. Small as fuck, That's little right. video. <laughs> so, yeah. So, what do you got? Try and fuck with us. Okay. Uh, so, I don't remember. Doesn't matter. I was there was something that I was listening to that sparked this, and it wasn't Peter Zion. It was something else. But I want to ask you. Of course, neither of us are experts here, but we pretty much are. So, in your <laughs> expert opinion, yes. when do you think the war in Ukraine ends? How much longer do you think it goes? I know that's a big question, but and I'll, I'll give it a little bit of context. Okay. Well, so I'll give you a second to think because there are already people that are questioning. The funding, right? We have Matt Gates, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. The mm-hmm. that he introduced a bill to withdraw the funding, and so um, to stop increased funding to Ukraine. And uh, conversely, there's also obviously an immense amount of support for the United States supporting Ukraine. We have mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell, and you know the Ukraine tie during the State of the Union address. All, all these yeah. things. There, uh, in some neighborhoods, more Ukrainian flags than there are, excuse me, American flags. It's mm-hmm. it's it's not looking good. So, do you think that it goes? Uh, I mean, do you think it stops before 2024 or 2028, or what do you think? There's a lot of moving pieces to this that could change the outcome at any time. Yeah. But at this point... You don't have to give an exact it, year. Just it looks as if it will continue in until it escalates. We'll put it that way. It'll continue until it's not the war in Ukraine anymore, until yeah. it's something bigger. And I don't know what the timeline of that would be. Um, a lot of things... I I don't even know if something happening in ukraine between the russians and the western powers that back ukraine i don't know if the catalyst will be something that happens there or if the catalyst will be something that happens like in china with us launching that fucking icbm the other day um but i don't see that conflict ending um i don't see it ending without essentially some kind of really outrageous kind of like deal between Putin or the Russians and Zelensky, which I just don't see that happen anyway. So something yeah. wild would have to happen for that to be the case, in which case Ukraine would just be a smaller country and Russia would have the bits and pieces of it that they wanted. But uh, realistically, I don't see it ending. I just see it escalating into something bigger and much worse. So, yeah, I don't I don't see it happen. I don't think we're going to play this po- this proxy war game that much longer maybe another 
couple few years max. Um, I think the presidential election will also be really interesting to see how that changes because there will be a certain point at which we'll be chip committed and like even a Donald Trump ain't going to pull us out of fucking Ukraine. Yeah. There'll be some, you know, we'll have the, we'll have a repeat of the, um, the impeachment of Ukraine number one, where he supposedly attempted to stop the congressionally approved aid to go into right, Ukraine right, and right. stuff like this. Like he'll, even if Trump gets into office and wants to just all stops on this thing, he won't be able to, if Congress can just roll right over him. So I just don't see it stopping. Yeah. I you think know. that's fair. Um, I mean, we've always been at war with Eurasia, right? <laughs> right, right. Precisely. <laughs> We're there. Um, yeah. And I think I agree with that. I think I'm, I mean, I know I can't, I don't see it stopping anytime in the next decade, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, I mean, I think that at least 10 years, my, my concern from the beginning has always been a, another long war like that, that it starts, yeah. uh, it starts initially as, as this funding, this type of uh, defense spending that that we're doing now, and I don't remember if it was on the last episode or if it was between you and I privately that we were talking about just possible scenarios, and if Russia is going to hit the type of hard nationwide mobilization that we've seen in the past where they're going to turn everything that they have into a defense factory and they're going to start building just munitions and weapons and all that type of shit they're they can only conscript so many people you Mm -hmm. know because they need people in the homeland to continue to work um and i mean history tells us that's a big number though right right and um one of my concerns is that they start that other nations that they're allied with, North Korea, China, um, Iran, see their fate as similar or tied with Russia's, mm-hmm. that they are not going to last long without Russia being there, without this weird, you know, axes, for lack of a better term, group that they, they've constructed, constructed mm-hmm. even if it's not like a formal alliance between all these different countries. So I've, It's almost like just an economic block, but... Yeah. If that's not the way war is being waged right now, I don't know what it is. It's yes. essentially the same thing. And I, I'm afraid to see people from other countries either be working in Russia, like people from North Korea or China being sent to work in Russia or being sent to fight in Russia yeah. because this is a growing thing. You know, I don't know how likely that is. I don't know how long that takes because we were looking at population numbers for Russia and stuff like yeah. that yesterday. So there's there's a ton of people there to be conscripted. There's a ton of fighting age people that, that are still left in that country that are not fighting right now that could be yeah. stolen off the streets and uh, a gun forced in their hand and be kicked on the front lines. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people left for that to happen. I want to say um, it was like, as of like the last census, it was like 168 million or something, something like that. Like roughly, that yeah. roughly half of what the United States is, I think. Yeah. So yeah, and China's involvement, I think, is really part of the the deal breaker or maker in this situation because I don't know if I would see China putting themselves in a place where they're going to have their soldiers fighting in that type of a front um, when they're looking at possibly being in other fronts. I think they're kind of holding their cards relatively close to the vest right now as and far I don't as even, their pawns to be used. I don't even mean soldiers. I mean the same deal, conscripts, people that they can just oh, steal yeah. off the streets and just ship off to Ukraine it's and ship country. off to Russia just the same way that 
you know, there are North Korean prison camps in Siberia. Mm-hmm. If you take those people out of those prison camps because they're just sitting there mm-hmm. and they now fight for Russia because they exist in Russia and North Korea yeah. is like, well, we don't, they weren't here anyway. So I don't <laughs> fucking care. Uh, yeah. You know, that that's what I'm concerned of. Not, yeah. not their own army because I agree. I don't think that they would, for the same reason, I don't think that China would compromise their own security internationally. But I, yeah, like I said, my concern would be that they start stealing people off of the streets or taking the people that they have locked up and just send them to Russia to fight for them because they are essentially useless anyway to them. Yeah. No, that makes sense to me. Just doing a sound check. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're Producer fine. nerves every now and again. No, you're just fine. like, I wonder what that's doing. Yeah. So my... I don't know. I don't want to keep saying concern. I guess I should think of a better term or like maybe a series or a, a, a timeline in which I think these things would play out. But along with that, um, American or NATO boots on the ground over there is a huge concern of mine. I don't know. Yeah. That seems like a, like a massive, massive. That's difficult for me to wrap my mind around for to have like legitimate NATO forces there organized under NATO and not just individual individual countries that have sent people to fight yeah. you know yeah. um, like, so not just american special forces right painting up targets for ukrainians to bomb but right but actual it, regulars on the ground and like a coalition almost like that i have an easier time comprehending nato countries forming a separate coalition not sending in nato forces but mm-hmm. nato countries like well we'll send some people off the side you know i know that's yeah. like a minute difference but like um, a, like the original like coalition forces in, in afghanistan yes the same yeah the same type of deal that instead of canadians and french yes some, some british you exactly. know, everybody involved yeah they get a Being couple arrested. people maybe a couple of countries maybe that aren't nato nations involved in the coalition so they can be like no no no, this isn't just nato we're yeah. globally condemning these actions that's supporting ukraine yeah. no no, no. sweden's involved too right. and we haven't let them into nato yet precisely so. <laughs> precisely yeah something like that you know yeah. um that i have an easier time seeing than a nato mobilization into into that area but yeah i don't see nato in its entirety getting involved like an on an official capacity, I'm right. I, I'm right there with you. Like that's a, a for like real a loose coalition thing. That's a like a for real escalate escalation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, an unquestionable one because that's been a, a Russia stated thing from the beginning. Is like fucking stay away. Don't don't do don't, it. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. so I can yeah. Don't yeah. <laughs> Come on, NATO. Get your shit together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> You're just looking. I am looking for looking, any opportunity. Like, I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I uh, I have one for you. Let's hear as it. well. Let's hear it. And it's, it's almost on the same broad spectrum situation okay. here. Hopefully, it's not the same question. It is not. Thank this God. This is more homeland. That would be embarrassing. It would be. Well, you know. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, do we take a look? Oh, dang. <laughs> I guess we're doing Last of Us. Uh, so this is uh, we've we've watched the government grow in scope and authority for quite some time the yep. federal reserve printing money uh, freely essentially the american culture decay fray and divide yep and we've talked about this in various aspects on the show many many times um so given that kind of picture i mean do you see any way for us to revert away from some you know away from this or is this something like like can we ever go back to more of a say early american libertarian focused 
type of nation or are we just going to have to try to go forward and create something brand new ideally bringing those values with us uh i definitely like to think that we can and i fight off whatever part of me that when i think that there's another part of me that says that is that's just idealistic that's That's a silly thing for you to be thinking you know better at this point from from the things you've talked about the research that you've done the things you've seen you know that at this point it's too late um but i and maybe it is just uh you know silly nationalism that i'm not able to get rid of because i'm Mm -hmm. just too young yet but there is just something inside of me that believes that we we are different we have proven as a nation that we are different we have overcome ridiculous odds before we have turned ourselves around multiple times and there is just something inside of me for the 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 same reason i do the show that if we can could we if we can reconvince enough people that freedom and liberty are the way to do it then that is that's how we win. That's how we can turn this around is is to limit the government, to try and rein it back in the way that we've seen it. We, we can see there are – they are not by any means perfect. They are greatly flawed. But we've seen like the people in the Freedom Caucus that are trying to do that. Mm-hmm. They are not doing it in the perfect way because they are definitely flawed people. But they all have seedlings of really, really good ideas that mm-hmm. get us closer to what would be – ideally the type of government that we're looking at which is extremely extremely small nearly non-existent they are they're trying to get there so i give mm-hmm. them all credit um some more than others because i think some of them are kind of pieces of shit but so so i tend to believe that we can get there um So I think that we st- I still have hope that we do. Okay. I still have hope that that's possible. I, I am not. I, I would be lying if I said that I am completely blackpilled in a way that like we have to start something completely new. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's the case. And I think there's potential for one of those options to be bloodier than the other one. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't even tell you which one I think that is. You know. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I've been doing a lot of thinking about this kind of thing lately, obviously, and. My mind kind of goes to something new into the future and what that and mostly because of our our obsessive compulsion to continue to evolve technology. And I don't think if there's one aspect of this, I think we definitely can rein back in a very reasonable sense. It would be the government and society's relationship with the government yeah that would be harder than the government itself but um because we've grown so reliant on it in in the past at this point like everybody is so reliant on our relationship with the government now um but i think the government itself would be the easiest the society's relationship with it would be the next hardest but then part of me is thinking that there's really never truly a way to go back if you will in that kind of right you know uh colloquial sense right um because of how technology has advanced and our society's relationship with technology and i think we could see and ideally i hope to see this and i i strive to see this going into the future something kind of akin to a new like a technical version of that something that is not necessarily like it could be on a it could be a cousin to the past liberty of 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 old you know what i mean yeah that essentially instills similar to the same values particularly in individual liberty and freedom 
but essentially founded in the roots of technology that support it because technology will be a much harder thing to manipulate compared to like people in government to that that we rely on that so i i could see it going this way probably more likely than stepping back but then again if fucking ww3 kicks off we probably will just go back at that point because other things will have will have other externalities that kind of force us back which i don't know if is a probably definitely not a net gain for society but it would allow you to kind of like rebuild in a better way if you will yes yeah Yeah, it's likely a a blending of the two that is a re-embracing of core values Mm -hmm. from the past that is updated for the 21st century and enforced by technology yeah made so that even if corrupt politicians were to come into power in whatever limited government we have at that point their ability to hamstring the rest of society through their own corruption and corrupt means would essentially be cut off. Yes. They wouldn't be allowed to do it because they wouldn't have the mechanisms to do it. Yes. Now, mind you, that would take a lot of initiative from the jump in building these technologies as we go forward, but like, there would be no better time than now. And I wonder if... I think that... I believe that if there was the shifting in the government that we're talking about, then society culture would be forced to change if Mm. the government is that is not there to coddle people the way that it has been they would have no choice but to re-embrace that that personal responsibility but i wonder what would be what would actually be easier because you know certainly the whole time that we've been doing this show and for however long beforehand part of the argument especially from like the ben shapiro type conservatives is we need to influence politics is downstream from culture so we influence culture first and then that will take shape in politics Mm -hmm. um but we've been doing this for a while now and it's pretty goddamn difficult and so i i wonder if it's just easier if it would be easier to just try and get people into office that that are down, that are like actually based, actually you know mm-hmm. f- down f- down for the game. Um, yeah, and I don't think that adage works anymore. The politics is downstream culture. I right. think in the past it it was, but politics is culture now. Yeah, they're one and the same. There is, you have to fight it on both fronts because that technology aspect. They're yeah. so AOC tied is a fucking together. Instagram star. You know right. what I mean? And it's. We're having the fucking hearings that I have some clips of. I don't know if we're going to get to them, but the Twitter hearings and stuff like that. Um, Like, this is the government working hand in glove with the technology companies that influence and dictate culture. And they are one in the same at this point. So it's it's a two-front... used to be a two-front war, but now it's a single-front war. Yes. But both sides are on that same front. Yes. So very, very interesting stuff. I uh, And I just... People like us, if you will, the people that are on trying to spread the message, if you will. I mean, we're this is part of it. Yeah. This is part of it. And this is via the technology aspect of things, you know. This isn't newspapers that take three months to fucking print and send out to the West Coast. Right. We fucking dude in Germany could be watching right now. Shout it's about, out. It's about nine in the morning over there. I did Shout the time out. I did the time zone conversion. That's really funny. <laughs> Hopefully really he turned funny. his notifications on. Oh, well, that was healthy. Thank I like you, it. Thank you for answering my question. Yep. good, sir. <laughs> Anytime. Anytime. Oh. Mm. All right, so shifting gears. Yes. Let's talk about, uh, you watched 
The Last of Us episode yes. five yesterday. Do you want to click and then re-click and then we'll... We're going to click. Thank you for doing that. Yes. And then we'll say that again. Yep. Yes. So, The Last of Us. <laughs> the Last of Us. <laughs> yeah. So, let's, let's take it uh, episode by episode. Right? Indeed. Because that'll be the easiest way. If you didn't watch, of course, there was a new episode last night. If you didn't watch, there's going to be some spoilers. Just Spoiler alert. Just deal with it. Um, so let's start with episode three. Mm-hmm. Right? Where, where we left off. Right. Okay. So I didn't like this episode at all. Mm-hmm. Um, episode three. Not good because I didn't... It's fabricated, right? We start mm-hmm. to see a real fabrication of things small things from the game into large portions of the show, which yes. I don't agree with. And I think, you know, I don't remember how much of this I talked about in the first review that we've did of like the first two episodes, but this it's that the game is, is laid out perfectly for you. You could literally just remake it frame for frame into a show and the timeline will be fine. It would be fantastic. You can cut obviously the gameplay portions of it out, but I mean, the, the majority of the story is there mm-hmm. and it's laid out perfectly. So, and just as a reminder, I am coming at this person that I've seen some game clips and stuff like that, yeah. but I have not played the game yet. I will be playing the game after the show. So I don't like the the fuckery with it. Mm-hmm. I just I I think that it should be left as it is. I, I understand who you know it's art and there is is their interpretation. Blah blah blah. I don't agree with that. I think that's if it wrong, ain't broke, right? don't fix it. Precisely. And so I am not a fan of seeing the shifting. And we saw we did talk about it in the second episode that we started to hear the producers be like, I actually think this is more interesting and like a better idea. Yeah. And that I said. I don't like that. That makes me nervous that they're starting to fucking get real uppity about it. That they're mm-hmm. like, no, this is better, you know, than the actual game was, which is yeah. not the way to go. So this is the first. Yeah. You, you like see, to smell your own farts if that's what you're thinking. You see one zombie in this episode, and it's one that Bill, like, he catches in a trap, right? And oh, yeah, That's yeah. the only one that you see in the whole episode. Through the yeah. uh, security cameras. Right. The fourth episode, yeah. you don't see a single zombie. Um, so, and... People were coming to Ben Shapiro about this, like, oh, it's not a zombie show. This is about people and human. That's not. That's not true. That's nonsense. Okay, <laughs> that's nonsense. This is yeah. a game about zombies. It is also about people and the terrible things they do. Yeah. As is every other good zombie movie. I mean, that's the, anything. <laughs> anything that's worth a shit when it comes to zombies is not just about the zombies because the world is more complex than that. It's not yes. just about the, the 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 thing right now. You run into other people who will try and fuck you over. Some people are good. Some people are bad. It, this is this is the story in every single type. of... Of zombie media ever. Yes. That's, it isn't just about the monsters. No, it's it, because it's, a, just a monster movie is not a good movie. You need good. a storyline, you need um, human relatability, something that in a sci-fi dystopian type of sense, you need to have some kind of reminders to the present yes. and in, in that kind of yes. stuff. You know, the human condition is always a very big aspect in things like fantasy and sci-fi because... What else do you have to relate to? And if you're in this made up, you know, this made up world of fiction, you have to have something to tie yourself to reality. And that's where the human stories come into play, that the 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 relationships yes. between people, the, that kind of thing. So they take Bill, right? The character from the game uh-huh. who that's my favorite portion of the game is Bill's town because it's you learn a lot of new shit. There's a lot of really intense combat, a lot of sneakiness, a lot of like really great stuff, a lot of new enemies introduced. It's excellent. It's a great time, right? Yep. Um, a lot of good back and forth dialogue between yes. Bill and Ellie. Yes. Uh Bill and the three of them. Yeah. The three precisely. Of them. Joel, yeah. All the the whole jam, right? So they take Bill and uh they turned his portion of this that's really about a relationship 
relationship that he in the show because I still am not totally. We'll we'll get into that. I'm not sold on the whole relationship thing in the game. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm not, and I'm not trying to fight it. I'm I'm just not particularly sold on the argument of it. Um, so if, as whoever's seen the show doesn't matter. Episode three. So Bill has a relationship with this guy Frank, and that's what the whole episode is about. The whole episode mm-hmm. essentially is a flashback to their life together, um, living in Bill's town and. It eventually Bill and this Frank kill themselves at the end and so it really the story just is a vehicle for Ellie and Joel to be able to go there and collect supplies mm-hmm. um, so it becomes pointless and this is not the first time even just in this three episode arc that we see pointless characters being added on and pointless story oh, arcs because oh, they start and end and they do not progress the story at fucking all yes. and so I don't this is where I'm starting to get really frustrated is that they're saying well, this is better and it, like uh, the producers are saying this is better. It's good. These are really good ideas and fucking podcasts and people are like this is such a beautiful episode. They took a small portion of the game and it turned it into just such an emotional and moving fucking thing that's like this is an irrelevant story though. This has yeah. nothing to do with the actual story of The Last of Us. This is a thing that the only thing I can possibly see is you're trying to insert ideology, politics, whatever you want to call it into this piece of media, which obviously it's HBO. This is your right to do so, but you're ruining what could have been a fantastic show. And I'm not like, oh, two dudes fucking is ruining the show. I'm saying subverting from the actual story and inserting story arcs and characters that are end up being pointless mm-hmm. is going to ruin this show. So let me ask you a quick question. Cut and dry. What was the major plot point of The Last of Us that was pushed during episode three? Was supplies there? supply run i mean that's, that's that's the only thing that's, and that i hate to tell you is not a major plot no, point no it <laughs> doesn't move not. the story forward because because as we'll see in the next episode they don't even use these supplies they no. lose them immediately in the beginning of the fourth episode yes. so it it further solidifies that this was pointless because they don't even get to use the supplies the only thing they got was the truck which is what they got in this portion of the game and bill's portion of the game with a better fucking story with mm. more action and more shit Instead, it's a love story that is, in my opinion, completely fabricated and is turned into, I feel like it just added color to the show, though. And I've, which is fine. I, I, I can't disagree with anyone who's saying that. I, mm-hmm. I don't agree. I, I feel that this subverted it from the point of the actual fucking show. Like I, like yeah. I said, I don't... Of the game itself, which is what the show should be about. This um, episode 3 should have been episode 2.5. I just you don't... You know what I mean? And I, I don't... It's a I'm, spin-off side story. That I don't think matter. this is worthless to make. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is relevant for this storyline. I think this would have been a perfect thing for okay. them to make another episode that just isn't... They do all kinds of other side content all the fucking time for different stuff. This would yeah. be a perfect piece of side content because that's what this is. It isn't, like you said, it doesn't progress the story forward. It's not a part of this show. Yeah. It's a piece of side content that would be excellent standalone by itself. Yeah. Um, excellent. The reason I don't fucking like it is because, because they've taken something fabricated and tried to use it as a, a vehicle to push the show forward but mm-hmm. nothing actually happens it it creates a pointless story arc this is not good story building for me because it doesn't what did we learn from this people are also gay when there are zombies no fucking shit no well, shit yeah. I, I don't i'm not shocked by this no what the thing that even takes you out of it is so you're telling me that bill has 
we are made to surmise, in my opinion, that Bill has been straight up until this point because it was clear that he's never been with a dude before. This is his first Mm -hmm. dude. So he's been straight up until this point. Now that we're in a zombie apocalypse, he feels comfortable being himself because he happens to find happens to find a dude who happens to be gay, who happens to fall into his trap outside of his house. And he decides just so happens to decide this guy should live and bring him into his house. This is not this. This is not statistically feasible and i'm not being like oh math and I, I, it just yeah, doesn't I like it doesn't it's, it's far reaching this is just a thing yeah. to but uh, <laughs> the arrival <laughs> <laughs> shout out josh yes like i said i don't i don't think this was a bad piece of television i don't think that it progresses this story forward mm-hmm. which see, feels fucking pointless to me in this show, in The Last of Us, this show, this actual story, which is actually mm-hmm. about Bill and Joel and Ellie, this irritates the fuck out of me. Yeah, right. And I am, I am not convinced at this point that this is a show about Joel and Ellie anymore. The no. show is not about them. No. The show is about the world falling apart through this, and then they're telling it. They're just, it's a, it's a worldly, it's a world building exercise with a small through line of these two people that are trying to get to joel's brother yes and um which isn't even the main point of the game like that's a very small portion of the game to get to his brother that's just that's well we're there next episode from the previews it's an underlying plot line for parts like two and three right after you leave the city like well, the fireflies are fucked. We did, can't meet with them. What do we do next? The only thing I can think, we're going to go and find Bill because he has a car and he can get us some shit. And then we'll go and find Tommy because mm-hmm. he can help us find the fireflies. After you find Tommy, you're moving on. That's only a portion of the game because you find him and then eventually you separate again. You're not with him for the whole rest of the game. You're only yeah. with him for a small portion of the time. And then he sends you on your way. <laughs> so that's only, a, it's, it's just an underlying piece. Again, that is just to move the story forward. That Tommy thing, that's just to get us to point A to point B. Interesting. That's like the uh, like the, the goal of the first act is to get to Tommy Precisely. and then you start the second act. Precisely. Okay, okay. I was going to ask you, like, ask somebody that's played the game at this point we are five episodes in and we'll catch up because we've only kind of we're still kind of on three right yes. now. yes um but given where we ended episode five i saw the preview for six looks like they're going to finally meet up with tommy deal um are we and so episode six we are over halfway through the show at this point because yeah. there's going to be 10 episodes um yeah we're probably are, just are we looking halfway. at are we looking at halfway through the game story roughly yeah um once you get to tommy you're probably close to three quarters like five eighths of the way through the game because there's another after you're done with bill and you're done in the city that we see you're in pittsburgh in the game but it's kansas Mm -hmm. city in in the show when you're done with that then you go to uh you're in a college I, I'm pretty sure that's before you meet Tommy. You're in a college. Mm. Um, and then you go and meet Tommy. Okay. Do you think the episode would have been as infuriating if Bill was heterosexual? I feel like Shapiro wouldn't have given a shit. Uh, you're probably right about Shapiro. Yeah. The, the story, no. No, the gayness has very little to do with me the or with, with what my deal is. I am confused by it, and that's where I start to lean through... That's where I start to lean to the ideology point is because I went back <laughs> and I watched like actual gameplay footage of this portion of the game because mm-hmm. I didn't remember Bill being gay and I was 
before I got all up in arms about it and was like, this is fucking, I'm not going to stand for this. Not that I would anyway, but um, I was like, well, let me go back and see and just see if there's something that I missed. And so let's go through the whole jam, right? Mm-hmm. So you meet Bill. There's a conversation that Joel has in the game. This is how it plays out in the game. There is a conversation that Bill has with Joel when they're in Bill's hideout. And he says, you know, there was a person that I cared for once. He was a partner that I had. And and this is like maybe a personal thing. It's whatever. Like he says that a few times and I never took it to mean like his life partner to me it was like a dude that also is in this town that i get shit done with like mm-hmm. and maybe that's just me being ignorant but i just didn't i never took it that way um and that happens and then you do some more shit and you go into the school you try and get the truck battery and when you're escaping you get into a house and you get to the house and you find somebody who's hanging in the house mm-hmm. and bill is upset about the person who's hanging in the house and he says uh joel's like oh do you know this guy and bill says yeah i knew him he's my partner there's another time that he calls my partner he says mm-hmm. and frank's the only guy that would fucking wear a shirt that's stupid or some shit like that right yeah and so then joel oh. is searching the house he goes upstairs and he finds a note and the note says on there doesn't say anything about them being partners together it says you know i could never stand living in this town with you because of the way that you ran shit i always hated your fucking guts and like i'm i'm whatever it, like, yeah. that's, it was not a it was not a loving note no no and so you not like you, the note we found in the in the series right you can choose to give the note to bill bill reads it and he says oh well that's how you feel well fuck you too then right yeah so then the the only thing I could think that really solidifies it, and I've, I'll I'll take it if this is it, right? Is that later Ellie they're in the car, and the same thing yeah. played out in the show yeah. where they have the magazine. She's like, "Why are these stuck together?" Right? It's like, yep. a dude, I'm not gonna try and argue. Like, well, you're not necessarily gay if you fucking masturbate to it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So maybe that's the solidifying factor that like kicked off the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I, prior to that, like I said it was never a thing that I like. Because it didn't it, matter. It wasn't a relevant portion of the yes. game to me. And, and so that's it, what really bothered me about the whole thing, right? Is the relationship between those two did not matter. And their relationship was so inconsequential to the actual show that, much like we're going to talk about in episodes four and five, we spent 45 minutes going nowhere with the storyline, spinning our wheels, spending time in a, in a flashback that had zero consequence. Other than give them a fast travel device. Right. Which they could have gotten. I mean, the portions of that episode where Joel and Ellie were there was in the very, very beginning when they're walking through the road and they come across that downed airplane. And she's talking to Joel about like, oh, my God, you did you ever you you flew once like you were up in the sky? Yeah. Like, that's a cool moment. Again, doesn't push the plot forward doesn't push the story forward other than to reiterate how much time they've been in this dystopian world. Yes. But that's it. So, again, that's a world-building aspect. There's no plot points there. And then you just disappear into Bill's world. And I guess, again, story-building aspect of it, um, there is a pre-existing relationship between Joel, Tess, and Bill and Frank. Yes. Because they used to trade things, hence where their connection was. Um, how how we know to go to Bill's place to go get the right. battery, get, right. get the car. But, again, doesn't push the plot forward, doesn't move anything. They had already mentioned in the first couple episodes, Bill. And yes. if anything, we got a little closure on the radio signal thing, which was in the very first episode. There's, like, the, the code magazine of which song's playing. If it's 80s, 70s, 60s, it means one message or another. And so in the beginning episode... The radio comes on and it's 80s, and that's like the red alert right, thing. Right. You know, shit like that. So 
there's a there's a little bit of story building to it, but there's no plot points at all. And so that's my major contention about this whole thing is if you wanted to do this, you should have gone Taylor Sheridan route and you could have done an entire spinoff of The Last of Us with a new a show called fucking this. Bill. Yeah. And that would have been pretty dope. How much yes. how much like uh like you could have spent damn near first season like doing all the prep work and his um you know his his prepping for the yeah the end of the world and all that you could have done a cool ass show like that why does he have these story. skills how does he know all this exactly shit? yes i agree um but to to hamstring it to shoehorn it into the series like this it almost tells me that they needed a filler episode because they didn't know how to tell the story over 10 episodes and yeah. they needed extra filler episodes and extra filler content and so well let's spend an entire episode giving bill a fake backstory and it'll be a sweet little love story that has nothing to do with the storyline so that's, josh says do you think at. this episode would have been received better if it was later in the show i think this episode would have been received better if they had done the main storyline in seven episodes and then put out two or three or four more episodes of these other storylines that would that cool. provide more context yeah. because this doesn't like I said, my my biggest issue with this is that it felt like a waste of an episode because it doesn't progress the actual plot forward mm -hmm. i don't think this is a bad piece of content at all no i think this was it's shot beautifully it was done well i it was fine right yep. nick offerman did a better job as bill than i expected him to yeah this yeah. is a perfectly fine piece of content i am my my complaint is not this was totally pointless they should never made this that is not <laughs> that's not what i'm saying just didn't belong it doesn't it doesn't progress this story forward which is what the fucking game is about which is what mm -hmm. the fucking show should be about yeah because it was done so goddamn beautifully they didn't need to do this this is unnecessary yep that doesn't mean they never should have made it they definitely should have made this i think it would be better in just kick this the whole season out more you're putting out more content make the fucking show add this to other characters these other things like i said that just add more context supplemental mm -hmm. storyline to it yeah that i think people would have been happy about it. you're still going to get ben shapiro who's like well this is fucking pointless so it's so pointless they couldn't even put it into the show they had to make an extra, an extra episode afterwards that's still going to happen regardless they're yeah. they're going to complain about this because there's two dudes in it yeah my my issue is not the dudes my issue is that this has fucking nothing to do with the storyline and i don't it feels like a waste of an episode in the middle of the show. Yeah. So maybe, yes, if it was later in the season. But I think at the end, like when this main story is done, keep slapping episodes out. Yeah, it would be keep awesome. Keep fucking making money. Fucking extras like that. Yes. Extra editions. Especially that been awesome. if you have big names like Nick Offerman, people will continue to watch even if the main storyline is over. Because fucking Nick Offerman is in it. Why of am I not going to watch it? He's awesome. They're going to continue to do that. Yeah. So the only main, main problem I had between Bill and Frank really was you can't i was worried that if you got two perfectly sculpted manicured beards that close together that the universe might implode just concerned about were, the static I, you they, know. they was they were those beards that those two guys had were beyond envious in yeah. my mind for for a bunch of fucking wastelanders that live in the middle of nowhere after the fucking world collapses yes that that hurt me emotionally i can't even do that now <laughs> and they're doing it after the fucking world ends. Also, as a Second Amendment side note, before we move on to part four, Ooh. there is the portion of the show where Nick Offerman, Bill, is in the middle of the street. He's in a gunfight with these people, right? Oh. When Frank goes out to help him, when Frank goes out to help him, mm -hmm. he grabs a gun out of the drawer. A little baby gun. Okay, not just that it's a baby gun, right? There's no magazine in it. If you're, <laughs> if you're living in a zombie apocalypse, if you're living in a zombie apocalypse, 
Are you not going to have every gun that you own loaded, sitting ready? Ready to what go. What if there are zombies in your home? Are you going to take the extra second to put a fucking magazine and we'll rack one in the chamber? That's really what we're going to do? <laughs> no. 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 That That's a virtue signal. Make sure that it's safely stored in a fucking zombie apocalypse. Get out of my fucking face. There are no children here. <laughs> it's two grown-ass men. It is two grown-ass men living in a house together. There's no need uh, for that shit. Oh, my God. And on top of that, I mean, let's be realistic. If you need the you need the gun with a magazine in it and one in the chamber ready to go, and then you need a gun belt next to it that yes. you could slap on with a bunch of fully loaded mags already. Yes. This is every gun in in the house, All every room. room in the house, yes. every and, and then maybe some swords and some axes to boot. Just especially just in case. if the guy's a fucking prepper. <laughs> exactly. Especially if you're not, yeah. Once the world ends, you're not going to keep all of your armory down in the basement. Come on, man. The last place to get them. No. Anyways, so now let's talk about uh, episode uh, four five four. Yeah, episode four five. Yeah, which I'm calling it episode four five because this was not two episodes. This was one episode that they smashed together with a bunch of extra scenes that didn't need to be there, which drug it out to two separate episodes. Yes. In my mind, yes. This is the fucking way it went. Because we spent half of episode four with this super fucking annoying, uh, what's her name? Let me pull it up here. The character's name. I think it was Kathleen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was Who's name? not a character in the game. Kathleen. Yeah. Yes. They Played start, by they start Lansky. slapping in characters that aren't in the game. Yeah. And this is, again, where I start to have fucking issues because this is unnecessary. This doesn't, totally doesn't need to be done this way. So, Because no. her whole plot line is... Uh, well, Joel and Ellie get into the city, right? And yep. then they're kind of a, a confronted by this gang of people. Somebody's like acting like they're injured and shit like that. And Joel rightfully goes, this ain't right. I'm the fuck out of here. We're not going to help this guy. This is a trap. And they Kevin. get out. What's up, everybody? Um, and then ultimately get in this massive gunfight with these people that now kind of run Kansas City. The fucking Fedra is no longer in charge of Kansas City anymore and all this good shit. They, they've they taken charge. And, and they th- tease you because everything up until the crash into the store is yeah. like... That could be Fedra. That that's the game. Oh, really? It's, it's that that's the game. I mean, the driving, the scene where they're talking about the magazine, all that mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, that is that's shot for shot. I mean, to the point even when he's in the truck and he's looking, has the two options, and he says, "Fuck it," and decides to go into the city. That's all fucking game for game for game. So they're teasing you. They're like, "We're we're here. We're going back to it. Mm-hmm. We're out here." Then they get into into the gunfight. This is a completely different deal now. There are people who have taken over, which is. To be in the game, right? You're in Pittsburgh, and there are groups. They're called hunters. That's mm-hmm. what it is. It's people who have taken over the city. They have, I guess, technically they have cleared out the QZ. But Joel makes it pretty clear in the game that like not all of the QZs are even up and running anymore. Yeah. They just Fedra is not a large enough force across the nation to be able to hold down all of these quarantine zones yeah. everywhere. They just shut down. Um, they talked about there are at one point there are bodies that are laid out and. They've clearly been massacred, and Ellie asks him, like, what is going on here? Why would this happen? And Joel's like, you can't feed everybody, you know? So eventually they would would just kill people. Like, that's how Fedra would handle shit. So Mm -hmm. it's not... It's not clear in the game that there is a fight between this group and Fedra to control the city. It's just that there is a group now that it controls Pittsburgh and runs this ring of taking people and killing mm-hmm. them and taking their shit and just continuing to run this racket, trapping people um, just like they did Joel and Ellie. Okay. So instead, they turned it into this for people that sound like they were being almost like subjugated by Fedra. Yeah. And then as we see in like part five, there's a whole uprising and they're murdering mm-hmm. all these Fedra people and they're fucking, you know, shooting them in the street and they're beating him and shit like that so 
Yeah, it was like the resistance. Yes, and that was not that's not a, a part of the game. So mm -hmm. that whole resistance thing is like totally new. So um, let me ask you this then, because compared to the 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 plot point in the story with the hunters and stuff like that, um, does it really matter that the hunters are the ones doing this thing, or could they have equally replaced them with the the revolution that overthrew Fedra, like they did in the, the show? Um, could you have sent essentially hit the same plot points as far as Ellie and Joel were concerned and just change that as the backdrop and have those be the people that are running this city instead of and again like they talked about it in one of the after shows but like the reason they did Kansas City instead of Pittsburgh was where they were filming it just looked way more like Kansas City and they yeah. were like that's fine we'll just change up the city didn't have any problem with that it seemed to make sense it doesn't really matter and no. so but at that point does it really matter that 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 gang will just call them that that gang of people that overthrew the QZ in this in the show are that much different than the hunters in the game? No, no, and there's no the the revolution thing doesn't matter. Like I said, I'm not upset that that's not mm -hmm. in the game. Um, that's to provide a different enemy. I don't think is like is that big of a deal. Um, it's they're they're very they're they're a dominant obstacle while you are in the city because mm -hmm. because they are running the city a lot of the infected have been cleared out but you still deal deal with infected in that portion of the game mm -hmm. when you have to be in basements or different buildings or anything like that like there is still an infected presence there okay um, but not and that i do want to ask you more about the infected portion of that yes. as we get towards the end because that's the only time we actually see it right in episode five but i want to hit real quick on Kind of like in the same vein as episode three. Yes. The unnecessary bullshit that was in here that did not have any effect on the actual storyline here. And this is the main plot point that they had over this two-episode arc of Kathleen running as the, the leader of this group that now runs the Kansas City. Looking QC, for right? one specific dude. Looking yes. for Henry. Looking for Henry. Who yes. we find out why later on in episode five because he... He turned in her brother. Yes, at that point, he turned him over to Fedra at that point, and so then they, the revolution is on. They start this huge this story arc that they like said is dominant in the in episode four. That this is the most important thing because mm -hmm. Joel and Ellie are they're in the beginning portion with the gunfight, and then they're hiding. They're yep. hiding for the whole rest of the episode yep. um, and waiting. And they're still hiding when episode five starts. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, there's a whole, at least half of the episode, because Josh said it's 45. The, that episode four is shorter oh, yeah. than episode five. Um, but they spend at least half of the episode just establishing this story with Kathleen. And she's looking for Henry. And she's mm -hmm. willing to murder doctors, even though she needs a doctor. And, yeah. um, you know, really just kind of dispense people willy-nilly, even though Lost she's... Mind. Yeah. She's dude. totally crazy. Yeah. And very, very annoying and unbelievable as somebody who is in charge of this giant movement. Right. Um, I have a clip here from Pop Culture Crisis that I think I want to know how accurate you think this is into portraying the character of Kathleen. Okay. Because this is, this is fucking hilarious. Oh, wow. Firstly, this is a photo from my cover shoot for InStyle Magazine, not a still oh, from God. HBO's The Last of Us. And I'm playing a person who meticulously planned and executed an overthrow of Fedra. I'm supposed to be smart, ma'am. I don't <laughs> need to be muscly. That's what henchmen are for. <laughs> that was that was uh, what her actress said in an interview That's awesome. uh, about that. And I'm like, 
that right there nailed it for me, man. Yeah. She was so unbelievable as this this boss woman that helped overthrow Fedra. Even Brian said that. Brian's never played the game either. Brian was like, oh, she's yeah. not a very good... She's not a good... Like, no, she's not guy. believable. No, not very much at all. No. And to spend the entirety of this episode building this storyline with a big question mark. Who is Henry? Who is Henry? Yes. I mean, we got to get Henry. We got to get Henry. And spending all this time with her and devoting time to her past and her interviews with this doctor who she's trying to interrogate to give up Henry and um, terrorizing the rest of these captives that they call collaborators with Fedra and stuff yeah. like this. It's like It was totally and utterly unnecessary except to give her character background right. for something <laughs> that... She was fucking dead by the end of the next episode. We have to give background to a character that we made up because she's not relevant. Yes. Who, uh, yes. They like I said they began. They're doing that, and it makes you feel like oh, so she's going to be dominant, right? And mm. I was asking you. So then they they do something else where uh, Kathleen and whoever the, her biggest henchman is, uh, they go into one of the houses that yeah. are outside of the QZ, and they're down in the basement of this house, and you see the ground is breathing. Right, and so yeah, I told you. I said the Jeffrey Pierce. Yes, I told you well, after, I think he after voiced that episode. He played. He voiced Tommy. He voiced Joel's Tommy. Brother. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, Tommy. So the ground is breathing, and I watched mm -hmm. that before episode five came out, and I said the there's the reason this bothers me is because I guarantee you that's where the bloater is coming from, where the ground is breathing. Mm -hmm. Guarantee you because yep. they didn't do it in Billstown because that's when you see the first bloater is when you're in Billstown and because they didn't do that they have to insert it somewhere else. So, so this irritates me for one reason because they had to rewrite the show to do this. Mm -hmm. Second of all, they're showing you this is gonna end. This story arc is not forever because it has to end when this bloater comes out. Yeah, that's when when this is done. Too many people are going to die. Everyone's going to have to leave. This story arc is done in the next episode. They're telling you that right there. Yes. And totally agree. So that's also the only whiff of infected that you see in that whole time. Exactly. Um, and yes. Throughout, and that comes up as a is something. Once we are introduced at the end of episode four, we're introduced to the two new characters. Yes. Um, Henry and we, Sam. Henry and Sam. We spend all episode five with as yes. they are the device that gets Joel and Ellie out of the city. Yes. Right. That's their only means of existence at this point. Which yeah. is they are in the game, and that is a huge part of their shit in the game as well. Mm -hmm. Episode five, I actually enjoyed way more than episode four. That was. I and was going to ask you, that. and I'll tell you why. Because there's way more of the fucking game in this episode. For real. Right? A lot of it is chopped and screwed and kind of fucked around time-wise. Mm -hmm. I thought a lot about that. I don't know that it necessarily matters that they did that. I, it could have, like I said, I'll, I'll say it forever until the end. This My biggest critique will always be, you could have shot, shot, remade it, and it would have been perfect. Yeah. You didn't need to change anything. <laughs> yeah. So that will that's always my underlying critique of this. But that being said... we got to get creative with it. That being said, I don't think it matters that much that they started mm -hmm. to change stuff around. Right? So... So Henry and Sam are in the game. You do see them. You meet them in the exactly the same fashion. You not exactly the same in the game. You are running from the hunters who have this this fucking technical mounted truck, right? They have a big old fifty cow on the back of a truck that they're just laying that they're laying down fire with. So you're running from the truck and you get high up and you're able to sneak into an apartment building. You go into the apartment. Henry is in that apartment mm. and you guys wrestle for a second. Sam points a gun to you. He's this whole deaf thing. That's all. I don't know where that came from. That's uh, yeah. I don't even understand the vehicle of this, but or like the purpose of this. But they it's a thing just that they, did it. They talked about it in the after show. I couldn't not be a part of that when I watched the. What's last the purpose night. of the deafness? Uh, it's just because they. He called up the original writer of the, sh of the game. It was like, well, what if 
what if Sam was deaf? And they were like, Just sure. More. Okay. Okay. So, so that's all. <laughs> okay. I wasn't sure, but that's not part of the game. Just because. Whatever. These are all. So it's as it goes on, it's more and more obvious they're inserting their own politics in the form of like intersectionality, representation of different, which is neither here nor there. It's whatever, right? I'm oh. not saying you shouldn't be representing different marginalized communities in your media. That's not, mm -hmm. that's not my argument. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you shouldn't be doing it to try and influence culture in a way that is not overtly positive. And you're just taking something and you're fucking it with your own politics to try and make it better for people that will not really get mm -hmm. down with something like this, but if they find out yeah. that all these different communities are represented, then maybe they'll watch it. Well, and right? also, he was a—he was actually deaf. The actor, the kid. Then I'm here for it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? All, and, and I'm not mad that he's deaf. Yeah. I don't give a fuck that he's deaf. That's not. My... And honestly, as far as like the storyline goes, um, you could argue that it—I don't really—it might be here nor there, really. But like, it might have made me feel like ellie and sam connected more because all of their interactions were much closer yeah, at that point yeah, when yeah, you couldn't certainly. speak so there was a lot more like emotional yes. type attachment i think which helps and they get along really well in the game even yeah. with the age difference they just they play really well they like that's mm -hmm. it's they they are close so yeah um which, that was cute yes yeah no it totally works so i like I said i'm not mad at, at that at all it is, mm -hmm. it is so the the vehicle for or their purpose in the game is the same thing that you meet them you're talking to them they take you to like a secure hideout and henry says i know a way that we can get out you know we that we can get to the bridge mm -hmm. if we go at nighttime because in the game it's a bridge that you have to get to and that's how you get from pittsburgh to wherever the fuck this bridge goes oh, yeah. to and that's how you get out of the city yeah so they were kind of ending towards like we got to get to this land bridge to get across the right, footbridge right. or whatever yeah so it's the same type of deal and so henry's like i know the plan there's a skeleton crew at nighttime if we go at night then we can get across the bridge and we'll be good mm -hmm. to go and so that's the that's the vehicle you end up we get there the truck finds you and you're running from the truck you fall off the bridge into the water you end up washed onto shore and that's when you find this underground facility that they hid in the school thing right that they were in or like the, oh, area, yeah. the area the underground area that obviously had children in it so I the only reason I didn't like the way they did this is because that's another really like intense part of the game is that you arrive there and you find this school and you it does do provide some world building stuff where you're seeing the different ways that people adapt to themselves mm -hmm. but all of the people who are there and got infected are still in there oh. so you have to fight a gang of fucking people when you're there which is a good, just a whole another portion of the game that is mm -hmm. You're cutting out gameplay, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but in a show that I feel is a piece of media that is very much about zombies, the more zombies, the better. So they that could should have been a be whole, a whole, could have whole episode part of the game. Getting to that, yeah. getting to that spot, they had no resistance. They got to that area, right? Right. It, it could have been like because there was a lot of trepidation from Joel at that point. Like, yes. we're going to go underground because Fedra pushed all the zombies underground, according to what right. Um, uh, what's his name? Sam's brother? Henry. Henry. According to what Henry says. And also, in the game, Henry and Sam were father and son, right? Um, this, they're brother and they were brothers? I think they're brothers. Yeah, I okay. think they're brothers. Did I come in on time for last yes, episode? Yes, we're talking yes. about episode five we're right still now. still doing it. Yes. Yeah, and Joseph, don't worry. Halfway through just means halfway through the storyline of Last of Us. We're not halfway through yes. the show. We yeah. just we just started. <laughs> um, and so... That could have been like a whole episode of them getting down there to that thing and then essentially having an episode where they have to fight their way fight out. to the school zone or something like that. Because they did mention um, 
that you know these places were kind of problematic in the sense because people got Precisely. together down there they they talked about how that was a possibility Precisely. and then just I mean, they could have done a whole episode on Precisely. That. It could and, have been amazing. And that's what happens in the game. And then the same result, the same end comes with Henry's brother, Sam, that in mm-hmm. one of these fights, right, eventually you get separated and Joel and Sam are together and Henry and Ellie are together. You're separated just by, oh. by geography in these tunnels. And so... <laughs> And in this time, I believe, is when Sam gets bit. And when they get out of the tunnels, they get to a safe place, into the radio tower that Henry and Sam, because their main storyline in the game is that they're with a group of people that went into the city and they got separated. So they're supposed mm-hmm. to meet them at this radio tower to meet back up with their group. Oh, okay. Nobody else shows up. So they go to this radio tower because that's on the way for Joel and Ellie anyway, and it's going to help Henry and Sam get to where they need to go. So they get to the radio tower, I believe is what it is, and... They're up there, and the same, very similar ending of of the show as to this portion of the game. Yeah, like when Carolina was sitting there, we were watching on the couch, just like it was yes. just like the game. He's yes. up on that high place sniping for Ellie and stuff like that, which was. Which is pretty fun. Yeah, 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 yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, I did forget about that. That is a yeah. That's a huge portion of the game. Before you get to that radio tower, as you're mm-hmm. going through neighborhoods and stuff like that, and you there's a guy that's up in a tower, and Joel has to sneak around and fuck up all these dudes, and then get up into or it's just the top of a house and get up into the house and take this guy out. So mm-hmm. yes, that's totally for real. I was talking about when. Sam dies, his whole infection process, oh, like okay. that whole thing, that's also shot for shot. Like, that's that's the same deal that with Ellie... The, with the blood on the leg and... Uh... Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Not the blood on the okay. leg. That's totally... That's a whole separate thing anyway. And that was that's, rough, man. That I didn't like because it made her look fucking dumb. Like, it made Ellie look stupid because that's not... Her blood is not medicine. That's not how this works yeah. and it there's never a point in the game in which she thinks that like she seems to have mm. a pretty good understanding that her blood can be used to make a vaccine not that her blood is fucking magical that's not i don't know what that's about so i did not like that because like i said made her look fucking dumb like <laughs> you look like you're stupid because hey man, that's not she did go to a government school all right but so. also it's <laughs> totally made up and so who knows maybe that is you know could work i have no idea but no i don't know where the fuck that came from um dude the how they did the part where Sam transforms and Henry kills him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's that's exactly the same. That part yeah. where she wakes up, Sam has turned, they tackle, he tackles her out of the bedroom, and Henry has to shoot him, and then he fucking kills himself. Boom. Like, that's Ooh. all boom, 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 shot for shot of the game. So yeah. I was like, that's fire. Like, this was all... I liked episode five way more than episode four. Good. Again, the issues underlying with it mm-hmm. is that when they are in this portion of the game in which Joel is providing Overwatch for Ellie and Henry and Sam, right? This ends this pointless storyline where that they established so hard in episode four, yes. right? So. Kathleen and all her goons are coming and they're going to find Henry. This is in the show now. Mm -hmm. They're going to find Henry and they show up at this place where Joel has just killed this sniper in the tower that was holding them down. Super sad, man. Super Super sad. sad. Super sad. That was rough. Um, Come on, man. Don't do it. And he... This old man with the sniper rifle, yeah. and then he just—you see him turn a little bit, and then you hear Boom. a gunshot. Yeah, like that was that was sad. So he's providing Overwatch like that, right? That's that's for real. Um, and then. 
Kathleen and her cronies show up and they call out Henry. And then, just as I predicted in episode four, the bloater and all the zombies come out of this fucking house that they were in, right? Yeah. The sinkhole opens up, all the zombies come out, everybody starts unloading on these zombies, and now there's just chaos. Chaos, 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 chaos. Yeah. And that's when Sam gets infected in the show. This is when Joel's providing the Overwatch. So Ellie has to escape this little girl that that was creepier than balls. The yes, little girl was, zombie man. rolling and flipping. That gave me chills, bro. <laughs> that was fucked up. That's fucked up. Because you yes. know it's a real little girl with oh, a yeah. mask on who's just rolling over in a car. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So that was lit. <laughs> um, but So that happens. And then Kathleen stops. And it's almost like she's going to chase them or something. And she's fucking giving a whole speech about whatever. You're a piece of shit. I don't know what she's saying. Dead. Yeah. What is the fucking point? <laughs> what was the fucking point? You spent all of this time in episode four, half the episode in episode four, creating this whole storyline, probably half the episode in episode five. Keep on pushing this on. She's crazy. She's crazy. But people are still going to follow her. They're still down. She's a down bitch. We're going to still gonna keep going. Yeah. Dead. What is the fucking point? There this, was none. Especially because in the after the episode for episode four, they're like, we really wanted to make it that these people had more story. That, that we didn't just want it to be an obstacle. Mm -hmm. So what the fuck were they at the end of episode five? You were, were an obstacle. That's all that you were. You were yeah. a reason they had to hide. There is yes. no other purpose for them being there other than an obstacle for Joel, Ellie, Sam, and Henry. Yes. You and didn't add any more context to this. This is not a better story <laughs> because of what you did. You yep. wanted to make two episodes, so you made a fucking hour or you know two and fifteen hour, two hour fifteen minute piece and chopped it up into you know into two pieces. Yep. Yep. No, I'm right there with it. There's so two things I want to hit. Um, one addresses that. But I want to first talk about the zombies and the bloater coming out, this first wave of infection, right? One would have surmised that at the end of episode four, when we saw the ground moving and waving underneath this, um, this room right. in the building. Basement of a house. Or in whatever. the city. That's what it was. Okay. In the city. <clears throat> while we're there. Right. Yes. Wow. Because that's where Kathleen is with her with her main henchman dude. Right. So they're they're there at their main spot. Now the ground's wobbling, all this stuff. Why does it make more sense for this giant sinkhole to have followed them way out of the city, and then come up where this truck was? Maybe because of the explosion and the vibrations or something. But one would have <laughs> maybe surmised her. that they would have would have sprouted. In the city, yeah, where the sinkhole was, especially because they only talked about like the mycelium networks the one time, and they've only even shown it the one time where Tess they kill the person and they all swarm into the building and they and Tess is there. Mm -hmm. That's the only other time that's even been relevant. And so now yep. you're just supposed to remember and assume that that's how this got to that's this point exactly. that they called them out it here. It wasn't even the same location. <clears throat> so right. Carolina says. It was to show how some people lose their humanity in the game. We encounter lots of people who are twisted, so I think that was their goal. And I don't disagree with you. My point being, yes. if you go through the city, you talk about the hunters the same way Joel did, right? Where he's mm -hmm. like, I've been on both sides. Like, you do what you have to do. When you're in the city, when you're in the game, when you're in Pittsburgh, you go into a room, there are people chopped up into a room. So... It is not like the context is not there. And if you mm -hmm. do the same thing in the show, because we've seen some gruesome shit, it's not like it would be too gruesome to show people chopped up in a room Dude, if that's what these people are doing. Do you remember right? The Walking Dead, uh, that series of episodes where they went into that cannibal yes, place? right. That, that was, was on AMC. Disturbing. That was on AMC. Chopping up people for food, bro. Okay. So my point being, you don't need to... 
completely imagined characters and mm-hmm. make a shitty fucking subplot to underline that people lose their humanity. When okay. the original people in the game are chopping people up and whether or not they're eating them is not necessarily clear, but they're killing them and taking all their shit. You're still livestock. Pretty fucking savage. So this is kind of my point, right? That I wanted to hit. This is the second thing I wanted to hit. Yes. Um, you have been reading the Stephen King book on writing, yes. right? Does he talk a lot about show, don't tell in that book? Yes. Now, my major contention with most of all of our issues with this show, um, everything from the Bill Frank episode to all the unnecessary stuff with these revolutionaries that took over Fedra and the QC And there, to Chad context, we were saying they're having to tell you in some of the after shows that this is meant to convey this emotion and this, yes. right? Yes. So this is a an example of telling, not showing, during the show right this is this is bad writing because they 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 want to tell you about something that's going on in this world something that is a part of this thing they want to tell you about this instead of finding a way creatively through the storyline and the plot points to show it to you as you're working your way through the story this is how i'm beginning to see all of this stuff this is all telling not showing which I think is all too common in our modern day, you know, culture in TV these days. This is why most new TV kind of sucks because it's all telling and very little showing. And this is what I think really bothers me about all this stuff. It's the unnecessary shoehorned in. This is the way we're telling you what the world is supposed to be like right now. And the mass perception of society at this point is like, well, this is awesome. And it, (laughs) and that's, I just I I think it's it's partially a failure in well I think it's it's just basically we've all been like trained at this point to expect this kind of stuff and call it good when don't it's know what actually when it's really not is. because we haven't been shown anything really good in a very long time. Lord of the Rings is a really good example of this, right? There are so many deep cut like story story and world building things told throughout the trilogy of Lord of the Rings in the movies that they're not they're not stopping doing cutbacks, doing this, that, and the other thing just to tell you what it is so that you can appreciate it going forward. I think that's really what a lot of this stuff is. So yes. it's, it's lazy storytelling by people that do not know how to write. Yes. That's where I'm at with it. Yes. But I, I am in 100% agreement with you at this point. I think episode five really did kind of help get me back into it after four. Back up. Three was rough. Three was rough just because I didn't, I feel like. When I'm waiting a week to watch this fucking show, and then you're going to give me something that ends with them getting a truck, that you didn't do anything for me that week. I'm, I'm, I'm upset, bro. Absolutely it was, pointless. It was pointless. And then same with like episode four. I was like, why? Who are these people? I know for a fact that we're not. They're not going to be around for a long time. Yes. Unless these people, unless Kathleen was going to be chasing them through the rest of the show. No need to do this. And when she died, I was irritated. Like, I was genuinely irritated because yeah. I was like, that's so that's it. We talked about this, you and I. That's why I said, like, I'm up, stayed up late by yeah. myself to do notes. <laughs> I'm watching on my phone next to me. So the phone is going. I'm doing notes. This is happening. I was like, this is wild. This is wild. Like, this is pretty lit. It's different. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's still pretty cool. It's fine. She died. I said, what the fuck? What the fuck? Because... This is what we fucking talked about. This yeah. is goddamn pointless. This was fucking pointless because she's dead now. Yep. All this stuff, she's fucking dead now. This is a goddamn waste of time. Mm-hmm. I don't like that shit. They could have given. I would have gotten a little bit of redemption if 
while they're standing there and the chaos is ensuing before Joel exits the sniper's nest, pops her. That would have made me feel a little better. That would have been lit. That yeah. would have been fine. But no, it's we we that creepy child thing. Which one last point before we wrap things up here? I think her group is um, dead too. That's right. Yes, all her group is dead. Which is which is what my issue is with the bloater thing is I'm like that's I know they're done. They they have to be done after this because everybody they're dead. not going to do what they did in the game. And it's I mean it's to fight the first bloater in the game is several minutes. Like it's not a quick thing because you mm-hmm. have to kind of figure out what works and what doesn't work, and you don't know uh, you know you're going through the whole school before that as well. And so there are other zombies in there that you're fighting, so you don't know what ammo you're going to have, what weapon you can even use it takes a little bit of time mm-hmm. you know they can't do that in the show you can't have a five minute scene of joel just no. taking pointless shots at something until eventually it dies like yeah. that doesn't work for television yeah so they can only do what they did that's like we'll tease it and then later they'll find another one and they'll kill that one mm-hmm. right because that's i'm putting i'm calling it now that's, that's <laughs> what's going to happen is is they showed this one just for a minute to show how lethal it is and also another plus to them there is a cutscene in the game. If you're killed by a bloater, you you are shown a cutscene where it grabs your head and it grabs the top of your face and rips, rips the top off. of your head off. Oh. That's how Homeboy died. Yeah. So I saw that and I said, that was dope. And I'm going to add on to that. He deserved to die like that because piece of shit. after you empty your first magazine into something <laughs> and it literally doesn't even slow them down, you don't reload multiple times and continue to do the same yeah. thing. To a pointless effect. At that point, you deserve to get the head, your head ripped off. I'm yes. sorry. I'm and sorry, bud. It didn't work. Move on. <laughs> the first time I fought a bloater, I obviously died the first time, and that happens. And I had to pause the game, and I said, that was fucked up. Because you don't see it totally rip your head off. You see it, like, start to rip your oh! head off. So you just know. You know that's what happened. That's when you need your grenade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. 100%. And that's every other time, my second, third, fourth, fifth playthrough, the only way I have handled it is I'm making as many bombs as I can. I'm going to get until I can see it, and I'm just going to fucking lob all my grenades over there, mm-hmm. and then I'll lure it over. And it'll run into three of these spike bombs, and then I'll hit it with two Molotovs, and all the other zombies that are with it to die. That's the only way, because it's too fucked up. I don't like dying like that. I don't like being mocked no. up on like that. I don't like any of that shit. I don't like that part of that game. So I, that's the only way to handle it, is to hit him with all the grenades, because it's too much. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's to have your head ripped off. You can only die that way so many times in five minutes and be like, yeah, I want to keep playing this game. Like, it's it's disturbing. So it's not, Through yeah. Molotovs for the win. Yeah, that's the I, only way. Yeah, see, I don't like that at all, because as we learned from the zombie survival guide, a Molokov cocktail really only creates flaming zombies. But because these are still alive people, right? Oh, they're, true, true, they true. Die. And they're, they're, yeah, they're fungus and stuff. Yes. Um, I'm going to play it tonight. Carolina's played it yesterday. I'm going to play it tonight. That's right. That's what I decided. When there I go, go home tonight, I'm playing The Last of Us. Do I was it. on a Fallout kick. I'm fucking playing The Last of Us. <laughs> I don't know where I, I stopped last time, so I'm going to have to turn the game on and see where I'm at. And if I don't want to play that portion, I'm, like, I'm starting over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to play it in March, I've decided. I'm gonna, I like I'm it. I'm going to play Last of Us in March. It's a, uh, it somebody is I know is uh, buying it for me on Steam, so I shout, like it. shout out somebody I know out there. No, I cannot recommend it enough. It is hands down top five favorite game of yeah. all time. Hands down. Nice. Yeah. So, are we excited for episode six? I'm. I am optimistic about episode six. I uh, and I am. Looks like Cowboy Town. I'm telling you the. 
the harder they lean into the game, the better this show will be. And that is why episode five was better, is because there was more elements of the game in this episode. Even if it was chopped and put into different uh, timeline, mm -hmm. it all worked better. That all worked better. You don't need to make things up to world build. Take their elements and use that to world build, just like you did with the school and the underground community. Even though they didn't turn that into a whole episode, mm -hmm. two episodes like they could have, that still provided so much better context for the show than pointless fucking characters that you kill off in the end of the episode. Use the game for what it is. Allow that to guide you, because that's the only thing that's going to make this show better, is more elements of the game. Nicely said, good sir. I totally, I'm right there with it. Even though I haven't played the game yet, it sounds like that's the way to go. Telling you. <laughs> telling you. We will continue to do this. Indeed. I have no choice. Nope. We have no choice. Uh, At least I it's not going to hurt as bad going into next episode. Yeah, and I think the next time we'll only have one episode because this yeah. was this week's episode, so we'll have one next week. So we'll we'll be hardcore covering episode six. That's right. And hopefully it works well Yeah, because we got a freebie because of the, the, uh, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super Bowl, which so. I just don't care about. Rough, rough one for me this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been stopping about where the episodes have stopped. So excited to see it play tonight. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> cool. Well, hit us uh, some socials real quick, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll absolutely. take our first break. Thank you, everyone, for being here for uh, part one. This is only part one of episode one forty two of Salt of the Streets. My name is Donovan. This is Colin. We have everything. We have our Patreon, our Instagram, our YouTube at Salt of the Streets. You can find all of this at saltofthestreets.com, including our own personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. And Colin is a Big Bird Offy on both of all those, those things. things. We'll be back in just a few minutes with some beers, some new waters, uh, emptied bladders, and ready to be covering uh, some national and local stories. Indeed. So thank you very much. We'll be back in just a minute. Bye. Thank you very much for joining, everybody. My name is Donovan from Salt of the Streets. I'm Colin. We are happy to have you. This is part two of episode 142. Of course, you can find everything that we have here, our YouTube, our Instagram, and our Patreon, all at Salt of the Streets. You can find all of this at saltofthestreets.com, including our own personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at alpaca, alpaca, underscore, Donovan on Instagram. Alpaca. Colin, Colin <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Colin is a big bird off you on both of those things. Our sponsor for this segment is going to be Swell Blended. The Barber King. Fantastic. Helping me maintain the main. We're out right. here. What's going on? So... Came courtesy with a lot of the topics for today. Yeah, absolutely. Came strong with a lot of these. So, part two, talking about some national stories. Mm -hmm. uh, let's go with... Bum, bum, bum. Let's go with the Adderall shortage first. Let's talk about this first. Fantastic. Right? Just so <laughs> happened to be the first one I had pulled up, Just too. Just so happens to be. It's almost like we planned this together. Almost. <laughs> okay. So, the national shortage. And I have known, actually, multiple people who have talked to me about this, my realtor being one of them, she, that when I, I was buying my house, she was talking to me about how she was having a hard time. Getting she Adderall? Been, yes. But she, because she's been yeah. like, not because she's like, I can't fight it on the streets. No. It's like, I can't get my prescription <laughs> yes. filled. Yes. <laughs> she's, yeah. She wasn't able to get there her was, prescription. There was no, there was no implication there whatsoever. <laughs> not saying that. I think she's selling these houses, bro. No. Um, <laughs> she is real. Or... Yeah, no. It's just, she, yeah, she couldn't get her, her prescription filled. But I've heard yeah. many people talk about this. Um, and so, what we found out is essentially there was like, uh, what they're saying is there was an immense uptick in the amount of prescriptions written pretty much during COVID, right? Like over yeah. the pandemic. Um, 
Yeah. Why do you... This is why your realtor is on Adderall. <laughs> and I thought... Why... No, she said she'd been on it for a while. Oh, um, yeah. I think that a lot of them were people who work from home, mm. uh, who are at their houses and not at their offices so they're not as productive and then also people because children went up quite a bit too i don't i don't have the statistic right in front of me yeah. um, but children went up quite a bit as well and i imagine it's also people who had to spend more time with their children and didn't realize what little fucks they had raised <laughs> and how terrible they are at school um because they don't have to fucking see them for eight hours a day uh, so i think that's probably a good portion of it um i would certainly imagine i mean know, when you look at the the way our day-to-day lives had changed so drastically over the last few years. Everybody being at home. If you weren't at home because your job because your job said you had to be at home, you essentially had to be home because your kid oh, had to be home. Don't... Sorry, buddy. <laughs> By the way, this is a this is called the Groundhog Day. <laughs> I snorted some of the foam. Groundhog, that's good. I do that all the time on the beer show. Uh, Groundhog Day Pale Ale. It en- smells enjoy good. that one. It's really good. We tasted it yesterday. Um, but yeah, the way this, the entirety of society has changed to have everybody at mm-hmm. home, have them less active, oh, less busy sense. at that point, a lot of people had probably had to get some Adderall to be able to focus right. on what it was that they needed to do or get their kids to focus yes. on their schoolwork or just not being a bunch of little fucks running around the house tearing shit apart like they right. normally would. Now... I don't think this is a healthy healthy situation no. that just, as per the usual, our way to fix this societal ill was to just have more doctors prescribing more Adderall to lots of people. I think, right. it, it was a, I think it was the 15% uptick, yeah. I want to say. Do, I do tend to believe that it's over-prescribed. 100%. In, in, I, oh, I, in general and specifically with Adderall, I tend to believe that we take too many pills as a country. Also, Adderall specifically, yeah. there is just a fuckload of people who I think never fucking sound like an old man. There's tons of people who don't know how to work. <laughs> like, just work. do work. Just stop fucking around and just do work. Just fucking work. And make yourself be accountable. And that's why they didn't like the push from their bosses asking them to come back at work because if you're in the office you will be held accountable even if it's just even if it's just by somebody who is a higher position than you in the office Mm -hmm. that person can see you they can see whether or not you're being productive that's why you start seeing the i'm not justifying this because it's whatever but grumpy old man over here keystroke trackers and like all of that type of stuff you know so many people in high school sold that shit adderall oh absolutely bro when i shout out trenton in the chat when i yeah shout out tp when i first (laughs) had my job at the kids aren't taught how to deal with boredom a thousand percent a thousand percent people on their phones just like any moment um if you have any in doing traffic i catch myself in traffic i'm at a stoplight just on my phone why am i here for 30 seconds why <laughs> yeah it's not good it's not and that that's part of the reason i'm such a dick to people about reading now so you should read you should read you should read because uh-huh. when you start doing that that's where you start occupying your time with more and you lean less on your phone and don't read on your phone no read a book read an read actual book. book people are like well audiobooks no 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 Read a physical book. Get a, a physical yes. book with made with paper and read it. And it's like, not just the stories. It's mm-mm. not what you're no. pulling out of that. That's what audiobooks are good for, right? Pulling yeah. information from something while you're doing something else. Yes. But the read a book. And I'm not as I'm not nearly as disciplined as you, but I have increased my reading game tenfold from what it used to be. And like with a legitimate 
book book shout out um, book club since we're talking about it february discrimination and disparity thomas soul we're working on it we're doing we're, it. we're doing the big the last two the days big I really been, yeah it's, it, it's rough i know <laughs> i know we're in it i know it's it's a great book now that the book isn't good it's going to be a rough review preview probably going to be a short review because it's a good book it's good information it's very dense and it's pretty dry uh so i'm going to add as much flavor to it as i can but it's in I'm excited, baby. I'm excited to move on to 1984. It's, it's good. <laughs> March is going to be good. So we got a ton of really good books coming up. It's going to be a great time. There you go. Um, so, so to the act of reading, right? The act of actually reading yes. an actual book. Read it book. forces you to slow your mind down yes. to focus on something because you have to focus on the, the words on the page. You have to focus on how you're holding your book. It's not just – it sounds really stupid to say this, right? But, like, there's – positions you get in when you're reading a book yes. that like you'll find out after like the first 10 minutes of being in this position this is really uncomfortable i don't like holding up my fucking arm is falling asleep now because of the way i'm having this thing it's like cutting out circuit yeah, something yeah. So you find out all these different things about what it means to like slow down slow your body down while your mind can be racing absorbing the story doing whatever it's doing while yes. you're reading this book you're finding out so many other things about you while this is happening um but on top of that, I should to the inverse of that, right? Part of the societal problem here with not just being on your phone, it's also what you're doing while you're on the phone. Yes. It's the fucking YouTube shorts. It's the Instagram the reels. The fucking TikToks. The things that are like boom, 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 boom. That that is training you Shortening to be hyperactive, to for your mind to always need to be busy and to move on to the next thing. That I would I would tell you a hundred thousand percent that is definitely contributing to the rise in prescription need for fucking Adderall. Because you, that is a symptom yeah. of what you're doing on your phone all day. It's not it's a huge combination factor of being locked into your fucking house, being, you know, forced to deal with your kids while they're being locked in their house. Um we're crime is so fucking high now we don't want our kids to go outside and play like all all this type of shit but then also when you sit them in down in front of the fucking screen they're on tiktok we're on tiktok right we're doing the same shit to ourselves so everybody is coming down with this fucking atten attention deficit hyperactivity disorder which if i recall back when i was growing up kids that had that <laughs> that was some bullshit south park did a whole episode on it all you need to really do is just Learn how to be fucking disciplined about yeah. what you do. It's 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 not a problem kids to be are, solved away by drugs. And I thought we had already fucking decided this back in the nineties. Yeah, but apparently not. Now everybody's on fucking Adderall. Well, and you have been there when people have told me when I've tried to talk to them about reading, and they've said I don't have the attention span to read. But then that person has also said I find it really satisfying to watch videos of people mowing their lawns. Oh, like I remember that. Like, there's a problem here where you would rather watch somebody fucking pressure wash a driveway or mow a lawn on a sped up video, I saying just, on this real yep. style video that's going to take less than one minute, than to read a fucking book. Like, yeah, that's not good. That's, that's just so satisfying. To that watch was a people. real conversation, and that's and people. <laughs> that's not just one person. Like, there's, there's a people. there's a. Just millions of people who do that same shit. Yes. That's not a good deal. Yes. <laughs> Trends of the person who reads that book on Audible has a terribly boring voice, so it's even worse. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I feel yeah. a little bad for bringing you in in February. <laughs> but March on, on out is going to be way better. It's going to be way, way yeah. better as far as the Yeah, I've seen goes. the stack. It looks good for the rest of the year. Right now, yes. it's a, I mean, put it this way. 
if you can smash ass through this book in February, <laughs> the smart. rest of the year is going to feel like a vacation. Yeah, yeah. It's and gonna so you're going to set yourself up real, real high. You're going to have to climb a real steep mountain in February. But once that's over, you've already conquered the world, baby. Yeah, the Stephen Kings are going to be lit. We have the D-Day book by Stephen Ambrose. Like, that's going to be lit. Um, I'm excited for for the the Sasquatch book. Yeah. Devolution. Devolution. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for all these things. Josh Keaton so actually good. helped me figure out the December book. The December book is going to be, I don't remember what it's called, but it's the Lewis and Clark book that he just finished. Oh, that's he's gonna, right. He's going to throw it in the chat, I'm sure. That's it's the like, Stephen E. Ambrose yeah. as well, right? Yes. That's cool. Yeah. So it's only a three-hour read, but damn. Yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> I like I bet. I'm sure. Trying to be over here picking up the abridged version, bro. Yeah, it is pretty quick. It's not like it's a, just dense. Yeah, because even the the print is pretty. This mm-hmm. one, I think it even says is like a revised and enlarged edition. So the type is <laughs> yeah. even. It's probably smaller <laughs> if you get the original copy. I yeah. have another one of his books. That's it's one like, of those pocket books. Undaunted Cougar. Ooh, what I'm what I'm talking about. That's the December book. So we got time. Yeah, I, he was running through a bunch of... Josh Keaton has a great Instagram, by the way. Um, all these dope polls that he has and stuff like that. Um, yeah, Adolf, <clears throat> Adolphus Keaton, yeah, if I recall. we talk about this frequently. Undaunted Courage. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Undaunted Cougar, that's lit, right? There's Cougars just, out here. <laughs> I typed it in. I'm like, why am I looking at pictures of Cougars, man? What's going on here? <laughs> oh, we're terrible. We are terrible. Oh, yes. So there you go. Undaunted Courage. We're out here. It's going to be fantastic. I am excited. December book 1490 oh, 1449 on christian book.com yeah, about 10.99 on amazon you thank go. you amazon i'm for probably the gonna reread um the indifferent stars above to at one point as like a side book because yeah. that book is so goddamn good i mean if i can't have zombies i'm gonna have people eating other people right is yeah that, is that where you're at and i think <laughs> i said this during the review preview and i was deterred at the time and i think i might actually just fire off an email to daniel james brown's people and be like mm-hmm. hey what's up with an interview like, can Where I you zoom at? with them? Yeah, can we do a phone call? Like, I'll come to your house. I'll come to wherever. Like, because I would rather do video. You know, I yeah. would rather you and I both go out there and like do a video of me just yeah. thirty minutes. You know, about this book or whatever. And like, I would rather do that. But um, I can understand why maybe they would listen to the show and be like, I don't think we're interested. <laughs> but <laughs> but I think that it would be we could do it for the book club and then yeah, yeah just do a special right. Zoom book club edition and. It would be fucking just that'd be lit them, as shit. Just send in the review preview I did for for the book. Yeah. And be like, what do you think about this? Yeah. Watch this video. Tell me what you think. That's right. I get some more Chinese spyware on uh, my computer. I'll, re- I'll re-download yeah. Zoom for that guy. I'm here for it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So as far as the Adderall shortage goes, there's also an issue as far as government regulation, right? Mm-hmm. Because there was a bunch of requests from all these pharmacies to, uh, of course. This is all regulated heavily by the federal government. Yes. The even down to the DEA. Yes. Because like, like it's a controlled out, substance. Yes. The shit. The 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 ingredients that can be used to make these pills. Uh, so. Now I just want to point and, this out real quick. Yes. This comes from the. This is from the FDA's website okay. announcing the shortage of Adderall. Right. So I'll just read through it real quick. On October 12th, uh, 2022, FDA posted the shortage of the immediate release formulation of. Amphetamine mixed salts, a.k.a. you know Adderall or Adderall <laughs> right. IRL, on the drug shortage website. FDA is in frequent communications with all manufacturers of amphetamine mixed salts, and one of these companies, Teva, is experiencing ongoing intermittent manufacturing delays. Other manufacturers continue to produce amphetamine mixed salts, but there is not significant supply to continue to meet U.S. demand market demand through those processes. Um, Adderall are FDA approved for the treatment of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. 
disorder and narcolepsy. Until supply is restored, there are alternative therapies, including extended release versions of amphetamine mix salts available to healthcare professionals and their patients for amphetamine mix salts approval indications. Uh, patients should work with their healthcare provider, so on and so forth. So this is interesting. So from the actual FDAs, I noticed they didn't even bring up the fact that there is a bureaucratic problem in the in the chain um, going to the DEA, who right. is required to approve, who re- supposedly approves all requests to to allow more circulation of this drug by the FDA when they yes. ask, but they still have to approve that. And apparently, there's a problem in this communication, or they're not do it's it's happening too fast, and so the bureaucratic slowness of this is just helping to gum up the fucking works here. Right. And we can read, I have the same article that you do, the, uh, what is the ABC article, or the NBC article? Yes. Um, <clears throat> and it's uh, under making more is not as easy as flipping a switch. Yes. Uh, most ADHD medications fall under a class of controlled substances called central nervous system stimulants. Because the medications have a well-documented history of abuse and addiction, the FDA and Drug Enforcement Agency limit how many pills a pharmacy can dispense at once and how frequently patients can refill their prescriptions. The DA so all, the DEA also sets limits on the active ingredients pharmaceutical companies use to make these drugs each year. Quote, the DEA is involved if any manufacturers try to scale up production. John Yo said the DEA calculates how much of a given drug ingredient is needed to meet demand, then allocates the precise amount. The problem, according to, jo- to John Yo, if whatever, is <laughs> how DEA uses historical data, meaning prescription numbers from previous years to set these amounts. Demand forecasts based on historical data couldn't predict the sharp rise in ADHD diagnosis during the pandemic. Now there's a mismatch between DEA quotas and prescription numbers. The quotas have been troublesome for companies like Novartis-owned Sandoz, which makes generic Adderall and Concerta. Uh, since mid-2022, we found when a customer ordered more from us than what they forecasted, we were unable to fulfill those orders. Leslie Pott, a Sandoz spokesperson, told NBC News in an email, we petitioned the DA for an increase in volume with some requests accepted and some denied. According to Pot, these customers range from hospitals and institutions to retail pharmacies, specialty pharmacies, and wholesalers. So, like you said, there is a, there's even a as you would assume, a process for them to petition to increase the amount and the mm-hmm. DEA gets to say so yay or nay. And I would have how I can say it arbitrarily. That's the only yeah. way they're deciding these amounts based on what the previous year's numbers are. And there is subsequently shortages in other medications like Concerta, like they said, Vivance, other stuff like this, because when Adderall can't be found, they start to prescribe other medications mm-hmm. that might also work. And so there are tons of people who were on Adderall before that now are taking all of these other uh, either generics or different drugs altogether. Yeah. It's a. Uh... It's no surprise to me that the DEA is essentially looking at the trends chart from past years and going, well, these projections show we should only supply this much. So if we're getting an increased demand for this much, it just must be because of nefarious means or something like that. It doesn't make sense to us that everybody keeps getting more. They need more of these legitimate prescriptions. And so we have to, like, do more investigations on what's going on. They have, I guarantee you, there's some kind of bureaucratic bullshit that's helping to slow roll all this because Certainly. the numbers just don't match up and it doesn't make sense to us and so and it's that's it's the way the government works meant to combat some of the things we've seen before in the past like the pill mills and stuff like that with different um painkillers uh you know when we're having this uh jesus christ um 
the Percocets, the Vicodins, like that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Oxycodones, that's what I'm thinking of. Um, the different type of oxys, the, you know, when you can, they were talking about, like, there used to be, like, the chains in Florida. You could go to all these different hospitals, just get yeah. all these different medicine or medical offices, just pick up different prescriptions. Yeah. So it's meant to combat that type of thing, which I understand. Um, but, you know, we say this all the time, you can't legislate against morality because this doesn't mm -hmm. stop these people from doing these things. And it also doesn't yeah. stop it from when people doesn't, it, it hinders it, hinders the process when customers need things and businesses can't provide them, right? Mm -hmm. So this, to me, presents at a time in which the government has too much power and influence in uh, the ability for people to freely, for the free market to operate itself and mm -hmm. people to be able to freely trade and, and, and perform commerce, right? Yeah. There, there isn't a reason which the government is telling companies, isn't a legitimate reason to me in which the government is telling companies, you can't give customers this product because we have decided that it's too much. And yeah. I, that's not me arguing that this uptick is justified because, like I said, I tend to believe that it's overprescribed. I think that this is happening because people, adults, are at home with themselves and at home with their children and finding out what assholes they raised, what assholes they are, how terrible all these people actually yeah. are. They're now having to sit with themselves and their children and realize how much they fucked up. So they're on Adderall now. Um that is not a good I, thing. I'm not. I'm not justifying oh, it. I don't think I that it's good, right? Just I'm having rough. to kind of. I'm having to compartmentalize it because um, yeah. if this was, if it was a legitimate uptick, a legitimate uptick in demand, which I don't believe that it is, these companies should be able to meet that demand. The government should not be telling them that they can't meet this demand because they think that it's too much. Yeah. I understand and agree that this is in reaction to events we have seen in the past that are precipitated by individuals with low morals and that influencing companies and different medical offices and the way that they operate. Ideally, mm -hmm. right, ideally, pharmacists and people on the ground would take accountability and track the amount of drugs that are being given out to people, and they would be deciding, listen, this is, this is too much. Like, I've, mm -hmm. you've come back here three times in one month for this 30-day prescription. There's not a reason for this. I'm not going to give you these pills anymore. Like a... like. That like the a private tracking database for certain controlled drugs among pharmacists, like something I, like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because um, there's because there is some there is that's the uh, the pill mill for the opioids, right? That created that tracking because system because there were only individualized tracking systems. Yes, and yes. So that which. Technological age, bro. Some type of fucking social media it where pharmacists can tap in and be like, "Yo, this mm -hmm. guy." I don't know, and I that's a. Yeah. Uh, I it, obviously that, that that opens up concerns with people's yes. medical information. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get a little hesitant about. It. I understand though. Like there should be. Yeah. Or dare I say, when people some are kind willing of... to travel hundreds of miles to collect different prescriptions and pills, it's not so simple as individuals no. taking accountability. And I think there's honestly only so much you could do about that. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of it, that essentially is the same kind of argument in my mind as you have to get rid of guns. Even though criminals who want guns will always get guns, right? You, you're going to hinder people's ability to get a prescription medication like Adderall, who might legitimately need it because of the few people that are going to take advantage of the system and abuse it and travel hundreds of miles <clears throat> to go hit up shop by shop by shop by shop by shop. Right. Um, and so, yeah, my my kind of uh, libertarian spidey sense tingles when no, I start right. thinking you're database right. and stuff. You're but right. you right. But I mean, I would imagine there's got to be some kind of. Because I was of, thinking small scale, so you're right. There's some kind of free market solution that could happen. I mean, among pharmacies or something like that, yeah. or dare I say, some kind of active community involvement 
with the pharmacists and the local community. You'd probably need way more pharmacists, way more pharmacies to do that. But, you know, and you'd have to get away from the corporate model and all this shit. But in a perfect utopian world, you'd be able to, you know, your pharmacist would be like, bro, I just, I've been filling these prescriptions for you and it's getting more and more and your doctor just doesn't seem to give a fuck. Or on the doctor's level, hey, man, this is probably not good. We need to find some workarounds, blah, blah, blah. But... At the end of the day, there's only so much you could do for people that are going to take advantage of the system. I would have to think about I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I would say, and on top of that, to get back to the government involvement point, right? Not only are you slowing the production of this this free market entity, right, this, these prescription pills, but on top of that, by arbitrarily clogging up the system and slowing things down, you're also increasing the price. Because the supply is shorter, which and the demand yes. continues to go higher, so all you're doing is arbitrarily making it more fucking expensive, yeah. because of the ineptitude of the government to do their fucking job. It's it's, it's a two prong, it's a multi pronged fuckery. And there's no question that there's a huge street market for Adderall, so I can't imagine what that's doing to. I don't know how much crime is tied in with the Adderall fucking yeah, industry. Right? You know, it's not like opioids. No, but it's definitely it's got to be driving up the price in the streets as well. If that's oh, yeah. the case, I mean it's so, fucking speed. Yeah. We've seen how Adderall Portal, affects yeah, I mean, people. Adderall's all. I mean, it's it's crazy oh, popular yeah. right now. People well, taking Adderall. I used to take fucking Vyvanse when I worked at the call center. I mean, you work at a call center, you probably need that. I was I was <laughs> buying Vyvanse from other people who had prescriptions. Yeah. Well, and I mean, we've seen it go bad yeah. uh, among individuals who just cannot function because they're on high doses of that stuff and yes. then withdrawal syndromes and they can't sleep and it's all and it really can fuck people up. Yeah. But also the entirety of the journalistic industry is run off of Adderall. I think every <laughs> major journalist that's ever gone on any talk show has talked about how, yeah, that's how you fucking smash out stories like this. I mean. I would be surprised if maybe if the percentage of people that are on some form of Adderall-like substance isn't like one in five at the very least in throughout America. Yeah. For multiple reasons. It's probably not a good thing. I think it would be a very interesting investigative journalistic piece for people to dive into the world of Adderall into fucking speed. Because let's, I mean, let's, what, what are we talking about here? What is Adderall? It's fucking speed. It's amphetamine. Yeah. It's amphetamine salts. Exactly. That's what they say. Amphetamine <laughs> mixed salts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure, man. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would have to think this is not something I think about very often or have thought no. about really at all. So I would have to think more about it. I didn't it even know it was happening. To, um, just to try and, and hash out a solution, right? Mm-hmm. So I, because I, I hate to be the guy that just bitches about it and be like, but I don't know what to fucking do about it. So <laughs> I just want to be be open that like it's not something I thought yeah. too much about. So I would have I would have to think about it more to try and decide a solution. But uh, unsurprising <laughs> to most people listening, I am uncomfortable with the government's ability to yeah. regulate the way people do business with <laughs> yes. individuals. But. But oh. again, I don't. I don't want to be a you know just a contrarian or whatever. That's but right. like, this isn't how it should be done. But I couldn't tell you a better way to do it. That's so. better. That's better than my take, which is basically get your shit together. That's it. All if, of them. Just get your shit together yeah. as a society. We don't need Adderall. Just be better people. <laughs> that's not really. That's not really a great answer. But I mean. It's mine. <laughs> so let's talk now about moving uh, on the Neuralink trials. Unless you have yes. anything else to to add about this, no, I hit my major points. Yeah, the, and that's <laughs> the government slowing it down, arbitrary bringing the price up. Yeah, fuck them. That's how we're hammering this show out. We got we're just going to kind of hit as many topics as whatever, that's and right. we're going to just run through it. So yeah, let's talk about the Neuralink trials now. Um, I'm getting my my timestamps here for when I. 
go back because I'm have a ton of them since we have all these little topics. Yeah. So, excuse me. Uh, Neuralink trials, and I will send you get your shit together. <laughs> this article that I have so that we can watch the monkey video. Yes, um, please. Because oh, that means I need to open up. Yeah, get your signal. Get your signal on because this article. This article is more than one year old, right? But this is one that I found that has a fucking wild video. Is this the fucking... This is the monkey video, yeah. With so the, what kind of monkeys? It's a macaque. A macaque? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this is from a year ago, but this is just to kind of underline, because I knew this was happening, right? Neuralink, obviously, in Ely, is an Elon Musk company. We've talked about this, and it's implants in your brain to allow you to control other shit. And he's saying, you know, the end goal is for us to be able to take like quadriplegic paraplegics and and make people be able to walk again and mm-hmm. do all this type of stuff. This particular thing with the controlling of of the 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 joystick, as we're going to see, is more leaning towards. He's saying, you know, I want people uh, will enable someone with paralysis to use a smartphone with their mind faster than someone with thumbs. That's what he was saying. Um, First person shooter is about to get lit. It's going to be wild. Yeah, it's going to be wild. So yeah, you might have to resend that to me. So, oh, I had I'm... not sent it yet. I was okay. fucking talking. Um, so let's. It's good because it takes a minute for my signal to open yeah, up no, on the computer. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm going to have to make sure to open up the article and not uh, display our Salty Boys chat. I almost sent you in there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Lounging with the dog. But that, uh, that underlines we were talking about having to figure out how to read. The dog there, the dog yeah. needs love. I also need to read. So I had to hold the book in a weird angle just so I could get yeah. it done. Yes. Okay. So this is a video of a macaque monkey named, <laughs> named Pager um, who is doing... I don't. Nothing, I feel no. like that's how it's pronounced. That is how I have always understood it to be pronounced. You're just dirty. Um, so we're gonna test. Yeah. This well, yeah. What do you think it is? Macaque. Macaque. Right. You're saying macaque. I feel like we're <laughs> saying the same thing. <laughs> So tomato tomato. We're gonna watch this video because it really freaked the shit out of me. Um <clears throat> and it's See, this sure. monkey being able to well we'll just watch it. That looks yeah. it. <clears throat> Trends on my cock level. Yeah, that's is this that is not, Pager. This is Pager. He's a nine year old macaque. It's a macaque. a macaque placed in each side of his not brain macaque. about six weeks ago. It's the same thing. If you look carefully, Make this thing you can see, so you can see what we're doing yet. It hasn't quite fully grown back yet. Okay, so you see it, right? He's, he's moving a little dot into the, the square. He's using the joystick. Delivered and he's getting some snackies from the tube. It's just a smoothie. We can interact with nice. the Neuralinks simply by pairing them to an iPhone. I don't Just like as you that. might pair your phone to a Bluetooth speaker. At least there's no, like, snapping to fucking... I've been connected. The links record from more than 2,000 electrodes implanted in the regions of Pages' motor so now thousand he's just, he's... that coordinate hand and arm movements. Neurons in this region modulate their activity with intended hand movement. So they're tracking For example, it. Yeah. some might become more active when he moves his hand up and others when he moves it to the right. By recording from many neurons... This is already kind of disturbing enough. Just watching a monkey yes. play with a joystick it's like weird, this. Right? Like, I don't... <laughs> and he just jumped right up there. Yeah. Like, I have a real problem now with people killing monkeys. Yes. Feeding their activity into a decoder algorithm, we are able to predict Paige's intended hand movements in real time. First, we calibrate the decoder by recording neural activity as Pager uses the joystick to move a cursor to targets presented on the screen. That's so wild. As he's playing this game, we're wirelessly streaming, in real time, the firing rates from thousands of neurons to a computer. Whoa. Yep. Using these data, 
We calibrate the decoder by mathematically modeling the relationship between patterns of neural activity and the different joystick movements they produce. I don't see no wires. After only a few minutes of calibration, like it's, it's just in we can head. use the output yep. from the decoder okay. so to now move see the cursor. The joystick is not connected anymore. I don't know. They, they can't see it on because our thing's in the way. Oh, yeah. But the joystick is now disconnected, right? Instead, the, joystick, the joystick, the cord has been unplugged. Pages still moves the joystick out of habit. But as you can see, it's unplugged. He's controlling the cursor entirely with decoded neural activity. What the fuck? Our goal is to enable a person with paralysis to use a computer or phone with their brain activity alone. Well, you've done it. Because they wouldn't be able to move a joystick, they would calibrate the decoder by imagining hand movements to targets. Oh, One of the things the Neuralinks allow Pager to do is to play his favorite video game, Pong. Okay, so now he's There's playing Pong. No to control joystick. his joystick is completely on the removed. right side of the screen, Pager simply thinks about moving his hand up or down. And he's controlling We've the right the joystick the right altogether. One. Now that he's up to speed, let's oh increase gosh. the difficulty and see how well Pager can play with the Neuralink. And this is not like tracking eye movements. This is just brain signaling. Brain activity. As you can see, <sighs> Pager is amazingly good at mind pong. He's focused. Mind pong. And he's playing entirely of his own volition. While munching on the smoothie. Yeah. It's not magic. The reason Neuralink Science. works is because it's recording and decoding electrical signals from the brain. <sighs> Bro. We are Great so Great game, fun. Pager. And what better reward for a monkey than a banana? A banana. We still have challenges spanning many fields of engineering. So if you're good at... You want to know how I know they gave that monkey the banana? He didn't really open it? How? He didn't, he didn't hold on to the handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was just eating it out of there. Okay. Well, that's fucking... Right. So oh, this is okay. just to underline what we're talking about. Yes. Right? This is what they were willing to show the public one year ago. Over one year ago. Right? That's, so definitely they were more advanced than that This is not brand new. No, 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 no. The reason we're bringing this up is because they're starting human trials in like July. Yeah. Yeah. That's Ooh. why we're talking about this. So, and there's been some question, I guess, about um, the brain implants, right? Uh, let's see. This is an article from Forbes. And... Um, Elon Musk Neuralink has applied for the FDA, to the FDA to approve uh, to begin human trials. If the approval is granted, the company will likely start human testing on the device in 2023. The company believes that they will be able to potentially restore sight in blind people and could even give people with uh, severed spinal cords the ability to walk again. Musk has stated that he plans to implement one of the, implant one of the devices into his own brain what? once they're ready. What? So he's not willing to go to Mars, but he's willing to put the Neuralink in. Yes. Ooh, I don't know if we can hand. We already have a hard enough time handling Elon Musk without a Neuralink. What are we going to do when he gets one? Then we're really going to Mars, like next year. Yeah. Done. This is freaky. So here's my question, right? Yes. Because the, the science behind this, I can, I can comprehend its, its concept, right? The, behind the monkey and the pong game. That makes sense to me. So the major leap being you have created this device that can map out the neural pathways in your brain involved in having things go up and down, move left and right, just some some basic things that you're trying to get a computer to do, right? Yes. But when you're talking about, like, failed eyesight, 
that seems like a different problem altogether. It's not a failure necessarily of your brain <clears throat> chemistry at that point, your brain wiring, so you can't see. It, it's oftentimes blindness is from some kind of uh, biological problem in the actual like equipment that is your eyes. You know, this the, the spinal things between like, your your eye and your brain. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm interested to see how you go from point A to point B on that. I can understand like a making a paraplegic walk again, maybe not under his own power, but with some kind of like um, bionic leg type of situation where you can have your brain send impulses to this mechanical thing that moves your legs much like you would if you were walking. But I don't know how you repair the, the tissue or the muscle damage or something like that, which... What I'm imagining is some type of external, like some type of, some type of camera mm-hmm. that you wear on your chest or something that is connected to the neural link that is just able to send those visual signals to, to color brain. to your brain so mm-hmm. that you're seeing what the camera is picking up. So it's not necessarily making your eyes work again. It right. might be something like we're going to figure out a little fucking contact lens that you just right. pop in right. that will take in those things and then trick your brain into thinking that you're actually seeing yeah it's slightly um, uncomfortable to must me. stated in a recent Neuralink event that the initial applications for the device could include the ability to restore vision for the blind and even allow paralyzed people to walk again um so neurons are the cells that pick up jesus christ um pick up the glass travels through yeah yeah, yeah i get how it works mm-hmm. uh, and interprets the messages i want to let's talk about someone's eyes bro how are they going to do with the eyes give me some eyes baby yeah yeah this doesn't say it's basic on uh, how it works but we just yeah. explained that in one paragraph that took them fucking 10 <laughs> hey man you get, they get paid, you get paid by paid the word, word man yeah so this is from a pharma file this little article kind of gives a briefing on the uh human trials yeah um neuralink owner elon musk announced that he has submitted paperwork to the fda which he hopes will allow neuralink to undertake human trials in 2023 the company are developing brain implant technology which allow aims to allow the brain to control devices through thought alone in an attempt to treat patients with brain disorders or paralysis the technology has already been utilized in animal tests with the monkey playing pong like we just saw back in april 2021 more recently though a monkey uh a monkey has been shown using thought to move a cursor around a keyboard and create words. Musk has uh, called this telepathic typing. He continued explaining. He should stop because it's freaking people out. Saying shit like that is not making it better. You're not it's making telepathic people typing. Be- yeah, you just stop. Stop well, it. You're using stop. a computer. Call it, call it Wi-Fi. Call it Bluetooth because that's what this is. And you're freaking people out by calling anything you gotta else. you got to connect to brain tooth. Yeah, you're freaking people out by talking about we're giving no. people telepathy. No, 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 no. You're using a computer, and that's okay, but you're scaring people when you're mm-hmm. saying that. You're talking about fucking making mutants like legitimate X-Men, and I'm. you can't do that. You can't do this, yeah. man. Yeah, see, a realistic, more realistic implications to me, like immediately off the bat, just based off of the technology we saw with the monkey, would be things like connecting to your fucking Tesla car, because that's Bluetooth, you sit in it, okay, let's go for a drive. Drive with your brain. Which gets, that seems uncomfortable to me, um, because people get very, I mean, they can't stay off their cell phones while they're driving, let's, why are they going to concentrate on? People already on, fall asleep in Teslas. It's a whole deal, dude. Um 
But I mean, the, just think about the ability to connect to any Bluetooth device that you own with your brain. So you got a smart speaker in your house. You just think about your smart speaker and then think about it playing music and then it just starts playing music. All your smart you know, light bulbs. Like stuff like, yeah, your smart light bulbs. You walk in your house, think about the lights turning on and then they turn on. That I see as an immediate technology able to use just with simple Bluetooth alone. I mean, how difficult would it be to train your brain and a computer at that point, once you have your Neuralink in, to be like, okay, this is me thinking about lights on, lights off, lights on, lights off. You do that 100 times, and then now every time you walk in your house, the fucking lights will turn on and turn off as you walk through your fucking house. The temp, your thermostat, your smart thermostat will do the same thing. When you're cold, it adjusts to your body temperature. Who fucking knows? I'm not into this. Should this freaks that. me the fuck out. You should be doing that. <laughs> I don't. I don't like this at all. I don't. I just. It's uncomfortable. But I don't think you can stop it. It's all. You know. This is one of the cats out of the bag situations. Is this why you were asking me about no. this? No. <laughs> no. This was about. Uh, that was about my. Let me ask you this. Though we can't put the cat back in the bag. <laughs> no. Cats out of the bag at this point, man. Yes. He's obviously. You know, we got proof of concept here. This is something that is not going to stop now. Do you think no matter what, this was going to happen once we started getting technology and shit? Like, oh, this is yeah. just the natural progression of technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Integrating it with... <clears throat> and I'm not saying it's a good thing. It's just integrating going to happen. with humanity. Yeah. I don't... Yeah, I don't think... Like, I... Okay, let me be more specific. I believe it to be a noble goal to want to give people the ability to walk again who can't, right? Yes. These are all very positive things. I, I fear... Like many other people, this is opening up a door that we do not actually want to fuck with. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, there's already questions about uh, different type of like diseases on some of the monkey things and pathogens. I don't, I mean, the radiation in people's brains. I don't, how long can you have a microchip in your brain without it doing something <laughs> bad, wrong to the biological matter inside of it? Like, yeah. I don't know. Is there really at no point there's no type of potential negative side effect? Do you have a microchip in your brain? Mm -hmm. Really? It seems like there probably would be. Yeah. So I don't know. If I if I was hung up about long-term trials for COVID vax, then I'm hung up about long-term trials with fucking Neuralink. Okay, this is a foreign object you're sticking inside of your brain matter. I feel like there's going to be some, uh, some consequences here that we might not pinpoint right off the bat. It's, you know, who the fuck knows? We know so little about how the brain works, how consciousness works, and we're fucking with it by putting... You, brain chips in there. I mean, brain chip is like a a colloquial term. This is not like a chip chip. I mean, this thing has like fibers and you know right. little tentacles, it's a, and it's it's a weird little thing. But can we find a picture of it? Oh, uh, I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can. Can it get hacked? Probably. Oh, I know. I mean, it I'm, connects to Bluetooth. Yeah, it, yeah. That's they're talking about a whole that's thing. That's why I'm like, it has to. Speaker. Yeah, right? like this. Um, let's see. <clears throat> Imagine someone who was diagnosed with ALS and was unable to speak or easily move their hands. Communication for, for people in this situation can be really difficult. With Neuralink, they could simply think about what they wanted to say, and Neuralink could transmit this via Bluetooth to a smart speaker or other device which could speak their thoughts for them. Yes. So you, it just, it just Bluetooths in. That's what yeah. Neuralink is? I do, it's what it looks like when I'm seeing it. That's terrifying that it's that small. It's just a tiny, tiny thing that they put inside of your head. Apparently. Tiny, tiny little thing. See, there's a couple different versions of what I'm seeing here. So yeah. I'm not really... I would imagine that it's probably something that they don't want everybody to see what it looks like. Because right. um, 
because then you automatically have uh, the, some the, kind of ability to replicate it. The band makes sense, though. The band with the... Yeah, that makes sense yeah. with like, the different sensors on it. Mm-hmm. And there's oh, the one picture that's broken up into like four. Um, like It's a band that's broken up into like four things connected oh, over here parts of the brain no 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 like like the band oh, breaks over up here into, shring, yes shring, shring, shring. that makes sense the n1 implant so that that tells me that's probably like a first prototype type yeah. thing the n1 h1n1 like mm. someone can control your whole body probably and mm. i don't and that's like this is what i'm talking about this is why i feel like this is not good i've you know? seen this movie before there's bro. a series of uh any number of reasons why this is not a good idea <laughs> no and I don't. I just watched all them Divergent movies, man. They did something real similar, but it was it was like a little drug that they shot up everybody to make them like human robots. People okay. can steal your debit card information by like tapping on your phone with their phone, you know. So I don't. Someone can just tap on your head with something, you know, or like get close to it and just <sighs> connect to your shit. Like I don't know. I'm not. I, I'm not trying to conspiracy theory you know forgive me youtube but i don't literally who knows and i have a hard time believing that as genius as you know elon musk and all the people at Neuralink have to be because definitely they're all geniuses um i just people hackers are really good they're really really smart they're Always. really really smart and probably the smartest person on the whole planet is some guy who lives by himself and don't talk to anybody at all and uh, that's probably how it works. Yeah. So that Next guy, thing you know, you're going to wake up in his driveway yeah. after just delivering him a fucking McDonald's, you know, uh, value menu. And then you're going to be like, how did I get here? It's gonna, like, yeah. he, just, he just wanted some McDonald's. He, so he exactly. said, fuck you. I'm taking you over for a minute. And he's going to do something benign like that just to show the world like, uh -huh. hey, just so you know, this is possible. And if I just made this guy go to McDonald's for me while he was asleep, imagine what somebody else could do. I'm not telling anybody how to do this. I'm not doing whatever. He might even kill himself afterwards just because he's like, this is too fucked up that we're living in a world like this. Yeah, no, but the first guy to do it isn't going to be an evil genius. He's going to be some guy who's just hanging out and figured it out. Like the guy who hacked into yeah. the Joel uh, the Joel Osteen power cube. Yeah. The same thing. It's just going to be some guy who figures it out and does weird shit with it. Just like, to say he could. Yes. Bilbo Swaggins. Howdy, fellas. Hope you all are doing well. There's a third unidentified object flying over Canada. Let's look it up on the Google machine. Let's do it. Unidentified object over Canada. <clears throat> Uh, how now we just find out that this just happens all the time, you know? Like, yeah, little yeah. do we know. This is actually consistent. Half USJ. the planes you she we shot it down. All do right. I have a New York Times credit? No, I don't. Fuck off. Let's pull up uh, the the National Post. Joseph Garrett, this is probably the first step to AI taking over humanity. Do you think this will be Allie? A-L-I-E from The 100. You've seen that show. I have not. Um, Ali. I'm trying to remember who this is now. Jordan has seen that show, too. Uh, it's been a while. I don't remember. I imagine it's a robot person. I um, imagine it is. I don't remember that being in The 100. It, there's, that's certainly potential, you know. I mean, if you're integrating things like that, I, I, don't, I don't know how long it is until they're uh bbc just posted about it he said yeah um, this is this is from the canadian press yeah i don't know how long it is until they start integrating like 
personal assistants and shit like that into your I mean what do we have right now we already have Alexa right so if you bluetooth if you bluetooth into your Alexa speaker you're already talking to Alexa mm-hmm. you're already communicating you're literally communicating with her through your brain so is there anything to say that you wouldn't hear Alexa's response to your demand or to your request in your brain like she says it out loud on, on the speaker her response but if you don't say anything out loud if you just say it in your brain why would she respond verbally over, yeah, right. over audio right just, over the speaker it would just do the thing you would hear it in your brain yeah that that is already if you if you integrate with a smart speaker like that yeah. google home anything you're mm-hmm. already ai integrating your neural link the only difference would be instead of like now you have to train your voice right when you get one of those speakers things you got to talk to it for a little while yes. answer questions and blah 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 and then it here it learns your voice yes it, would be doing the exact same thing so you'd be looking at prompts on your fucking smartphone that says okay now think about this now think about that now think about that yes. and it would map out the brain patterns for this thing identify those brain ah. patterns as you and then you create personal profiles for everyone that attaches to that thing so that you know that you like your lights to turn on to every room as you walk through the house and your spouse or your roommate doesn't. And so they set theirs up not to do it that. It will track the parts it's... of your brain that fire when you say, when you think about the lights. Mm-hmm. Okay, lights on means this. Lights out means that. <sighs> I mean, this freaks me way more out than like yeah. uh, thinking about social media and TikTok fucking with our brains and all this shit. No, this freaks me out way more yeah. than now that I'm thinking about how this is going to go down. And then they clone you, Trenton says. Precisely. <laughs> Precisely. But they'll tell you it's your consciousness and then that you can recycle yourself. But then you recycle yourself and then you just die. Precisely. They will, yeah, it's just your consciousness that they're copying and putting it onto a computer somewhere. I don't like this at all, bro. Joseph Garrett, Applied Lucent Intelligence Emulator Alley, one of the characters. Zeke, I'm having a hard time imagining people voluntarily giving up their autonomy to something that could potentially be hacked or could rob you of your free will. Zeke, I don't, I think you don't, I, don't, I think you have way too much trust in humanity there are definitely people who will connect their brains to the internet because they think it will make their lives easier or because the government says it's what you should do how many people are getting five shots there are definitely people who would do that people don't don't even have to think about it we would just just, do it (laughs) we were just shown over covid how many people don't want autonomy they don't want to make their own decisions they want someone to tell them what to do because they don't want to have to think about what is best I mean, there are. It's oh, because there are, there are people who still don't use right. don't use fucking VPNs and shit. There are people who don't take any type of mm-hmm. of action to try and limit anyone's ability to track their location, their information, their anything at all. They don't Some care. Of them think it's people, a good idea. People don't care. Because what about the bad guys? There are people. Yes, people who who would willingly give up all of their information. Who are the people who are like, well, I don't have anything to hide. So what does it matter if the government's tracking everything that I do? Those people will do that. Yeah. Because they don't want autonomy. They don't want that. They want to be taken care of. And yeah. if uh, and if a, a, a microchip in your brain, a new band in your brain, is going to be the easiest way to get taken care of by the government, then that's precisely what they're going to do. That's right. I, I'm remembering now who Allie is from the 100. You know, towards like the she tail end of the season. Yeah, she's like an AI type of, type of deal. It's a whole thing. It tries to stop people from... Essentially tries to keep them in line. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Keep them 
focus where they want to be. It's a that was a good show, man. I remember that. The chip that people took from Jaha to be in the city of light. Whoa. Yes. Yes. This still in the one hundred. This is the one hundred. Okay. Yeah. It was like way, way, way. Yeah. Way. It was. This is a it was like a thing now, that, Joseph. Uh, hold on. It was like a thing that uh, pacified you, and okay. then you could go live in the city of light and all this good stuff, and you know they kind of catch wise to what's going on i was like what the fuck yeah especially in a world of depression and anxiety people are taking medications all the time now they can't get their medications if someone tells you if you take this i mean you won't be depressed anymore you won't feel this you'll be able to integrate with the things in your household like your life will be easier don't even have to look up twitter and you no. just think about twitter and no. you got all the twitter in your brain i don't know uh, yeah no uh, I, I disagree i absolutely think that people will do that I'm not saying that it will be half of the world or anything like that, but there will be people, and it don't it doesn't take much, you know. When when someone you know, your cousin or or your fucking sister or something is like, oh yeah, I just I got the fucking Neuralink because you know it makes my whole life easier. Like I can drive my car with it. I know all my phone is like all my contacts and stuff on there. All my banking information is on there. All my everything is all on the phone. It's all yeah. Never it's have all to on the Neuralink. Never have to pull out a wallet ever again. Just walk into a store, grab what you want, and walk out. Yeah. So all there amazon style that's i mean and this is gonna what it's gonna do if i'm projecting forward correctly is create a two-tiered society those with and, and those, those without, without and those that have it are going to be the elites yeah it's gonna happen there's companies you can even look this up right now because i'm pretty certain that it's just a company people getting like uh like microchips implanted in their oh, hand yeah. to be able to access their building and stuff like that and buy things they're, they'll definitely do it. That's a benign thing. That's like the microchip thing. That's that's a that's a start to this. Microchip implants that you pay with your hand. And this yeah. is a, this is twenty twenty two. But yeah, so, there's a thing going on around on Twitter at some point where the the companies. technology that's on those new cards, the the tap and pay type of thing, yes. the same shit works, and it's just in their wrist, and they go blink right up next to it, and they're done. I'm telling you, people will do it. They'll be happy to do it. Yep. A good portion of them. And those people don't want freedom. They want to be able to, because you can't, you can't honestly think, if you are, in my opinion, you're being ignorant, you can't honestly think that if there's a microchip in your hand, no one can ever access it at any time. It's totally secure. It's totally legitimate. No one could ever do anything with it. That's bullshit. That's, that's yeah. nonsense. This yeah. is 2023. If, if, if there's a computer chip in your hand, someone can do something with it. Even if it's just take the information, change the information, delete the information, put new information on there. Oh, my that's, God. Your whole person has been deleted. Now you're somebody else. Now you don't have anything on your microchip. You can't get into the building because someone fucking tip-tapped you just like they did on your... What, they, they sell wallets now. This blocks the RFID, whatever. Yeah. You know, No one can tip-tap on your wallet. Someone can tip-tap on your Bro, hand. Somebody can upload a new personality in you. What I'm saying. You can alter your own personality. And so I don't think that it's reasonable <sighs> for anybody to assume that that microchip in their hand is secure. And so I, um, I, I believe if the people who are willing to get the microchips in their hand are presented with the opportunity to get the neural link inserted in their brain, then they would do it. And especially if they don't know that it comes from Elon Musk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, something else that would be actually really, really convenient for people like us is that when we're live on the Internet, right, we would essentially just be able to ask the people to give us a like with their mind instead of actually find the little like button on the YouTube page and click it with a little thumbs up, which is something you all should do right now. Yes, um, like, subscribe, you share don't need, your friends. You don't need the doing. brain chip to like this video. <laughs> no, <you don't. laughs> like Only this video if will. you don't want the brain chip. 
That's that took a. I was not expecting to go down this path. I just I've been not trying to think about Nerling very much. Yeah. That watching the monkey video was way more disturbing after seeing it than it was as I envisioned it in my head. Isn't it dark? Yeah, it's not cool. Like it's cool, but I'm not super into that. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna make it's gonna make things like going to Mars way easier. Because the crew that's piloting the fucking ship and stuff like that, you don't have to have thousand million different buttons and manual like we did in the Apollo missions and all this stuff. You just think about it and the computer does the thing, man. Yeah. It's like, oh, geez. There's a fucking, there's a, a small air leak in one of the hydraulic hoses. Well, I'm going to think about solving that problem and then the little thing's going to... The, the robot's going to go out the there. Nanobots, the nanobots, melting, the melting fucking Lego robots are going to go out there and patch the leak. Yes, yes. The <laughs> melted metal robots. The T-1000. Why yes. are we in this? Yes. Zeke this, says, Neuralink uh, needs to be limited to vulnerable members of society. I don't... I feel what you're saying, but also, like we said, Elon Musk said, I'm going to get one as soon as we can do it. Mm-hmm. So, at the very least, God love him, Elon Musk is going to be doing all kinds of wild shit with his own Neuralink. Anything he can think of, is, I'd tap it in there. The Let's only just give thing, it a shot. The only thing Elon really wants his Neuralink for is so that he can lay in bed at night and go, sleep mode, activate. <laughs> and then he <laughs> can sleep totally for six <laughs> hours. <laughs> that's, that's why he wants that shit. Yes. So, oh, I... I don't think this is a good idea. We've entered sci-fi, bro. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm glad you think that. Well, it's going to happen. There's some (laughs) stuff. There are some things that... I don't like this. ...that are positive, but we need to genuinely and sincerely weigh, do a a value assessment on these things and decide Mm -hmm. if it is worth the the risk that it imposes, right? I mean, like a... the 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 research the uh you know with the, the research with, with the genes or with the with the oh diseases. The, the 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 oh my god the gain of function stent, right oh, gain, gain of, of function, function research right there's there's value to this when you hear the argument there's value to what you're talking about you're trying there is positivity mm-hmm. there right also it's the same deal we need to have a discussion on whether or not there's enough value to that to warrant the danger that it poses mm-hmm. to doing that domestically to doing it around the globe to doing it anywhere and right what's, what's the gene therapy thing um just because we should doesn't mean we, we should. Just because we just can. can doesn't mean that we should. Yeah, yeah. We were so busy thinking whether or not, or asking ourselves whether or not we can. We didn't ask ourselves whether or not we should. But what's that? That gene at CRISPR. CRISPR. Same type of deal. So not only now are you going to be able to mold yourself to be a fucking golden god, but now you're going to have the brain chip in there to have the the actual mental capacity to go with it. I don't think this is a good idea. We're on the path, bro. Don't think this is a good this idea. This is it. This is the prequel to the sci-fi movie that is the future. I'm not in on Neuralink. <sighs> I'm just kind of freaked out right now. Let's talk quickly about this uh, J.R.E. Peter Z. Hunt episode. Right? Okay, yeah. This was a request from... Oh, you have the... This is a new thing? Or is this the... Oh, this is the, this is the balloon okay. that they pulled All up right. from the Atlanta. I'm just um, getting some other stuff. <clears throat> yes. Uh, because this was a Kevin request episode, huh. so Peter Zeehan, right? Because it'll be it'll be pretty quick. Yeah. Um, so I was not freaked out by this episode. The end of times, right? Right. I told you I was patting myself on the back, like I was like, I- I'm in it. We're not the nukes is not happening. I was not sold. I'll, I, <laughs> anybody right. can go back and listen. Excuse me, I was not sold. I, I had a difficult time 
conceiving of the use of nuclear weapons uh, in this conflict, especially or particularly at this time. Mm-hmm. I had a difficult time comprehending that. So that made me feel good. It also made me feel damn good to be an American. Um, <laughs> damn good to live in America. And, Proud to be an American. Yeah, and I think it kind of harkens back to the let me ask you this. That we're t- I think that's what it was we were talking about earlier, whether, whether we can go back. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of shit that we can do here that we can produce domestically that we could sustain for ourselves that we don't do because we have invested ourselves in this Global globalist market. economy. Yeah. Of where everyone needs to be equal. We're, we're, we're propping everybody up. Everybody's coming with us. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody going to eat. Right. Which is a, everybody going to eat. Well, positive. Like I get it. It's very idealistic. I think that's a great thing. But it's not. When we did that, we stopped asking what is best for America, and we started asking what is best for everybody. Yes. And sometimes that's a good thing to ask, and sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. I think that nationalism is what is going to save us, and that is what we need to be operating as a main function. And I am not talking about ex- like uh, isolationism or hardcore nationalism. I'm talking about being proud of what makes us Americans and and riding what makes us strong. If we're the number one food exporters in the world and we're the number one energy exporters in the world, mm-hmm. why are we bringing shit in from anywhere else? Yeah. Why are we doing that? If we can make it here and support ourselves here with it, we should be doing that. There isn't any reason that we should be buying things from another country mm-hmm. that we can make here and sustain ourselves with here. We need to be worried about ourselves, make our own shit, sell the excess to other countries. That's how we should be doing shit. When we're talking to to Zeke's brother, when we're talking yeah. to right to Ivan about all this food production, like mm-hmm. we can absolutely feed ourselves. We make enough food here to feed ourselves almost entirely. Yeah, there's no We'd reason have to that... change some of the crops that we grow. Yes, but it's not like we don't have the space and technology to do that. That investment is is worth it, right? Mm-hmm. That innovation, I think, is worth it, and I I am uh, I am I'm, I'm, optimistic at the opportunity that he described as dark as times might be for America to turn back in on itself in a positive way Mm -hmm. and reinvent the way that we conduct ourselves on an economic basis, on an industrial basis, on an agricultural basis. I like, I think that's overtly positive and that will demand the type of responsibility and perseverance that we were Mm -hmm. talking about earlier, because that type of, of hardship and chaos of people having to change their way of lives completely, the weak will not survive that. They no. absolutely will not. No. And I think part of part of the interesting thing about that episode in particular was his kind of flip mat, flippant attitude towards everything. He's kind of like, well, yeah, this is all just so obvious. I'm so smart. And, and he was so kind full of, of himself. He's yeah. kind of a douche, right? And, you know, when he talks about, you know, we're going to have to f- reindustrialize America as a as a part of how we do this thing. And, you know, he's very certain that this is going to happen and all this. Said, what in what what over the past even decade with the people that are in power that have that control all the levers of power to include the government and multinational corporations tells you that that is going to be a system they support wholeheartedly or that they're competent enough to pull it off yes without destroying half of the population in yeah. its wake just like I, he was talking about happening in other countries exactly right and so i don't i don't put full stock in his like this is going to be just fine we're, right. america's going to be fine we'll just have to you know we're going to we're going to end up reindustrializing thing we'll just make mexico make all of our cheap shit you know they're already on the way there china's on the downfall Okay, well, where's all the made-in-Mexico shit? Yeah. No, they grow a lot of food. 
because we only the only food we actually do grow on a massive scale is not necessarily for our consumption. It's fucking corn, which is for our consumption as well as other things to make sugar and high fr- and puts the fucking formerly Aunt Jemima fucking bottle so that you can slather it on your fucking they do pancakes more, in the more morning. Labor than actual Soy, production, like, yes, because they are big and in, involved in cars and like those type of industries, different type of appliances, yes. like that type of stuff, that kind of stuff. Yes, yes. and then and yeah. that's why he was talking about them being they are more skilled workers than they are in China, and they're yes. cheaper labor, cheaper and more skilled. Yeah, and just that the people in China know how to slap shit together, slap together. Cell phones they're and, productive yes yeah and but yeah then you still need like the high technology as parts of that yes. to get to that place to be yes. to be thrown together yeah no i think um, what i yeah. drew from him really was that i i i aligned with the potential that he was talking about like that like we have the ability to get that we done. do we, and i i believe in that i aligned with that and that made me feel mm-hmm. good but that's also where i was talking about other gets back to like that's also very idealistic because mm-hmm. the people that we have now aren't yeah. equipped for that. You know. Drive around the Northeast, and there are there's a multitude of abandoned factories from when we used to make things like fucking tennis balls, yeah. and shit like that. When we made shoes, and we made all Zippers. these different things, yeah. that have all gone abandoned and have shipped overseas, and the towns around them that used to to be supported by Crumble. those factories are ghost towns now like that's not something you can just it's not as easy as flicking the switch and turning it back on right the real estate exists the technology exists but the workforce the, the workforce can exist and it's but the the bureaucratic and we'll just say the cost of entry to doing it is far too high for anybody to actually begin that and the regulatory burden on top of that is too expensive to maintain to have anything that is sustainable your most products that aren't made in america are not made in america because it is vastly more expensive to make it in america and yeah. you would not be able to sell it there would there would have to be an like an immense slashing of of big parts of our economy that would bring down <laughs> the value of our currency likely but would also bring down the cost of our goods you know what i'm saying like yeah. that would that, that's the only way is if mm-hmm. if people pay nothing for their items like we used to then you don't have to make twenty dollars an hour like people are demanding now that's the yeah. if, if that's the only way that that type of thing could go back is if you adjust the economy like that and that's mm-hmm. such an immense slash in the government that i don't I mean, it's impossible to yeah for that. You and just have to gut it wholesale with all the regulation attached to it. That's why I think his shit hinges so harshly on like chaos, yeah. on some type of global fuckery to <gasps> like we don't have a choice but to adjust to this. He's the, the modern day Ian Malcolm, Jurassic Park. Chaos okay, theory, yeah, you know, okay. he's like this wacky guy that that speaks in ideological certainties. Yeah, he's got the ponytail, the weird thing. Yeah. He's always kind of upbeat and chippery, even though he's talking about China being gone in five years and Russia being gone in like yeah. fucking ten years. His show that that was heavy. Like, yeah, global, it's heavy. You know, um, everybody gonna die. Oh, he's like, eh, it's fine. Yeah, some of his stuff, uh, the stuff he was talking about, about China made a lot of sense to me when he was talking about Xi, the way that he's formulated power and stuff like that. Yeah, and that he, why he's pushing so hard for nationalism right yeah it made 
the internment of the Uyghurs make a whole lot more sense. Yeah. That, like, if that's all you have is nationalism, that you need people to be tying themselves to be Han Chinese, you have to get rid of anybody who isn't or isn't willing to conform or convert to that lifestyle. Yeah. And if you have people, Uyghur Muslims, the, the Falun Gong, all these different religious groups that they're persecuting, they're just trying mm-hmm. to literally eliminate because they've been around longer than this regime and yeah. so they're unwilling to bend the knee so like so we'll just kill them all that's well, how we'll handle this yeah and i mean back in history we got to remember like right now the when we think of china right it's yeah. we primarily think about the han chinese right right which used to be one of multiple major kingdoms that right. made up one china. Of the dynasties yeah, yeah i mean what was it was like uh the the yellow turban rebellion was about like the three major kingdoms of china like there was the han the wu and the Yi. Yeah, I have no I idea. I don't remember. I, there were some really good video games. Like, That's beyond that went me fictional that changed yeah. all that. But um, And then Total War made a really awesome game for that time period, too. But um, a lot of my history comes from that fucking game franchise, <laughs> by the way. Because they used to be real epic about like the historical accuracy of the time periods that yeah. it took place. But, um, but yeah, so it's important to understand, like, to be ethnically Chinese used to mean a different thing than kind of what it does now. There used to be distinct cultures and kingdoms throughout this 3,000-year-old culture. And now it's a very different thing run by one fucking dude who thinks he is the greatest thing since air was invented. Yes. (laughs) You know what I mean? But, but yeah, his... The regime that Xi has created, you know, um, Peter. Peter? Yeah. Yeah, he, um, he talks about, like, the... The way President Xi has like changed the Politburo and the party and all this stuff to basically give him to be the only pillar of the Chinese right. government at that point. He's totally isolated himself. And that's what happens when there is a single sole power source like that, a structure of power. There's no nobody else to, you know, when that pillar falls, which it inevitably will because we all live and die. He has to die eventually, yeah. Yeah, like there's going to be a massive power vacuum and chaos is going to ensue. And I would doubt the fragility of the CCP system will withstand that collapse. Yeah. You only got one major pillar holding up everything right now. And unless he's very specific about who he handpicks and grooms to be the next him, which it's getting a little late in years for that to be happening. And Zion was making it sound like they're just, he's eliminated essentially yeah. all competition through the way that they've run the schools yeah. and stuff like, like Putin's that. Putin's sim- done similar, right. similarly. You know, the like he was talking about with the oligarchs that there's essentially about 150 of them or 130 of them or whatever it is, 115, I don't remember, but some small three-digit number of people that essentially run Russia with Putin as the main pillar at that point. He's eliminated or got everybody to kowtow to him except for, like, one person. And that one guy, everybody else is kind of watching him because they're like, well, if Putin gets off, it was probably associated to him, so he's fucking dead too. Right. So it's like this this guaranteed kill chain of a failsafe. And it's a very, I feel like it's a very similar thing with Xi, except it's just a single point of power. Yeah. But very similar, similarly fragile systems, which, like he predicts, aren't going to last very long. Yeah. Which is not going to be good because, because of the global nature of the economy at this point, when one falls, it's a, it hurt, it kneecaps everybody in right. one way. So, so if we if we don't find a way to independence before that happens, we are we are boned in a, in yeah. a big way. And yeah, with the fucking leadership we have over the last few decades, I don't see that. I don't see somebody coming in and be like, "We're doing something new." They love globalism. We're gonna be, we're gonna be in it, man. 
Maybe maybe it's, you know, everybody's favorite fucking T-Dog millionaire, but I doubt it. Hashtag Uniparty loves globalism. <laughs> you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, where, where, where's all that outside black money going to, or dark money going to come from? It's not going to come from within. We need right. it for our international partners. That's why, that's why we have all these charities and these associations and to funnel all that fucking international money. Yeah. It also kind of explains why you have some of these nations like um like Cairo or like like Egypt yeah. like um or like Saudi Arabia that are building these grand cities that mm -hmm. they don't really have anything else going on they know that eventually the oil wells are going to run dry that eventually they're not going to have anything yeah. to offer so they are making grand gestures grand shows of like well look at we st look what we have to offer look mm -hmm. at this amazing society that we've constructed here that yeah. will in their hopes, continue to bring in foreign investment and travel, and people want to live there, and they'll go there to see the magnificence yep. that exists there. There'll so be corporate money there. Right. There'll be there'll precisely. Be, there'll be economies that are are long standing. Yes, which you know that's why time will tell. That's why these societies that are are doing these things. It's, yeah. it's to show value when they are what they have to offer the world now mm -hmm. is slowly dwindling away. He will be downloaded into the chip and live forever in different bodies and rule China forever. No! Oh, shit! <laughs> oh, shit! I don't want that. Xi is going to get Neuralink in July. <laughs> what did Biden, what was, I got the clip for later when we talked State of the Union, but what was, what was he yelling about? It's like, name a world leader who would change places with Xi Jinping. Mm -hmm. Name you, one! You told me not to watch it. so I, I got clips, Yeah, baby. I purposely didn't watch it's it It's terrible. you told me not to. I can't wait to show you some of these clips. Yeah. It's, it's so bad. But yeah, that's why nobody's going to change places with him because, like Joseph said, he's just going to go into a new body. Right. Um, so to that point, too, real quick, yes. um, kind of what those other nations are doing by building those massive cities and yep. bringing all this stuff. Well, China, the line in Saudi Arabia, that's what it's called. The check line. Out, check oh, out the, the fucking line the line city. city. It's freaky as fuck. Check it out. That's not, that's not going to be good. Check um, it out. That's a dumb situation. Google it. Google it. Did we not watch the video at one point on here? I don't. We, I know that Shuan Head I did at one point, yeah. so I know we both watched the Shuan mm -hmm. Head video, but I don't know whether or not we did on here. But mm. the line video is freaky as fuck. Yeah, it's just one long giant wall city. It's not. It's not real, dude. Fuck In the middle of the stuff. desert, they're this, doing the it. simulation will not allow that. <laughs> <laughs> the Matrix it's, is going to uh, reject that. It's already going to have a hard time with us trying to jack into the Matrix of yeah. the Matrix, which is going to be an issue. But, um, but China similarly did something kind of along these lines within their own nation of building these massive cities with nobody to live in them. Yes, ghost Ex cities. Yeah, except for the fact that. I don't know what their whole ordeal was. I think it was more along the lines of spend money to try to make money to yes. keep people to work yes. versus trying to bring people into this situation. Because they're not going to let... Because they're all about control. Right. They're all about control. And they don't want necessarily a ton of foreigners to come in and essentially, you know, change their culture like that. No, and anybody who has a company there has to have like a CCP subsidiary or like yeah. a, what's it like a like a a liaison who yeah. you know works with them directly with the government yeah. and the party to make sure that they're yeah it's all, like all companies that are a, a specific size and yeah. it ain't that small right or, or it's not that big put it that way but if you're if you're a company that's moving to china for any reason 
you're going to be big enough to have a CCP liaison that's going to work for you. We'll put it that way. And then if you have the money to offshore your business yes. to China, <laughs> you're you're big enough. And then sometimes they just take all your stuff and tell you to go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's fun. And they put you in a little fucking dark room for a couple of weeks, yeah. like Jack Ma, and then just you come out. Next thing you know, you're a shill for the government. Because again, they don't have anything to offer. So when people come in there with intellectual property, they copy it. They start making their own stuff, and that's how you can get all this stuff on Amazon that costs two dollars instead of fifteen dollars. Is because they've taken someone's intellectual property. It happens with Ben Splints, with splints yes, that we make at work. That they there are Chinese copies of shit that we make, sliding gloves and whatnot that you can buy online. Yep. That are just complete knockoffs of the shit that we make. That's right. It happens all the time. We don't even make, we only make things in America. They just know that this product exists, so they just copy it. Right, they just do buy that. it from somewhere, they order yep. it from somewhere, and then they just make it themselves. Happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I was hearing about a story about a company in Eastern Europe that did that. It's bought it, bought it like basically a couple of everything, and yep. they're like, okay, well, we're just gonna copy this now. Yes. We bought it, we reverse engineered it. Now yeah. it's ours. It's wild. You bunch of fucks. It is wild <sighs> what you can do. I mean, in America, we have, like, they have legal protections against it, but yeah, anywhere around the globe, they yeah. don't give a shit. Yeah, enforce that shit, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it is interesting. Yeah, it is indeed. China's, there's the one, the like the chip company, their technology company or whatever, that they formed, that they had a Chinese subsidiary, and then the Chinese subsidiary took control of the entire company, took all the intellectual property, all the money, and then said, bye, bye. and closed down yeah so they they'd be doing that you yeah. know yeah and, and fortunately um have you been following the james o'keefe story at all uh only through you okay yeah, yeah. It's, it's some interesting movements in this one and it looks like the there's people fighting back the major investors in project veritas let's have, go have formed um a legal fight now against legal this coalition yes like so there's it. been cease and desist letters sent to the board that ousted james o'keefe put him on it paid leave yeah and they were attempting to over overthrow him and take over the company but they're arguing in court at this point with through this letter that i might have um that the investors in project veritas invested because there is only one person who represents project veritas and that's james o'keefe and so by ousting him from this you cannot have access to our funds you cannot do anything with the company that we invested in at this point and if you do you will be giving us all that money back so you cease and desist right now yeah while while you do what it whatever it is that you think you're legally capable of doing you bunch this of fucks. isn't what we signed up for yes i'm into it so we're going to see how that plays out but it's been a very interesting couple days because james o'keefe has been silent about like all that. this i think it's because it's all legal shit but do you want to talk about the china balloon i know you have some china balloon stuff up let's talk about china balloon okay tell me about the china balloon let me uh because let chuck schumer did. talk you... a little bit about the original response from the biden administration because you did your, your live stream on it last week yep. so if you want kind of the recap of the old situation go back to last week's live stream yes. on friday yes and do colin that. did his whole beer show about it so we can just operate from the it was shot down we know about the stuff yep. and we can go from there yeah went all the way across so, fucking america yeah so and then this was chuck schumer talking about it at the time this is before any of the the other shit happened after that so we're just picking up the timeline basically okay so Republicans are, in, are stuck. They can't govern. They can't agree on anything. I, instead, they're focused on political theater. They don't do any, they're not trying to do anything real. Uh, and we govern, hope they says. won't continue to do this on something as important as the surveillance balloon. Take a sip of that. China 
China, China sent that surveillance balloon over. The, the Biden administration was calm, Ooh, calculated, and effective. Mm. According to, they listened to the military experts. They listened to the intelligence experts. And they did the right thing. But Republicans, even before they saw and knew what was happening, started, some of them, not all, lambasting the president. Those criticisms were at best premature and in all probability highly political. This so let me ask you a question. Should the pre oh, Go ahead. Um, by coming out against the opposition party who is giving shit for Joe Biden for allowing a Chinese spy balloon to fly over the entirety of not just the continental United States, but also Alaska and Canada, and allowing it to fly all the way over before we shoot it down offshore of North Carolina, I believe, one of the Carolinas, by telling the Republicans that they're, because they're pissed off about this, that this is a political move, is this not wholly a political move? Absolutely. So this is all just, this is Chuck Schumer saying, don't make this a political thing just because, you know, our president did a good job and, and shot this balloon down because he listened to the experts, if you will. Then don't make this political, Republicans. Wait, 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 pause button. So what you're saying is you're making this political? Right. It's completely hypocritical. It's completely yeah. hypocritical. Yeah. Uh, so now, yeah, it looks like we got another fucking thing coming in. Um, but these were the remains of the Chinese balloon that were discovered, that were being pulled out. These are the only public pictures being, it's just a small one. I think this it's is probably a better Navy picture. That, the Navy that did it, right? Or yeah, the, Coast Guard? The, the, Navy the Navy people coming out and picking that up. Yeah, the Coast Guard's not allowed to touch that shit. A lot of the shit is down at the bottom of the ocean, Yep. and they're like, we don't know how to get to it. So, <laughs> Yes, and what they have discovered were... Um, listening devices that could intercept radio traffic. Yeah. Um, and Location data, obviously. Absolutely, which essentially means that while the balloon was flying over the United States, they could potentially listen to any and all radio traffic. They could listen to cell phone calls that were intercepted. They could probably monitor Internet traffic, I would assume, at that point. So, you know. Good job, Biden. Right. That's what I got to say about that. He did a fantastic job by not shooting it, shooting it down before it came into our land border when it was even in our in our controlled seas up in Alaska, or shooting it down over the bearing the fucking barren fucking ass parts of Alaska, and then making a Canada's problem, which Canada's not going to do anything with, against it. So it's, what are they going to do? And then just letting it roll right through the mm. entirety of the United States not knowing what it was. Especially because they were simultaneously arguing that they couldn't shoot it down because it could potentially have, you know, pose a threat to people on the ground, but then also telling you, but don't worry about it because it will be just fine. Yeah. You don't need to worry about it, but we are worried about trying to do something about it. That doesn't make any sense. Like, to tell you, there was even, a, I wish I could remember who it was. I should have saved the video, but there was a government official uh, for the military that was asked one, by one of the reporters, you don't think mm -hmm. that it's, you know, relevant that like the United States or the people of the United States have active tracking data for this balloon. And he said, well, they can, you know, they can look up. They can look up. Oh, yes. that's nice. That we can go into our backyard and we can fucking look up. And that's how we can try and figure out where the balloon is. Yeah. You shouldn't be telling us where the balloon is because we don't know we what, can it, look up. what it is. It could, it could have been a goddamn bomb. Yep. It could have been some type of bomb. And you're like, I don't worry about it. You know, 
That's insane. Even if it's not, or that's not likely. Yeah, I think we likely, played that clip on the the beer show last week. Even if it's not, or it's not likely, to tell the American people, don't worry about it, is absolute yeah. fucking bullshit. Exactly. Absolute bullshit. I think I was telling you this earlier this week, but um, a while back I'd watched that that uh, Don't Look Up movie. Yes. And it's like a carbon copy of the yeah. situation. Well, I mean, you could look up, but you know, don't worry about it. It's, it's, not, really a, it's not really a big deal, right? Um, but one of the other side effects of this entire story was in the aftermath of this thing, the, the White House was, it was running damage control, essentially, because people are very upset that they're watching this Chinese spy balloon go across the nation, and they're getting really pissed off about it, and they want some answers. Yeah. And so the White House's, essentially, response was through other people in the White House saying that, well, the Trump administration also had three of these things fly over and they didn't even know about it but now we know about it magically and so when asked about it um our lovely and irresistible press secretary cream jean pierre had this to say about she it she is cute how is it possible that this administration discovered um at least three previous balloons that flew over the u.s under the previous administration but trump officials didn't know it was happening. Yeah, so look, I think that, uh, and we have talked about this before, about how um, uh, the, excited to be there. when it, um, yeah. when the PRC government <laughs> surveillance balloons trans, uh, trans, trans, transited uh, the continental U.S. briefly at least three times, as you just mentioned, during the president's uh, prior administration, and once that we know of the beginning of this administration's, uh, but never for this duration of time, as we know. Uh, this information was discovered prior to the admin administration uh, left, uh, but uh, the intelligence community, as I said, is prepared to give, uh, give uh, briefings to key officials, uh, but this is something, uh, this is something, sorry, post, but this is something that we, we, they did not, they were not aware of, as, as we've just laid out. How is it? So if that doesn't make sense, you'd be considered intelligent, because it literally doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. She just said a bunch of words that didn't mean anything, and she was obviously very lost in thought and was trying to come up with words, and she made very incoherent sentences. And I think what she was trying to say was the intelligence community under Trump knew about three other ones, but the they, administration was not interested in hearing about them. Yeah. But she did not say that. That's me trying to interpret the gibberish that just came out of her mouth. It wasn't good. No, man. She's usually not that bad, but that was really rough. Yeah. That was Joe Biden level. I don't know what you're talking about, man. You're making up words. Trent so. said them using this girl is akin to them using blackface. It's she's not just black; she's also like uh, either bisexual or a lesbian. Mm -hmm. um, she's she's intersectional for sure. There's this was a calculated move when she was brought into her place. It's like Jen the most Psaki. intersectional. Yeah, Jen Psaki, you know, is just a regular white girl. She's ginger. She's married. She has children. Like very standard, and that's why she had to go be on MSNBC is because they can't have that in the White House anymore, mm -hmm. but they can have that on MSNBC. Did you watch the the balloon get exploded? No. Let's oh, see it. Okay. For viewing pleasure. Let's see if it cuts off. There we go. I forgot I gotta adjust those bars down there. We're losing yeah. a third of the screen. Boom. Oh. Skip boom. Just launched a rocket right through it. Fucking old school sidewinder baby from an F twenty two raptor. I like it. And then that thing fell down to earth real fucking fast. I bet. And it was uh, all that shit inside of it. Oh oh, there's like um. If right, we like go a satellite back, on it. Yeah, yeah, there was a, the 
That was like all the listening devices with yeah. the solar panels and all that good shit. Because there's something inside of it too, I think. Maybe yes. just a structure. I think Maybe it's a. Like... I think it's a rigid structure yeah. from when we looked at the. Um, right. Yeah, you can kind of see it in this picture here. Yeah. <laughs> like there's some kind of rigid structure that's going on in there. It's, it's obviously hard to tell. That yeah. makes sense. And the fucking government is so transparent. I, I, I'm sure we'll find out all about it. Well, I remember, and then I told you yesterday, the Washington Post is like, government says there's more to be learned from the balloon. Yeah. Yeah, no fucking shit. <laughs> it's a God, it was a goddamn spy balloon sent yes. from another country. I'm sure it's you not think? just all out there. There's probably some encrypted shit oh inside of that balloon. Okay, so on top of the balloon stuff, right, we've also got some other... The lasers. The laser from the okay, satellite, right? I saw this, and it's from a Chinese satellite. Yes. Right? So this is the this is the video of the laser passing by. Because it's, people saw this outside of their house, yes. like Starlink. This is over on uh, one of the Hawaiian islands. And so it's just a laser that's running by. China says it's just a satellite studying air pollution. Then why That's a powerful it, fucking it's a laser. Big laser. That's a big, big, big laser. If it's laser. going from a satellite to the Earth and it's visible, yes. That's a. I wonder if that could like harm someone. I. If you got hit with that laser beam, I would certainly imagine it's probably not good for you. Yeah. At the very you least, the amount you know? of rads that you take from that, huh? So much, dude. Um, but yeah, the the Chinese, the Hawaiian Ooh, green that's laser it in beam. A house? That is, uh, it's probably out. Oh, it's from. See, that's the inside of the house. That's it's just right. from it's, outside. But I, so, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it's going into the house, though, or like on top of the house. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah, and so this is from uh, the Science Times here. The Hawaii Green Laser Beam, not from NASA, ICES at two Atlas, but uh, China's Daki One ACDL. So it's what? it's it's a Chinese. Yo, I would it's be a Chinese pissed, satellite. Be pissed if that laser hit my house. Yes, right? Oh, my God. And China so, knows everything about you. This is a whole deal, bro. Probably right. fried your phones. I wonder what <sighs> happened to that dude's house, to that person's house, every, when the laser beam hit it. Every aspect of their shit. That's scary. Okay, this is all state of the union. There's another thing I thought I had pulled up about it. About the laser <laughs> beam? About, um, no, this was about uh, this something else for wild. the Chinese balloon. Hang on, it's probably my bookmarks. Sometimes I with the two window thing, I get some things confused. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, but the China balloon is is wild, or the laser. The, the laser, laser is, is really fucking wild. wild. That freaks me out a lot. Um, so here we have the same guy, the Just Pentagon front. Yeah, to said to look up. This, this is, is his. An asshole. This is his response about the second one. This is the briefing of the second one that was shot down just off the coast of Alaska. At the direction of the President of the United States, fighter aircraft assigned to U.S. Northern Command Pat successfully Ryder. took down a high-altitude airborne object off the northern coast of Alaska at 1.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today within U.S. sovereign airspace over U.S. territorial water. On February 9, North American Aerospace Defense Command detected an object on ground radar and further investigated and identified the object using fighter aircraft. The object was flying at an altitude of 40,000 feet and posed a reasonable threat to the safety of civilian flight. U.S. Northern Command is beginning recovery operations now. U.S. Northern Command's Alaska Command coordinated the operation with assistance from the Alaska Air National Guard, Federal Aviation Administration, and the Federal Bureau of Investigation. 
We have no further details about the object at this time, including any description of its capabilities, purpose, or origin. The object was about the size of a small car, so not similar in size or shape to the high-altitude surveillance balloon that was taken down off the coast of South Carolina on February 4. At and the that's what we got from him. So, different in size, shape, altitude, very, very different there because 40,000 feet is cruising altitude for commercial air traffic. Right. And they didn't say where it was from. And they didn't say where it was from. Um, this came at a, it was more or less off of like the Nome Coast. Um, I okay. might even have the map of the C-130s flying around. I wonder it. how new this is. Like, I wonder how long they've yeah. been doing this because they do this type of stuff. China, other countries do this type of stuff to each other all the time. Yes. Send missiles flying over, send listening devices. Like, it happens all the time. And I, maybe it happens here, too, and we just are led to believe that it doesn't. And for some reason now, because it was a balloon we could see, we're like... Yeah. It's like a, um, there's some type of name for it, but it's when someone's presented to you, like the red car thing. You know, you see a red car, you've, or oh, now you, you see, see it all, all over the place. That's so yeah. like, so maybe it's, it's been happening for a long time. And just now that we've seen the one, we're like, oh shit, there's another one. Oh my God, there's another one. Like yep. now that we know what to look for, you know? Yeah. Um, and that is definitely a, it's, it's definitely a good thing to think about because yeah, how, the only reason we know about it is because people fucking saw it. Right. And then, obviously, because the NORAD knew about it since before they tracked it all the way across Alaska and Canada. Right. I mean, NORAD is a combination. It's, it's a joint venture between America and in, to include Canada. I mean, it's a whole deal. Um, I think Mexico is involved, too. I'm not totally sure. But, um, but we, we tracked it all the way from the beginning. We knew about it to begin with. And they didn't do shit about it until somebody saw it. And then it became a huge deal. This second one, everybody fucking knows about it. It's on, I'm not going to fucking say top of mind, because fuck <laughs> Kareem Jean-Pierre for making that in common vernacular. It was so not funny. at the top of people's mind <laughs> right. until now, because we just saw it. And now that we have another one that we just picked up, we fucking blew it out of the sky even before it got to the shores of Alaska. Yeah, It's what should have happened to begin with. But how many of these were happening without us knowing about it because we couldn't see them and the government knew about it the entire time or were actually letting the Chinese actively spy on, on everyday Americans right. and our military bases right. and all this shit. For what reason? Well, because we do it too. That's not a good enough I, fucking reason. Isn't that bad? I heard a lot of people who were like, why do I care about a China balloon when America listens to, our American government listens to everything I say anyway? Because oh, so fuck we should, them. So we should just let China do it too, right? Yes. You know, they, we're already doing it to ourselves. Well, so let's TikTok's just already let, here, so fuck it. I mean, yep. fuck you, no. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. Just because people can... can can perform identity theft. Oh, well, it might as well just happen to me, too. Fuck it. Zeke, those, Fuck are, you. those are the people that will get Neuralink. <laughs> those are the people <laughs> that will get Neuralink because they're like, oh, fuck it, I don't care. Whatever. Those are the people. They Jesus. will get Neuralink. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, and then, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, this is another one of those things, the policy on the balloons over the United States. It seems mm -hmm. like it's another one of those conversations that we really should have. Of There's obvious... 
not obvious. There is national security interest in letting the balloon come over us and us being able to scan it and study it and like find out what yes. they're finding out about mm-hmm. us. But it's the same deal. We should be having a discussion about like, are you guys comfortable with as Americans comfortable with this sacrifice? Yeah. They're going to collect your data, but we're going to be able to find out what they're capable of, what they are finding out, what they're doing with yeah. it. Everything we can, we're going to find out about the China balloon. But we need you guys to be down with them potentially collecting everything. That you are fucking doing, yeah. So that we can do that, you know. We know about it, man. You can't lie to our face anymore and yeah. tell us it doesn't happen. At that point, I can understand the when we start asking, well, why should the government have access to whatever the China's collecting? Well, they already have it anyway. Mm-hmm. At that point, I can begin to understand that argument of they're going to look at information they already can access as the United States government. So what's the fucking harm? Mm-hmm. in them reading what China has collected. Yeah. But we need to have that discussion and, and yes. be asked as fucking the individuals who information they're collecting, yeah. whether or not we are cool with that, or we would rather be shot down before it even fucking gets here, like you mm-hmm. said. But when we see it, we're like, no, 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 no. Get that shit out of here. It's on its way here. Get it out. Yep. Wherever it's from, go up there first, try and see where it's from, tell them, turn it around, or we're shooting it down. Because you know what really happens here? Part of the reason... Uh, this is so bad and the way it's going down is so terrible is because at the end of the day when the public knows about it right that means the public knows that china the government of china sent spy shit over our heads and we saw it and we know about it and the government didn't do shit about it which means the government can't not do something about it going into the future and china now knows that the u.s citizenry knows this and when it's spread around social media the rest of the world knows this and so it kind of gives china uh you know the ccp a little punch in the face it says you guys got caught doing this thing it looks bad on you right yeah and now that makes them more inclined to say escalate the situation in in some capacity and so it all starts to play out on the public stage and they will not be humiliated nor will we and then there's a tit for tat and escalation which ends up in fucking space force news launching a minuteman three unarmed fucking icbm out into the pacific because we we shut they sent another fucking balloon or there was another balloon now that the U.S. populace is, like, on fleek with this shit, they're not going to attempt to hide the second one. They say, we shot it down before it got to the shores. We're on our shit. We're good. And then China goes, you can't just keep doing that shit. If you do that and the populace doesn't know, we're going to keep playing this game. That's fine. We're going to go tit for tat. We're going to do the so- not a big deal. We shoot down your shit. You shoot down our shit. But as long as the citizenry don't know then nobody wants to go to war. Nobody wants to say, fuck China. Nobody wants to say, fuck the United States. We just do this shit because we're just trying to get... We're trying to spy. Let's just do that. governments do. And then, after you shoot down the second one, you end up launching an ICBM out into the fucking Pacific to be like, don't do this anymore. We're not fucking around. We can launch some ICBMs. They still work. I know y'all motherfuckers have been trying to look at our nuclear silos in, in Montana. Well, guess what? They still fucking work. We just launched one out in the Pacific. We're having to do show forces yes. like they do over there. Like North Korea does when people fuck around. They're like, all right, we'll just fire off a couple missiles into the ocean to freak yeah. the fuck out of Japan. Yeah. And this is from the actual spaceforce.mil, by the way. This is the Space Force's website. I've yep. never been here before. Those pictures? It's pretty this, fucking cool, though. Yeah. And these are actually from, uh, like, this first one, I think, was from an early test years ago. Pretty fucking cool, though. But, I mean, they're pretty dope-ass pictures. <laughs> Launching out of a fucking cornfield. Jesus, that's a fucking rocket, bro. 
So, anyways, that's that's where we end up with this shit. Just and not good. That's what's not. And, and then to have this news over an, another one over Canada and shit. That's. You know, the, the sad thing is all these fucking weather balloons probably were launched before anybody actually knew about it. Oh, yeah. The first one, right? Because it <laughs> takes forever. Float. And so now we're like, well, yeah. we got five more you guys got to deal with, man. So let's fucking figure out how to do this. <laughs> we got them in the, in the chamber already. If I'm G, I'm getting by on the phone. Hey, man. Um, so we got a few more coming. Right. Um, let me tell you where they're at. So you guys can yourself. just quietly take them down or whatever. Just just shoot them down real quick, all right, for us. And then, then, then this is done. And we don't got to do nothing. You got to waste your 1960s rockets no more. It's fine. Right. But I don't know, man. Doesn't they updated him under Trump, fuzzy. right? Yeah, they were like trying to yeah. ma- maintenance and all that shit. Yeah. No way Biden came in and said, hey, stop that shit. Yeah. <laughs> no. no way. Military industrial complex. Gonna, yeah. Gonna, the MIT. contracts are already rolling yeah. through. Exactly. Yeah, there's money to be made, baby. Um, okay. What's next? What's next? Let's talk special forces and or special force unless you have anything else on this. No, video. okay. I was just going to ask if yep. I can let's, go pee real quick. Oh yes, let's do special forces in Ukraine and then we can cut it. Unless you want to start, we can go to the break now and then start part through special forces in Ukraine. That might be a good okay, idea. Let's do that. So we're, yeah. what we're going to do is we're going to take our next break. We're back in just a few minutes. I want to thank everybody, of course, for being here for part two of episode one forty two of Salt of the Streets. My name is Donovan. I'm Colin, and uh, you can find all of our information with Instagram, Patreon. YouTube, all at Salt of the Streets. You can find all that at saltofthestreets.com, including our own personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is at Big Bird Offy on both those things. Thank you very much. We'll be back in just a few minutes for part three, starting off with Ukraine. Woo! Thank you. Thank you for joining us, everybody, for part three of episode 142, Salt of the Streets. My name is Donovan. I am indeed that big bird-looking fellow they call Colin. We are happy to have you guys here. Of course, you can find all of us, all of our things, the Patreon, the YouTube, uh, the Instagram, all at Salt of the Streets. You can find everything at saltofthestreets.com, including our own personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. And Colin is at Big Bird Offie on both those things. Make sure that you like, subscribe, share this video, tell all your friends about it so they can see what we got going on here. We hit The Last of Us in part one. We hit the national stories in part two. Part three, we're going international. The uh, I like how you said nationalist stories. I mean, it works. I? It just sounds funny. Oh, well. We're, we're all the bunch of nationalists. I said we went national. Let's do that. We did. We went national. It was, we did. They were national stories. Indeed. They were nationalistic in nature. The sponsor for this third <laughs> segment is Location Skate Shop in downtown Bremerton. Go there if you're here and you need any, any type of skate supplies or uh, stickers or music or pictures or... Um, cool skate apparel. Clothing. Yeah. Go there. Check yeah, it out. I like it. We're going to start with some updates in Ukraine. Uh, the first kind of big story that we have here. Hello, Deborah. Welcome. Welcome, Joseph. Welcome, Trenton. Welcome, Zeke. Welcome, Josh. Everybody. Everybody. Thank you All for being here. All the people. How was the wedding, Deborah? Um, yes. Yes. Congratulations again to your son. Um, okay. So this first article that we have here is from the Washington Post. The Pentagon. 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 Pentagon looks to restart top secret programs in Ukraine. The bent over gone. The, oh, my goodness. The <laughs> Pentagon is urging Congress to resume funding a pair of top secret programs in Ukraine suspended ahead of Russia's invasion last year, according to current and former U.S. officials. If approved, the move would allow American special operations troops to employ Ukrainian operatives to observe Russian military movements and counter disinformation. Hmm. That seems very different than what our special forces are doing now. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. 
A determination is unlikely before the fall. Defense officials are preparing a proposal for lawmakers' consideration in the coming months when work begins on next year's Pentagon policy and funding bill. If successful, these programs could resume as soon as 2024, though it remains unclear if the Biden administration will allow U.S. commandos back into Ukraine to oversee them or if the military <laughs> would like would seek to do that from a neighboring country. No American military personnel are known to have operated there since the war began beyond a small number tasked with the U.S. Embassy in Kiev. Okay. okay. I was just saying. Okay, we got to stop there because they literally just said that. They literally just said. Okay, so if successful, a program could resume in 2024, though it remains unclear if Biden administration to oversee them or if the military would seek to do that for neighborhood. No, wait, I just missed my spot here. Policy and funding bill. It just said there was troops in Ukraine and they didn't know if they were going to go back. Um, some of the military. Oh, the U.S. commandos back into Ukraine. Yeah. Yes. So, like, they just said there was U.S. commandos in Ukraine. Right. And then they just well, actually, it was just embassy people. Uh, I think they're referring to the ones they talked about that this this was happening before Russia invaded. Oh, I think that's okay, what okay, okay. To. Um, I would, however, say that you're correct. I don't agree. I I, I have said from the beginning that there are. I feel there are definitely U.S. military advisors in Ukraine right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have any evidence to point to that. That is the feeling that I have. That is what I believe because that is how America has operated every war that we have been in for ever. I mean, since Vietnam at the very least. Um, Since we started proxy war. Uh, this this is how we have done it, right? My concern, again, from the beginning has been when we have soldiers there, if someone dies, what will we do? The same thing is to be said here. Joe Biden also has been talking about no boots on the ground, no boots on the ground, no boots on the ground. If he does this, he's absolutely going back on everything that he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than the F-16s, by the time this goes through, the F-16s will definitely be there. So sure. I... I think that this will happen. I think that we will put more boots on the ground because I believe there are boots on the ground right now, and I believe someone's life will be taken, yeah. and that's how we will enter this war officially. If a, if an American soldier's life is taken by a Russian rocket, by a Russian soldier, by a Russian anything, we will enter the war. We will go there. We will not let someone die and not do anything about it. That's mm-hmm. not how our, especially a fucking Joe Biden character, That's not. it's not going to happen. No. The last time we lost American soldiers, they killed innocent people with a drone strike. They'll kill anybody in Russia if someone dies here. That's Or if someone from here dies in Ukraine. That's how they will operate. That is how the military-industrial complex and the Uniparty works. That is how it will go. Joseph Garrett, someone has to show them how to use all the shit we sent them. Precisely. Well, that's why we bring them over to Oklahoma, so that uh, yeah. our boy can train them. Yeah, there is also another article that I have from the Washington Post that says Ukraine's rocket campaign reliant on U.S. precision targeting. So they're doing the same thing. And I know, again, this doesn't this doesn't solidify that we are there. Right. But this article, Ukrainian officials said they require coordinates, coordinates provided or confirmed by the United States and its Mm -hmm. allies for the vast majority of strikes using its advanced U.S. provided rocket systems, a previously undisclosed practice that reveals a deeper and more operationally active role for the Pentagon in the war. This is the same thing, literally the same thing that we are doing in Yemen. So all these people that are virtue signaling about how America is fascist and piece of shit because we're, you know, helping the Saudis in Yemen. This is the same thing that we're doing in Ukraine. You can virtue, like, I don't even want to keep saying that. You can try and place one human life with more value over the other one if you want, but I'm not going to act like 
the people in Russia are lesser than the people in Yemen just because they belong or are living under a different fascist regime. I'm not going to do that. We are complicit and absolutely compliant and assisting in the murder of innocent people all on different parts of the country, on different parts of the world. This is fucked up no matter how you draw it. This is wrong. We are involved in this war the same way we are involved in the civil war in Yemen. This is wrong. This is wrong. What's happening here? This is not okay, and your tax dollars are being sent to do it. This is fucked up. How dare you? And don't let anybody, he said, try and virtue signal to you about fucking Yemen when they don't care what we're doing in Ukraine. We are killing Russian people. We are doing that. Whether they're soldiers, whether they are civilians, whether they're whatever, we're killing people. We are mm -hmm. doing that. If your claim is that we're killing Yemeni people, we are killing Russian people. Because what? Because the, the argument there is we are supplying the Saudis with the weapons and the equipment to kill the Yemenis. How is that any different than the Ukrainians funding and and supplying and arming the Ukrainians to kill Russians? It is not. The only difference, I guess, would be the Yemeni didn't invade Saudi Arabia, and that one's a slightly more aggressive war and were it would be the equivalent of us arming the russians in you know in that case With the, maybe, the argument the argument about, the same shit. about the Yemeni people is that innocent like civilians are dying in the civil war yeah. that's because the saudis are back in a different side of the civil war than the iranians are that's mm -hmm. like that's what the argument is is that we're complicit in the murder of civilians because we're providing this targeting data right mm -hmm. the same the exact same thing is happening it's for different reasons different parties right like I said, yeah. I'm, I'm not arguing the the, the whatever the the validity of the Russian cause or any of that type of shit, right? It, it's, it's the it's fact that foundationally that, the that same shit. That it is yes, foundationally the exact same thing that our our weapons and our data is being used to kill innocent civilians in parts of the world. Mm -hmm. We are doing that, right? We we are absolutely doing that. There is no doubt about that. So you cannot think that one is wrong and think the other is good because you like the cause of one and you don't like the cause of the other. Yeah. That Again, that isn't me justifying one over the other. I'm saying that we are actively killing innocent civilians on two different parts of the globe and some people are fine to write one off because they don't like Putin and they don't like Russia, mm -hmm. which is justifiable, but they're willing to forgive the death of innocent civilians in Russia because they don't like Putin and they don't like that regime. Mm -hmm. That's dark as fuck. And that is a horrifically hypocritical view to hold within yourself. And I can understand now why fucking leftists are sad all the time. If that's what you believe, if that's the type, Ooh, that's how you're yeah. building your morals, that it's okay that we're doing it in Ukraine, but it's not okay that we're doing it in Yemen, I understand now why you're dealing with that, why you have so much turmoil, because that's wrong. That is inherently hypocritical, and I, I, I understand now. I get it. So Yeah, and hanging a Ukraine flag outside your house is probably a an act of trying to make yourself feel better about it because the poor Ukrainians... Yes, and it's it's not going to help. It doesn't it doesn't remove your complicity. It doesn't remove. Yeah, it doesn't make it okay. Yeah, when AOC is signing on for the amount of funding and weapons to go to Ukraine, well, speaking out actively against Precisely. the Saudis. Precisely, it's the same shit. She's being Precisely. hypocritical. Precisely. Yeah, our government has been doing this for decades. Same practice, different geographical location. Amen, yes. Deborah. Precisely, Deborah. And that's that is that is exactly my point. Is yep. that there are people like AOC and many many others. It's not just her, but that's a great yep. example who are who are acting as though they are they're based and they're moral and they have a moral higher. Uh, they're higher up on the moral hierarchy than than any other people because they are willing to mm -hmm. stand against, willing, quote-unquote, to stand against the Russians and also standing against the Saudis. I don't, that's nonsense. That's yeah. absolute bullshit. It's the same shit. That's disgusting. Probably a lot longer than that, Deborah. Amen. I, 
the furthest I can track our kind of U.S. proxy war type of situation was going back to the Spanish Civil War before World War, or yeah, in uh, actually it was before that. It was, yeah, because Spanish Civil War kicked off before World War II. So that was well before that. We were funding um, we were funding the people for dur- during World War One. Yeah. And so, and we didn't, we were fighting that as a proxy war for a very long time until we finally got involved in that. We right. came in towards the tail end of that shit. This is how we've done it for a long time. For a long time, yeah. man. I mean, I wanted to go back to like the OSS over in like, you know, um, with Shankai Shack and stuff like that before World War II, but it goes way farther back than that. Right. I mean, this is since, God, it's probably just been going since the jump. I, I can't imagine once there was foreign wars where we had some kind of trade involvement and we saw an ability to make money. I mean, boom, you we could were probably there. even go back to civil war, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and trading in between North I and South and shit like that just to yeah. try and keep shit going. I bet. So, yeah. This is, this is eternally how we have operated. Um, and we're not the only ones doing it either. I mean, this is no. a, this is a big, a big government, big national thing i mean any any nation that's got anything to be gained is going to try to do what they can to to come out on top or influence the outcome so that they are better off in the end without actually getting themselves fully engaged and fully involved they're going to do what they can on the outskirts in a clandestine manner right to to shape the outcome they want and then only as a last resort do they ever jump in whole hog precisely so in response to all this, we have a group of Republicans, uh, Matt Gates in particular, that has introduced. I'm not sure, it, this year says that it's a measure, but I believe he has a bill cooked up, too, that would immediately halt all the funding that goes to Ukraine. It is worth noting, because I don't think that we've said this before, but it's true, right? The money that has been allocated is only money that has been allocated, right? It's only like a quarter of the money, the hundred or whatever billion dollars that has been allocated that has actually been spent or sent over to Ukraine. The rest yeah. of it sits in what is essentially a slush fund that Joe Biden can access and donate out as he sees fit the president mm-hmm. the executive right because it could be anybody this just who happens to be yeah. joe biden right now is able to dole out it's supposed to be under the guise of how the money is appropriated but once it's in that slush fund i mean nobody can control yeah, a lot of it's really it, general right which is part of their their pushback towards all this stuff some right. of them are not necessarily against the funding in general they want tracking mechanisms they right. want the ability to audit where the money goes the that's what shipments paul, being received that's what Rand paul said the last time he yeah. voted for it. he's like i'm not even going to vote against this but i like we need can we track the money can we try and figure out like an audit something something to see where it's going yeah you know Nah, bro, this is dark money. You don't get to know where it goes. Yeah. Um, And a good portion of it stays within the continental United States in Lockheed Martin, in Boeing, in Northwood Grumman, like all the military industrious, yeah, yeah, the military industrial complex corporations. That's where a lot of it goes because they got to make the weapons to, you know, you, why give the money to Ukraine to turn around and buy at these these military industrial complex companies, why give them the money to turn around and spend it when we just buy it for them to ship the goods to them? Precisely. Because if there's anybody that's going to get the lowest deal, it's going to be the U.S. government, right? All them no-bid contracts. Yeah, all them no-bid contracts. Guaranteed to be a good deal. Yeah, guaranteed, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, right. That's how you get the colloquial $500 hammer. (laughs) Yeah. It's no good. Yeah, governmental acquisition is a disgusting, disgusting yeah. place. 
Um, what do you have here? I have here a story about... Uh, let me pull this up. So, uh, Romania denies Russian missiles cross country in massive attack on Ukraine. Um, this is another, it seems to be another situation where there were some misfirings of missiles from Ukraine that went into Romania this time. NATO member uh, Romania on Friday de denied Russian missile crossing into airspace on their way to Ukraine after Kiev said Moscow unleashed a massive attack from the air. The fresh strike came a day after Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky lobbied for long range weapons. Um, visiting EU leaders in Brussels in only his second trip abroad since Moscow invaded his uh, in just under a year ago. He wants to be ago. able to strike into Russia. He wants yes. to be able to launch missiles into Russia. Yep. He wants to be able... In, and in his words, he wants to be able to attack the military bases and the military facilities that the Russians are using to essentially as bases of operations before they push into Ukraine. So he yeah. wants to take out those targets which would then cripple the Russians from actually coming into Ukraine. But then we got a whole other can of worms here. Then we're talking about U.S. bombs falling in, in Ukraine, in, in Russia, in Russia. Yeah. yeah. Launched by United States uh, missile launchers, launched yep. by our technology, our equipment, people trained by United States soldiers. So the yep. only difference at that point is literally the flag the person is wearing who presses the button to launch the missile. That is the, only, the only functional difference, difference which yep. is not much of a difference at all when you're talking about global fucking warfare. Yeah. And that's. And it, I don't know if we're going to be developing a habit here of accidentally firing on NATO member nations with missiles right before Zelensky goes to other countries to ask for more support. And because they want to try to rope in these NATO nations into something bigger because now they're under attack, too. I don't know if that's just a coincidence or if it's an accident or what. But eventually there's going to be a pattern that forms here. And if this is something that continues to happen... I think we should all note that and fucking black flag or what do you call it uh, false flag attacks on nato nations by ukraine yeah. might be being used to try to get nato to to give them more shit well that Nord Stream shit that we saw probably be happening in a lot of Bro. other places yeah yeah when well when america blows up the russian pipeline and then blames it on russia I'm like we didn't do that that's crazy that's, yeah of course not it, and oh my god that article yesterday yeah whether or not you can you choose to believe the sourcing or not, it's a little sketch. Obviously, it seems to be a single source that is either in it seems to be in the intelligence community somewhere. Intelligentsia. Yeah, but uh, it's hard to it's hard for me not to believe it because it seems very commonsensical mm -hmm. considering the case that's being made. But I mean, what else is there to do? Just assume that it's either we blew it up, the West. Or Russia blew it up for some inexplicable reason. Right. So, I mean, come on now. It doesn't seem like huge news, to be perfectly honest. Russia already thinks we did it. So they've. it's not going to change the strategic outcome of, like, the on the ground out there. It's not going to change the, the picture involved because Russia already assumes that we did that. They're already operation off, operating off of that basis. So it's not like it's a massive story that's going to be like, oh, my God, this is going to trigger war. They, the Russians already think they're at war with the United States in some capacity. Right. I mean, it's just, I mean, they know. The conscripts that are going over there and fucking dying by American-supplied weapons, they, they know that that's the case, that they can't bring a fucking tank onto the ground 
because some fucking American tech is going to launch a missile yeah, up Patriot their ass. Missile, I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to come and destroy their fucking troop yeah, carrier. There's nothing you could, you're in a fucking you're in a, a coffin with an engine at that point. Like they don't not know that the only reason the Ukrainians can do that is because the U.S. made it possible to do that, or th- we'll just say the West. And so it, it's just it's nonsense at this point, right? Um, but we did uh, we did. We did just approve the purchasing of the Abrams tanks. I don't know if we covered that last yes, episode. Yes, we did we? talk about yeah. the tanks. So that's, I mean, it's just escalate, escalate, escalate. In, the, in part one, you asked me when this is going to be over. And I'm like, well, I ain't fucking going nowhere. If anything, it's just going to get wider. No time soon, yeah. And then Ukraine will just be one battlefield among many. That whole country, seeing pictures, satellite pictures of... Different towns now versus four years ago. Oh, man. You know, I mean, it's fucking horrific. It's wreckage, dude. Wreckage. I might have told this story on the show before, but when I was over in Russia after high school, um, went over to Mo- or St. Petersburg, which used to be um, Leningrad. Girl, St. And, Pete. you know, that was a huge city with a lot of fighting during world war ii and most of the city was completely leveled and you'd be walking down the main streets and there's these big glorious storefronts capitalism winning left and right very expensive things (coughs) here and there and you look down the alleyway and behind the first building is just brick mortar wreckage they just never rebuilt it they just never rebuilt it you put up the facades on the front and then fix the one building up front, and then everything else in the back alley is just destroyed still from World War II. I mean, you just, that's crazy. It is fucking wild. Yes, it is nuts. But that's just, I mean, that's what Ukraine is at this point. It's a fucking, the vast majority of it is just rubble. We're fighting now, all these people are fighting now over destroyed towns and destroyed cities where there is nothing left. Well, and Zion was talking about, you know, whether, I don't know whether or not it's true. Well, we won't know until years from now yeah. what the numbers are or anything. But Zion was talking about, Peter Zion and Jerry was talking yeah. about the different, like, massacre sites that they're finding as they reclaim territory, yeah. you know? <clears throat> and I don't, I tend to, I tend to be a little bit weary of that type of stuff just because governments and propaganda during wartime gets so wild you know yeah and it's pure propaganda on both sides from everywhere at this point that i don't want to just start down the road of like massacres 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 russia fucking because i i have no idea you know i have no idea like the you no one knows the true level of corruption in ukraine and so no one knows whether they're willing to kill their own people, move bodies, like dig graves. And I'm not mm-hmm. alleging anything. I'm saying I don't know. And, and so I don't, know. we can't know. And we won't know for a very long time. And that's yeah. why I don't want to immediately jump on the idea that Russia and is willing to go through and massacre millions of people because they want to take control of that land. There's yeah. precedent for it historically. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it's impossible. I just don't want to. Yeah, you put can't put my stake on that one. You yeah, because history would make you a fool. Idea, I don't know enough you know? about that, right? Because I'm sure you know. Shortly after World War II, there were people fucking Holocaust deniers. You know what I'm saying? That only through time have we been like, no, no, no. It really was fucking six million people, twelve million people. Like this yeah. is this this is true. 
I've, I've had someone in my own lifetime trying to in my own lifetime try and convince me that like the videos and things from World War Two not from, real that are not real. What the fuck? Yep, that they're like, well, you know, a lot of that footage was really like it's reused from World War One and like other genocides around the world. You know, a lot of like the mass burial sites and stuff like that that are videos claimed to be from these different yeah. concentration camps. They're really from other things. Like, listen, I'm not. First of all, I've seen video from World War One, and it don't look the same. I'm not willing to even begin to consider that. Uh, I'm, I, I don't trust our government for anything at all, but I'm not willing to consider that there is a global conspiracy to lie about the murder of millions of people. I'm just unwilling to do so, you know? Yeah. Maybe that makes me an idiot. Maybe I'm a fool because I don't want to consider maybe the Holocaust wasn't real, but I'm just I'm not willing to do that thought experiment because I don't see... Especially now, yeah. what the merit is in continuing a lie like that. Um, yeah. At the time, if you're trying to subjugate Germany, I understand why you would maybe lie about something like that. Now that we're in 2023, what purpose, what gain does anybody have from lying about the Holocaust? It doesn't yeah. make anybody look better or worse. No. Family Guy actually had a really good joke about that at one point. It's like, oh, yeah. Um, somebody's like, yeah, the Holocaust wasn't real. I was like, oh, yeah, man, but don't go down to the old folks' home and uh, tell them that. Because that's, they were like, bitch, are you serious? Right. I mean, I've, I've heard so many different stories from Holocaust survivors, people that were in camps and stuff like that on various podcasts and shit, that the, the level of controlled conspiracy that would be required for that to not have happened would be the most, like, jaw-droppingly, awe-inspiring conspiracy that has ever taken place in the history of humanity yeah like wild that's so it just seems no it seems fucking nuts yeah so i like this um joseph says take a step back and look at the big picture ukraine cannot win so why continue the devastation to weaken russia i don't think so world war three seems to be inevitable what other conclusion fits donovan what are your thoughts base joseph yeah, no, I feel it. I mean, the only thing I can think of off the top of my head, right, uh, was is a forced military rejuvenation of the United States. You know, if, if we are unwilling to look at other avenues to try and rebuild the nation economically. Got to go to war. That's historically, you know, yeah. has, has, even though it's been rough in the beginning, historically it turns out that we make an ass load of money, even if we're buying our own shit. You know, because that's really what we're doing. Yeah. We're just, <laughs> I mean, we'll yeah. continue to deficit spend and continue to just prop up our own economy. They've made it clear that they don't care about the level of inflation that mm -hmm. we have. They'll just continue to raise the debt ceiling and say, we need to pay our bills. So they don't care about that. They we care. Our bills. They care about having money, quote unquote, numbers that flow through the economy. That's what matters to them is some type of paper trail, digital paper trail they can leave. Yeah. To show us, hey, 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 it's still real. It's Those still taxes real. you're paying, they're still important. It matters that you yeah. don't get all of your money. Don't Even... ask us why we just printed way more than we'll ever get right. in taxes from every single American and corporation in the country. But pay your taxes. But if you don't pay your taxes, we'll take you to fucking jail. Yeah, we'll throw you we in will a cage. literally put you in a fucking cage if you don't give us um, money, even though we just spend more than we could ever potentially collect from everybody on the fucking planet. During their entire lifetime. Yep. <laughs> but God damn it, we'll lock you in a cage. Money so, is real. So that's um, what I would have to do more digging about all of the NATO countries to try and 
to to think think of something mm-hmm. more comprehensive than that. But off the top of my head, that's what I. That we're so bought into globalism that that force rebuild we were talking about earlier is it, it needs to be forced. Mm-hmm. And if they are not, if our government, our leadership is not forced into rebuilding the nation off of itself, is exactly what I was just going to say. Then I was this like, is this is we'll how do. this yes. is how Peter Zion. Zian, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. That's how you get your reindustrialization of America. Right. We go to war and then we just make a bunch of more fucking weapons factories. We we create tank factories, we create airplane factories. Except we can't do that anymore because it's all super top secret proprietary information that only one company in the government can know how to do. Well, and the only way that that works for any extended period of time is if we kill enough people around the globe that, again, we have to make our own shit. That we can't go yeah. to other countries because too many people are dead. And they, <laughs> they just, they, we can't. We don't, there aren't enough people to make our shit. We have to make it ourselves. And we don't have to feed the rest of the world because we fucking killed a bunch of people. Yeah. So, and this is why we we can never go full 1984 and just be be perpetually at war with Eurasia or, uh, uh, who's the other one? East Asia. East Asia. Um, There's a reason why we can't do that is because the technology exists at this point that no matter what happens, essentially, they can't hide the fact that if there was no conflict going on, there's no conflict that we're seeing, and that's not going to happen. So, right. so then we have to we have to go do these proxy wars, or we have to have fucking World War Three, which, you know, I'm not going to say is not a greater possibility today than it was two weeks ago, or a month ago, or longer. I mean, this is I think we're getting ever closer. Yeah, we're getting ever closer, and. You when guys, you, let us know what you think in the comments. Tell Sorry, us. Keep going. Tell us. I'm gonna say when you look historically at how long it takes to get a world to spin up to a world war, and yeah. the, and the two examples we had, it takes years. it takes years, right? But then again, we haven't had instant communication like we we have now, so it was very different. And usually, there was some kind of a catastrophic catalyst to bring us into there. The sinking of the Lusitania was that it. In World War One, the yeah, the sinking of the Lusitania or the bombing of Pearl Harbor brought us into World War Two, um, but that didn't stop us from supplying the Allies right. with weapons and equipment until those moments, until somebody gets pissed off enough to and China sends a fucking balloon over and and detonates an EMP over New York City. Right, because I think the line is there was actually some type of weapons on the Lusitania. But it also was a medical ship. Of course. You know? Well, I mean, at that point... We're when like, you're... hey, hey, that's fucked up. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. You can't do that in war. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't do that. Russia wants no part of the globalist agenda. All these other globalist nations are just using Ukraine to try and beat Russia down into submission. Or did you say that in bigger verbiage? Nope, that is not what we said, but I think that's de- that's certainly valid. I think yep. there's definitely an element to that, that if they're not going to play along. You know, we've played enough stuff from the World Economic Forum here that they, the globalists, to sound like Alex Jones, but the globalists. that's what we're at now. I mean, they have their own agenda. They have a way they want the world economy me to look yeah. and it look takes no further than the wef baby. it takes group involvement and if there are people mm-hmm. that are want in the group but don't want to involve themselves then those people need to get the fuck out yep. and russia causes enough of a problem on a daily basis they're not going to go quietly yeah. so if we have to go there and stomp dick and walk away then that's what we'll, be, we'll do mm-hmm. i mean it was it's it's, it's clear that to me, at least, that if NATO were to go all in on war with Russia, it would be over very quickly. And very, very quickly. It would not end well for and Russia. And nobody 
No one on either side wants that because that's the type of situation in which Russia starts lobbing nukes. Mm-hmm. When they think everyone's going to die, Vladimir Putin says, fuck it. Says, well, we're going to go for it. If you're mm-hmm. already going to send it, right, then we'll just do it. And that that's the situation in which he goes for it. So, And nobody wants that because we... As America, as any of the other NATO nations, we don't want to live in countries with in- enormous portions of it where people can't live there. Yeah. Like, we don't want to have to deal with that. We don't want to exist like that. We don't want that. Zeke says, coming directly from the top down, they said we're looking at a war with China by 2025 or sooner. 100%. And that's that's what I was saying earlier. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, all of these things are connected. And I don't... There's no way that we're at war with Russia or we're at war with China and not with Russia at the same time. You yeah. know, these things are all connected that if we're going to get down, they're also going to be helping each other because mm-hmm. the more isolated they make themselves, the smaller and tighter that group has to get. And they're just going to have their own little circle of five or six nations that are trading everything that they possibly can to keep everyone afloat. Yeah. And if Russia has to give fertilizer to only those four people and say, you guys need to grow shit. You figure this the fuck out because we have the fertilizer, but this is what we got. You guys grow stuff. Yeah. Like that's what they'll start doing. That's why they know. Need, that's why they need India. They have all those South American countries. They have so oh, soil yeah. that soil that's for shit. <clears throat> and they just pure fertilizer that they grow their stuff in. You yeah. know, that's and fucking sand. They they will do that in, in fucking Iran if that's what they have to do. They oh, will say yeah. we will build an entire field of just fertilizer to grow all of the things. Yep. They'll yeah. do it. They'll build shitty Chinese fucking greenhouses, you oh, know, yeah. all over the desert just to grow things. Like, they'll do it. You oh, know, yeah. they, they'll bring in water. It's fine. It's all you need. If they think there's going to be some form of prolonged uh, fighting with with NATO, with America, with any of these countries, they they don't have any reason not to invest like that because that's the only shit that's going to keep their economy economy afloat. In mm-hmm. the meantime, yeah. it's the same thing we're doing, spending your own money into your people. That's the only way they're going to stay afloat. Yeah. And when you look at uh, ch- the Chinese situation, right, they are so globally invested in so many different countries where they have so much debt over top of them for their Belt and Road Initiative projects. And, I mean, they're, they're, they're involved in the cobalt mines in the congo they're involved yeah. in all sorts of shit and in africa and new throughout cities the Middle in East. egypt new cities in egypt which we'll get to eventually here but uh it, it's you know they are probably the major powerhouse because they have the differences and uh diversity in industry and so when they're looking at who you know because russia as a single nation cannot they they only have so many natural resources and only they were really really key during world war one and world war two but not so much in the in the future age we find ourselves in and they're reliant on places like russia and even iran because they have access to way more precious metals they have way more high-tech materials to be used at that point and that's that's why they're going to be key at that point. That's why China is going to be key in all of this. But then you got to also remember, like I said, is China's indentured servant servitude relationships with a vast number of other nations all, all those around African the globe. Nations, yeah. That's when when shit kicks off. Which at this point, I fully believe it will. It's just a matter of time. Yes. I don't see us not getting into something akin to a World War Three. I don't know how that what that looks like or how it plays out, but just where, but when, when 
But when it all goes down, it's not going to be a one-sided fight, I don't think, like everybody kind of just assumes because America is an OG. We don't have a lot of good friends with a lot of good tech and supply line and all this stuff. Most, If we went to war with China tomorrow, we're fucked because we can't support ourselves. And Western Europe can't support themselves without us. Not and, right now. Right. No, not right now. And I hate to tell you, but the U.S. government isn't exactly going to have the ability to allow private industry to spin up thriving new industries no. in a short period of time. They'll shut down everything and yeah. take three years to decide what they're going to make next and then start everything back up. Mm-hmm. That's how they'll do it. It will be COVID times a thousand. Oh, yeah. The only the, the only what were they called the people the uh, the essential workers the only uh-huh. essential workers will be government workers those were the only <sighs> people if you're using any product at all that could be turned into war fighting material you're, you're essential. you will be you'll be shut down they'll be taking oh, yeah, your yeah, shit yeah. if you can't be immediately turned into a factory for them they will take all of your materials you will not be able to operate this or, is for the yeah. war we need your shit I w- I would imagine them being like well. None of you guys own this anymore. We're fucking taking this over. The government is buying you out. Every one of your workers has to stay on or or we'll get brand new ones. Defense Production Act or whatever it's called. There it is. Yeah. yeah, Defense Production Act combined with eminent domain. It's fucking ours now. Either you do what we tell you to do and make these fucking... It wasn't like this during COVID necessarily, but you convert your factory into a mass factory right. or else... There was talk of that. Yeah. There was talk of that. Yeah, and a lot of businesses were like, hey, we, we can convert. we can make masks. We can make masks. Don't we we'll do this for a little while. That's fine. Our business converted not completely, but we did I mean, mostly, you know, there was a whole probably a third of our building that was making those face shields yep. and donating them to other places because oh, yeah. if we wouldn't have we would have had to lay off probably half the staff. Yeah, and there was like clothing factories or some shit that like went to all of a sudden just making masks and shit. Yes. And, you know, they'd get the PPP loans and then just pay their people to do this thing where their business wasn't making any money. Yes. So it was a, it was a whole fucking deal. Joseph says, Uyghurs are this generation's Jews. The world will have to stop a Chinese Hitler. That is what will be written in the history books. That's pretty heavy. I think I don't agree. I think if that was the yeah, case, we so. would be in there by now. There's way too many videos and accounts of of what it what is i agree with you essentially a another holocaust it is definitely a genocide of the uyghur muslims in china that i mean we know about it we, mm-hmm. we know about it the government just refuses to acknowledge it yeah. it isn't a i mean during world war ii we didn't know that that was happening until we found them yeah we, came, we like came up on those camps damn near you war know? over at that point the people in germany knew that was happening around those camps because they couldn't not know about it they denied it obviously when the trains roll in and offload a bunch of people you go whoa yeah it's the same thing as when we see images of people being hemmed up with their head shaved hands cuffed onto trains there there's no people being put on trains is a bad that is one thing and one thing only and it's fucking genocide so we knew then the government if we saw those pictures the united states government knew about them the moment that they hit the fucking internet so if we were going to do something to stop a second genocide we would be doing it by now but we are our reliance on china at this point because we haven't had this conversion that peter Mm -hmm. zihan foresees to mexico is too heavy that again was shown during COVID. there's too much shit 
How many Jews had to die before the government acknowledged it? I don't know. We somewhere around six million. We also before didn't, it was that's over. What I'm saying we also didn't know about it. Like yeah. we didn't know. We know about it now. If we were going to stop it now, then we would have. The moment that people came up on those camps. They yeah. were opened up. I mean, half of them had already been abandoned by the Nazis. They left because they knew that, yeah. the, that the Allies were coming. And it's also important to remember at that point, too, that um, I'm fairly sure that uh, the vast majority of politicians in America during this time were incredibly anti-Semitic. We weren't. <laughs> like, people did not like the Jews here in America yes. either. It we was, weren't killing them, but no. we weren't letting them into fucking school. Exactly. I mean, it was a whole deal. So it's... It's it's tough to really try to look at that situation with our our our, our values and perspective right. from today. It really is. So let's just have a little fun, real quick, and let's pretend like we're going to go to war, World War Three style. Okay. And then, like Joseph had you know said about the history books, like what is the narrative that will be built to justify World War Three in your mind? What is something that, that we could do? I'm going to say, like, we had to free the people of Taiwan because Taiwan got invaded. They, that, I think, would be something akin to, for one, that'd be a reason why we'd go to war. Depending on the president, yes. And then, I don't think this president would deploy to, to save Taiwan. I don't think Joe Biden uh, would deploy to save Taiwan. I mean, Taiwan. he said it. I think <laughs> Doesn't, if, He probably doesn't remember he, he said would. it. I think if Donald Trump was in office, he would be like, send them the fuck in. Like, send mm -hmm. the dogs in. Send, send the dogs. Yeah, send the fucking bulldogs <laughs> in. That's, Trump would be like, who's the nastiest guys that we have? Yeah. Like, that's that's what he would do. Um, Whiskey so. Day. <laughs> yeah. So. Yes, praises the G. You know what? We didn't talk about that, Deborah. I think um, American deaths. I, that's that's American what I think it is. In I, Ukraine? Yes. I think American deaths in Ukraine. Like, maybe even one or two. Public. They, yeah. Maybe even one or two, they would be like, that's fucked up, and yeah. they would just launch the missiles. So, but, not the deaths yeah. of U.S. soldiers that are probably happening now that they are successfully covering up, but the ones that they can't, the one that happens that they can't cover up, and it. And then it makes it public. It makes it on the internet. Something like that. Some kind of catalyst that. Yeah, I would like to think that if, America could do that now with the fucking special forces we have on the ground right. painting up targets for Ukraine. Yeah, I, I would like to think that if there was an American family who lost their their father or son or someone in in Ukraine, that they would not be quiet about it. Like mm -hmm. I would like to think that they would tell someone immediately even if the government was like we will literally murder you if you tell anyone that this happened yeah i would like to think that they would say go fuck yourself if you sent our boy to ukraine and lied about it and he's dead now everyone is going to know yeah um i, yeah, I would know... imagine that with the internet today yeah. and the you know i just watched that shane gill special again it's like It'd be a fucking Fox News mom. Right. I'd be like, nah, -uh, motherfucker. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> the precisely. Fox News mom is gonna blow this shit up. Precisely. On TikTok. So I, I think, I think if there was an American soldier that was dead over there, we would know about it already. Yeah. Um, It'd be. I mean, when we're getting fucking social media posts of like drones dropping grenades in the foxholes and yeah, shootouts in the woods. And because the people that have, we have there now, 
The censorship you, bureau you, is not that good. Yeah, and the people we have there now, there's no way you would be able to identify them as American soldiers. You know? Yeah, word. There's no way. I no. mean, they're in complete plain clothes. You know, they have beards. They have all. There's, there's mm-hmm. no way. You, they're probably even. They might even be wearing Ukrainian fucking BDUs without a Ukrainian flag. Oh, you I know? bet. So I bet they're rolling a Ukrainian flag. They're like just embedded. Yeah, you know, just yeah. to just to do the thing. Um, so you, you wouldn't be able to satellite them. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. So just because we're kind of on the international topic, yeah, yeah, let's um, go for it. So um, this is the this is the kiss of uh, the second gentleman and the first lady, which right. was very interesting. But this is the clip Deborah's talking about here. Okay, um, is Joe Biden freaking the fuck out about uh, Xi Jinping, authoritarian, so on and so forth? Autocracy has grown weaker, not stronger. Name me a world leader who changed places with Xi Jinping. Name me one. Name me one. America's rallying. So he's pissed that nobody's changing places with Xi Jinping. But I think there is some kind of uh, point there. I don't know what it is, but I think it's the fact that Xi Jinping has consolidated enough power that he is the sole leader of China. Right. And there will never be another one. Um, it was a very confusing thing, and I don't know why he's yelling at people. But... Um, I think there are plenty of world leaders that would trade places with Xi Jinping. Yes. There's plenty of them that would, 100%. Yeah. But um, that's a why. A lot they, of African leaders, you know, yeah. that are scared of being fucking coup d'etat by, by, yeah, exactly. by their underlings. Amen. I mean, but, and that's, a, that's another aspect to think about the World War III model, too, is, you know, what happens when you off the leaders as soon as you can? What happens when you off Putin? What happens when you off, you know, Xi Jinping? Assuming you have the capability to do that, yeah, and they're not going to put up some kind of double. I mean, their entire systems are very fragile, really, and they rely on them solely. So it would be a very right. That'd be a new, wouldn't be a new calculus because Hitler was essentially the same. Operation Valkyrie and whatnot, trying mm-hmm. to take out him, but um, you know, and as soon as he fucking offed himself, mind you, the war was already lost at that point. But um, you know, can these places actually survive without their authoritarian leaders that are pushing them into war? I mean, I don't know how brainwashed the Chinese military mm. is. And I would assume that China is a little bit more strong um, ideologically than Russia is. Right. It probably depends but, on how how actually nationalistic the people have become, uh-huh. you know. Because if you're talking about somewhere like North Korea, where we're to understand that a lot of those people aren't actually down with the clown, but they, mm-hmm. like, pretend to be because it's what's demanded of them, yeah. then I think maybe a nation like that, I mean, depending on who takes over, you know, obviously yeah. there's a whole family thing going on there, but yeah. that's just an example of of people who are supposedly not down with, with their government. But if China is as nationalistic, again, as we're, we're so led to believe, then, I mean, there's... I think probably justification that whoever takes over is so scared of the party and the government that they continue on with what they're doing because yeah. this is this is what is written. This is what we're supposed to do. So I'm just going to keep doing it. This is what Lord G had done, and how dare we question anything That's that right. the great G would do? So we're just going to keep doing what he did, bro. I could see like a real parallel North Korea like religious style model, right? In there because <clears throat> I don't. There Certainly is, within there the isn't, party. Because I think with within communist nations, there's you know, religion is always something that is gone. Right. At that point. So what I mean, what's the major religion in China right now? Buddhism, I, I think. Something like yeah. I think so. Because 
at that point, yeah, part of the nationalistic thing would be like, well, introduce a fucking new religion that yeah. preaches up the homeboy. I That's mean, why they fucking weed out the Falun Gong and all that shit. Yeah, you know? yeah. So. Can't be bringing Jesus in China. Right. Come on now. Right. Right. Japan had a similar thing back samurai days. That was not good. That did not end so well <laughs> for all the missionaries, bro. Uh, all right. So let's uh, let's shift gears. Yeah. Yes. Let's, you want to talk about Turkey? Uh, yeah. Yeah. This one will be relatively quick. I mean, there's. It's, it's rough business. So, it's yeah, rough business. What do, what do we have Check this here? out. This is a, an aerial video of some of the fault activity in Turkey. Just look at that fucking hole, man. It just split the that ground. That opened up during the earthquake? Mm-hmm. So this is this is a fault line, right, that we're yeah. looking at? So the plates shifted, and it opened up. Look I'm, at that. Look I'm at a, them dudes. I'm look at them dudes standing there on the corner. I'm They're a, probably flying the drone. Essentially five years old when it comes to how any of this stuff works. So that's oh, where yeah. that's where the earth opened up at and it's the shaking of those things moving that's what causes the earthquake. Right? Yes. Yeah. I mean that's the, one the, of the craziest things I've ever seen to con- to try and conceive that you could have watched those things move, those pieces of the earth. Mm-hmm. Like if you happened to be there at the time. Obviously oh my if you God. were standing there, you probably would I mean, yeah. just from the shaking and the noise and the everything. Yeah, because a lot of this it's just this kind of stuff here. It's not like this moved that far away. It's right. It 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 shakes and it opens and then the, all that stuff fails and falls in as yeah. these plates move. Like if you happen to be standing in that field at the time. Yeah. Not obviously right there, but like further up into the field. Do you yeah. think you still would die just from like the shaking or you no. probably would pass out? Eh, it depends. I mean, that's I've that been in incredible. some pretty severe earthquakes out here. Nothing like crazy, crazy, crazy. Right. But most of the time, I mean, you're not going to die from, from the shaking from aspect the shaking. of it. No, it's all the... It's all the stuff that you comes down around you. Down though, for sure. Oh, you probably can't stand up. Right. I mean, if you're outside, it's probably the safest place to be. Uh, definitely is. Definitely is. Hey, away from tall open, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Away from trees. Those short trees. All that shit. Bad, but still, that's. Yeah. I mean, that's truly incredible. That is that insane. I've... And that's this is why when we talk about at least twenty thousand people confirmed dead at this point, it's not really that surprising. Um, and we're going to look at some more pictures of devastation as this and goes it was, along so, I mean, here. it's spread across two countries, right? So yeah, Turkey big, and Syria. Like... Um, this is the map of the fallout area. If I can find it, which fucking... I got a lot of Turkey Carolina, do they even have a religion there, though? Like I said, I'm pretty sure that's Buddhism. I'm pretty certain that Buddhism is the dominant religion in China um, because that's what's ordained by the CCP. Like, that's what's accepted. Come on, internet load. What's going on here? Uh, while we're waiting, let me see. Uh, Probably have a state religion. I can look it up. Chinese, Chinese yeah, there you go. Main religion. Chinese Buddhism Boom. and folk religions. Look at that. Okay, there's Out that one. There's that one. Where is my turkey article? Yeah, that fantastic fucking. Here's a picture we'll pull up here. This is in another area. You can see just the shift of this road. From the earthquake. Damn. Now, obviously not as severe as what we just saw, but this is... Right. I mean, that's that's a road width split. There's just... It's, that's That's insane. how much... It just, like, the earth just moved that much over a massive, massive area. God, this is going to bother me. This was cool. It had, like, a whole ca- or country map of... Yeah, and it's that fucking tab... Hit it with the... You already... Yeah. Let me hit it with the stop refresh again. Killing me. 
was so good too. It showed the the fault line where it is. Let me just see if I can maybe copy find the link it again. into a different tab. Ooh, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Copy. Paste and go. Hey, look at that. Imagine that. Boom. Wow. So there is Syria, there's Turkey. And so obviously earthquakes are not just where the fault line is. The right. fault line is right here along the, the blue and red right there. This is one tectonic plate. This is another tectonic plate. Um, and w there's different types of earthquakes as they happen. Some of them rub against each other in yeah. a horizontal manner. Some of them go up and down while they, while they move. But these are massive, massive plates uh, under the Earth's crust that are just shifting and moving. And when that happens, it's incredibly violent on top. Right. Um, and so you have massive, I and mean, you could see this is the entire area where earthquake activity was detected. All and those it dots. Is, it is just, yeah, all these dots. So, yeah, no wonder tens of thousands of people are dead at this point. And the darker color is the more intense earthquake activity? I believe so. I'm trying to figure out. There's like a, a blue and a red symbol. Oh, movement. Okay. So this is, yeah, minus three meters and, and plus three meters at this point. So wow. places are moving more than three meters at a time, which is, that's insane. That's a fucking a lot. When the earth just decides, I'm going to move fucking 15 feet. That's crazy. Yeah. And then what happens when it splits 15 feet like that, all that shit's getting filled right. in and there's a lot of shit that's going to go down like that. that. The earthquakes like that can turn rock into essentially liquid. It'll just fucking spill apart. You know, vibration is a weird deal. So it's, yeah, it's it's pretty rough, man. This yeah, the some... only, like, real earthquake I've been in is when I was in kindergarten. We had a real wild earthquake here. Yeah, I remember. Been... I was, like, a almost a grown adult. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been, like, 99 That's the big one I'm talking about. I yeah. remember being at school in the cafeteria. I think it was in junior high. Yeah. And we all went outside, earthquake drill. People are, like, hiding under desks. I'm like, fuck this. I'm getting out of the building, bro. <laughs> so we went outside, and we ran out into, like, the soccer field. And you could watch the earth just just move like a fucking ocean, yeah. dude. It, you'd see, like, the tree line. It was just... It's it fucking so wild, man. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, now we got some real issues going on with the leaders of uh, Turkey and Syria at this yeah, point. Yeah, well, I told you they're arresting people in Turkey now, the the contractors who built the buildings. Yes. They've had these codes updated since 1999 when they had the last earthquake. And so these buildings, some of them feasibly have been here for years and years and years. Yeah. And nothing has been done about it. But now that the earthquake has happened, all these people need to be arrested. <laughs> it's funny how that Isn't happens. Isn't that huh? interesting? <laughs> Yeah, that's an interesting concept because I think all that does is just illustrate the corruption in the fucking Turkish government right. at that point. Yeah, we made all these rules so it won't happen again, and then nobody proceeded to do it, apparently. But all these people that are to yeah. blame. I got to pee again. Is there something you could talk about, or should we shift? Should we bring up uh, something? Um, yeah, let's shift to... Uh, let's talk about Cairo. Okay, let's, let's talk about next. Cairo. Yes. You intro, I'll pee, and then I'll, I got some cool video or some Google Maps and stuff like that. We can look at New Cairo. Deal. Okay, so in Egypt, they are building not a new capital, but I mean, what could turn, I guess it will essentially be a new capital. Um, they're going to put a shitload of political buildings there. There's going to be business centers there. There's going to be some high-end living. There's going to be a big, sprawling green area larger than... Um, excuse me central park there's going to be a big waterway 
and it is funded uh, largely by foreign investment. So we will talk about kind of some of the things that are going on there. It is quite a distance away from their old capital of of their capital of Cairo and as Cairo begins to age and degrade and fall apart instead of trying to make it better rejuvenate it rebuild it they are moving on um the slums the horrible parts of the of the city are getting worse as they just like I said essentially shift focus into an entirely new na- an entirely new city um, it's a wild city. Yeah, it's 45 kilometers east of Cairo. Um, so 28 miles. Let's bring that up on the old Google Maps machine, huh? And it will be the size of Singapore when it's done. Okay. On a swath of desert equal to the size of Singapore, sorry. Yeah, it's uh, pretty massive. Yeah. So here is, let's bring this up here. Here's Cairo. Yep. This is New Cairo City. Now we zoom in. So Cairo's. Obviously, it's a massively packed place, right? And it's just people on top of people on top of people, all built with old world technology. Because what else are you going to do? You can't just wipe out a city and then rebuild it with modern tech. Right. Where are the pyramids? Or the, where are the pyramids? Let's see the pyramids. Pyramids of Giza. Next pyramid Gardens, right? Nine Pyramid Lounge. I don't think that's it. There's the tomb. There's there the pyramid. There's the Kafir. There's the Great Pyramid of Giza. Literally. Outside the fucking city. It's right on the outskirts. It's weird, man. So you'd be living right over here. Oh, come on now. Don't do this to me. Oh, bitch. I want to see the pyramids. So. There's the Sphinx. There's the city. There's the Sphinx. There's the pyramids. That's weird. I mean, it's it's right there, and then your city is right fucking there. That's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people that say how strange it is to be looking at these ancient structures, and then all of a sudden there's this fucking city right there. It's kind of a weird deal. Um, so yeah, that's that's where they are on the west side of Cairo, and the new Cairo city, well into development, right? So here's more or less the the area of the newer city. You, as you zoom in, you could tell it's modern street planning. Yeah, you know a lot of greenery going on. <clears throat> You know, big circles. I mean, obviously, there's your big traffic pattern area like that coming in and out of old Cairo into new Cairo. And then just on the outskirts here, you have these mega complexes for the Ministry of Defense. For businesses also. There's business complexes in there. I mean, it's everywhere. I mean, it's so massive. When you look at this is all kind of shaded out. It's kind of hard to see. But as you zoom in, I mean, it's just communities on top of communities on top of communities. And. All funded by China. Um, yeah, a ton of it's funded Tens by Tens of billions of yeah, dollars. They've, they've started, some of the investing has started to fall away from China in like the third, the second, third, and fourth phases. Mm-hmm. And so they've started to, they literally are just paying their own military. To build? Egypt. Yeah, they're, they're paying their own military. Damn. Um, because the military has a bunch of access to the materials already. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. So they're just, yeah, this is, a, it's, this is an op-ed, but it's, it's corroborated by other things that I have read. So I'll send this to you, um, and we can read some of it. Like, this is a Net Geo article I had, I pulled up about it. Yeah. You know, as they're building it, you could tell, like, the same kind of yes. building architecture as you'd see in, like, Dubai. 
Yes, and that's a yeah. A ton of it is from Saudi investment, is from yeah. Chinese investment. Like, there's a lot of that going on. Let's see here. Yeah. So this one is from Al Jazeera. Yeah, it's from Al Jazeera, and then a little bit down um, underneath some of these pictures. Oh yeah, that's the Defense Ministry right there. Yeah. Look at that. One of the. That uh, is such a huge piece of land. Yeah. Like this is these are this is a miles long. Yeah. circle that goes around. These buildings are basically the size of the fucking Pentagon, each one of them. Those are massive, massive buildings. All different ministry buildings. Good Lord. The right Army there. Paid. Yep. The new administrative capital is expected to cost about $40 billion. 51% of the administrative capital for urban development. The company which oversees the project is owned by the Egyptian military and the remaining 49% of the Ministry of Housing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so that's, that's funny. The whole project is owned by the government. Yeah, that's so they're. It's just how they do things there. So the foreign investment is just buying the shit from their own government. It's just straight into it. Just yeah, self-infused. Yes, the military's enormous role in funding the project is further proof of the conflation of the civil and the military in a country ruled by a former army general, current President Abdel Fattah al Sisi, came to power on the back of a coup that removed Mohamed Morsi, Egypt's mm-hmm. first democratically elected president. And the military is not only paying for the project, it will also reap enormous financial benefits from this ambitious, ambitious endeavor. The ACUD, in which the military has the majority stake, is in charge of selling housing units in the new capital. Moreover, the company is also responsible for selling or operating the buildings in Cairo that will be vacated after agencies, ministries, and embassies move to their new locations. Some of these buildings are in the very heart of Cairo, overlooking Tahir Square, and have significant value. This means the military will see huge financial returns once the new capital is completed. Moreover, these gains will not be inspected by a civilian authority as the government has little (laughs) oversight over the military's finances. Yes. This is creating a new oligarchic state similar to Russia. Because they're also just turning their back on Cairo as they build this new city. Yes. They're not investing in it at all. No. And they're pulling all of the business away from it. <laughs> all of the businesses that mean anything are going to go away from there. Yep. Some of the best small businesses will also go because the rich people like those restaurants, uh-huh. they like those boutiques, they like those whatever. It's going to become a slum. Yes. All of the big businesses will leave. It will be probably fucking crime-ridden, even worse oh, than yeah. it is now. It's Yeah, it will be... Like you said, old world structures that are being allowed to become dilapidated and degrade over time because Cairo, mm-hmm. because the government no longer gives a shit. Yep. They will also be removed from the people that have proven in the past that they have an ability to overthrow their own government. Like yeah. that's happened before because they're able to collective to, to bring themselves together outside mm-hmm. of the government buildings. When the entire government moves 28 miles away into a different facility, yep. what are they going to do? And who... Who is going to benefit the most out of this? All of CC's best homies in the military. Yep. And then when they get out of the military, they're going to be the ones that control all the industry in New Cairo. This is the creation of a new fucking oligarchy in yes. Egypt, which might work out better for New Egypt than Old Egypt. I mean, <laughs> yeah. let's let's be real here. I mean, an oligarchy is relatively stable if you know the powers that be are fat and happy. They they tend to do okay for themselves for long periods of time. It might become a very stabilized region of the world for the first time in history. But it will become extremely unequal in regards to Yeah, well, you know, we don't really worry about that, obviously. I mean, most of the people in Russia are like, they live in a poverty level we can't even imagine. Right. But at least it doesn't snow there all the time. They just have 
debilitating heat in the fucking desert with where you can't grow food. Yeah, they seem to be used to it. Yeah, man, that is so wild. It's just when you when you the main meat and potatoes of this story, right, is that not only are they just building a brand new city, but they're consolidating all the money and power in the entire country while they build build this thing through their own government's military, right? Who just ousted the government and put in their own president. Yes. I mean, this is... How do you not call that like a mili- military dictatorship? Mind you, there's going to be checks on his power once all these people get paid and retire from the military because they're all going to be the ones that get just sit there and collect this money as the right. government, as the military makes money off this thing, it's all going to go in their pockets. They'll be able to try and jockey for power after that. Yeah, know? yeah. And ideally, everybody will get rich. They'll all do it together. And then there'll be a small handful of people that control all of Egypt. And it won't be in a theocratic manner. It'll be in a a, a crony capitalistic manner. Right. Just like Russia. That's interesting. That's the main interesting part of the story to me. It's not just the fact that it's being built, which is a fucking crazy-ass marvel, but this is a brand-new governmental system that's about to take place. Yeah, and on top of that, like we were talking about earlier, building megastructures, new cities that are beautiful, that attract people. This is going to attract tourism. It's going to attract more foreign investment in businesses. People, instead of wanting to have... You know, uh, a branch of their business in Cairo it will be in the new Cairo city. It yeah. will be in a more beautiful, more established, yep. better part of, of the country. And they'll have super rich uh, tourist attractions, just yep. like Dubai did and all this stuff. And there'll be tons of money over there. And the next thing you know, they'll be hosting some fucking crazy-ass UFC fights. Yep. And doing some big-ticketed, you know, only billionaires come type of events. I'm and, sure there's plenty of golf courses in new Cairo city. Oh, yeah. And if they're not there yet, they will be. Once, once they want the tourists to come in, the golf courses will be the first thing. Don't take Trump will probably a have course. a fucking Trump will probably have a golf course out there. Mar-a-Lago, New Cairo City. Yo, let's go. You know he needs a place this summer while the hurricanes are tearing through fucking Florida. He don't want to be there. It's no good. <laughs> it's no good at all, man. I mean, I'm into it. Let's see what happens. The world is an ever, ever more exciting place. Hi, hi, hi. Let's, uh, you want to do Japan? Yeah, talking about Japan. Okay. So we've got some really interesting stuff here. This was uh, another user request topic, obviously. Um, Japan's going to be uh, removing the and releasing the wastewater from the Fukushima meltdown. Um, so this, and what I did here is I pulled up two articles, one from 2021 and then one from just the other day, right? They've been talking about this for a while, right? Yeah, so back in 21... Um, Japan has approved a plan to release more than 1 million tons of contaminated water from the destroyed Fukushima nuclear plant into the sea. The water will be treated and diluted so radiation levels are below those set for drinking water. Question mark. Why is my drinking water radioactive at all? Why is there any level of let's, radiation acceptable Let's, let's in ask that question. Water, yeah. uh, but the local fish industry, fishing industry has strongly opposed that move, as have China and South Korea. Um, Tokyo says the work to release the used to cool the nuclear fuel began in about or will begin in about two years. This well, is 2021 is 2023 now. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> so two years have gone by. Yep, two years have gone by. <coughs> little postnatal drip. My bad. <coughs> so, but now this is uh, now it's about to go down. This is from January 13th. 
Um, Japan says it will release more than one million tons of water. They made though. Oh yeah, those are all. um, That's man-made riprap. Right, riprap. Yeah, riprap. Um, It's just they're a bunch of boulders or concrete structures like that placed along the shoreline to help wave break against them so they don't crash along the shore. Riprap can help the deterioration of the shoreline yeah as that goes along i've never heard that term before <clears throat> rip rap it's an industry term yeah okay. it's an industry term, an industry term. <laughs> yeah those of us that build and rebuild the world we understand what that's talking about joseph says wasn't it already leaking into the ocean uh i believe some during of it was. storms and stuff right yeah yeah because i mean it's fucking right there on the water I right mean, it's, because it's, it's in the thumbnail for the picture i mean it's right there they had it stored just in these like barrels like big yes. swimming pool type deals giant and so when there's storms yeah it just of some of them break open oh, like not. that's that was happening yes 100 um, um but anyways the plan is we've we've hit the go button at this point right after treatment levels of most radioactive particles meet the national standard the operator said um, i mean they're going to be releasing into the water that the, was a great pour that was fantastic i appreciate that Absolutely. Is it the Mr. Mustachio, Mr. Pustachio, whatever it's called? Yeah. Um, The Atomic, the International Atomic Energy Agency says... The IAEA? Indeed, the IAEA (laughs) says the proposal is safe, but neighboring countries have voiced concern. Uh, The 2011 Fukushima disaster was the worst nuclear accident since Chernobyl, um, which I recommend everybody watch on HBO. It's fantastic. It's fire. It's fucking good. I cannot believe I waited so long to watch it. Um, decommissioning has already started, uh, but can take four decades. So we're talking about a 40-year release at this point. This is going to take a very long time. 40 years? Yes. Um, I think the water alone is, all, is supposed to take 10 years. Those levels are definitely going to build up. Uh, well, yeah. yeah they're they're going to They are going to store in something. And they're gonna build up. If 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 they tell pregnant ladies not to eat sushi and fish because of the mercury, do we not think that they will gobble up all the radiation? Come the fuck on. It's 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 no less radioactive than your drinking water, Donovan. That's right. <laughs> if I don't get superpowers from this shit, I'm gonna be really upset. Um, you, they're trying to make mutants. Yeah. They so, asked Elon Musk, mm-hmm. what can we do to enhance the neural link? And he was like, if you guys could irradiate some of the water, that, that probably would be good. Would. <laughs> <laughs> that would give me a, a boost. That'll help power everybody's fucking, yeah. um, their power cells as we become more and more cyborgs in the future. <laughs> we expect the timing of the release would be something during this spring or summer, said Chief Cabinet Secretary Haruz- Haruku. Oh, my God. Do it. Okay. Hirokazu Matsuno. There you go. Hirokazu Matsuno on Friday, adding the government uh, will wait for the comprehensive report from the IAEA before the report. Every day, the plant produces 100 cubic meters of contaminated water, which is which is a mixture of groundwater, seawater, and water used to keep the reactors cool. That's a lot of water. It's a lot of water, buddy. Um, it is then filtered and stored in tanks. More than 1.3 million cubic meters on site. Space is running out. Um, 1.3 million. Yeah, space is running out. We're we're already up to 1.3 million, bro. We we can only do this so long. We're it's about just to an run island, out. man. <laughs> it's it's a small island too. Yeah, this ain't this I ain't lo- the size of China. I okay. love what you said the other day. It's a small island nation. How long can they store water there? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna run out. Uh, okay, the water is filtered uh, for most radioactive isotopes, but the level of tritium is above the national standard. Operator. 
Um, Tepco said. So they're lying ass bitches is what you're saying. Experts say. Experts say tritium is very is very difficult to remove from water and is only harmful to humans in large doses. However, neighboring countries and local fishermen opposed the proposal, excuse me, which was uh, approved by the Japanese government in 2001, which is why I brought that first article up. The Pacific Islands Forum has uh, criticized Japan for the lack of transparency. Uh, Pacific peoples are coastal peoples, and the ocean continues to be an integral part of our um, subsistence living. Former Secretary General Henry Puna told news website stuff. That's not a news website Puna. stuff. Um, Japan is breaking the commitment that their leaders have arrived at when we held our high-level summit in 2021. It sounds like you guys held the summit, and then they approved it at the same time. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Northeastern Japan ha was rocked by a magnitude 9.0 earthquake in 11 March, triggered the giant tsunami. Yep, yep, yep. That's how it all happened. More than 150,000 people to evacuate from the area. The zone remains in place. Yeah, the whole quarantine zone is still still there. Like, it's it's all quarantined. Really? Oh, yeah. You can't even go in there. Let me see if I can pull up some pictures of it. It's pretty fucking wild. You want some Last of Us videos, bro? Yeah. That's how you go there. Um, Fukushima, Fukushima, QZ, quarantine zone. Like in the movie Godzilla, they went into the Fukushima quarantine zone. Oh, they did? Yeah, yeah, they went in for a minute. So you got, you know, stuff like this. Nature returns. Yeah. You know, it's just everything gets totally overgrown real quick. The, oh, the no cars shit. on the highways. Yeah, they fucking evacuated everybody real quick. It's it's a whole deal, because there was a proper meltdown there. Yeah, there was a proper meltdown. Yes, there was a proper meltdown. Only a few people actually died, um, and because that, of radiation. it was it was like firefighters and stuff like that that got hurt by um, like falling debris and stuff like that from when the building like got hurt. But nobody died from like radiation poisoning. Um, and we learned enough to not handle the concrete that comes off the building. Uh, I mean, if they watched the. Chernobyl, then probably. But yeah, no, oh, I mean, Jesus Christ, if there's anybody scared. who's real good, I think wifey must be home. Yeah. Um, scared the hell out of me, that little dog. If there's any culture out there that's got a really solid lock on what to do and not to do with nuclear energy, it's the Japanese. Yeah. Um, like, in this time, this was an older uh, nuclear facility built right on the fucking ocean, and it was not... Like, uh, why would you do that? Because you need access to cooling water. And they're like, to cool the rods and shit like that. And yeah, the ocean seems like a real good place to do it. In New York City, there's one probably 10 miles north of New York City. It's called uh, Indian Island, In I believe. And it's right on the Hudson River. It is. I, I used to pass it all the fucking time going up and down that river. And you drive right by it. It looks like a nondescript building. Doesn't have a giant ass cooling tower or any of that no, shit. Oh, really? Nope, none of that. Most of them don't necessarily have those. And that's what that is, is a cooling tower? Yeah, those, they the release all the steam thing. that comes off okay. of the, the water is is brought through an area in a tube, and it helps cool the, the rods like that. Yeah. Instantly turns the steam, and then they blow it off like right. that. It just helps you know, thermodynamics or some shit. I'm not totally sure, but yeah. That's got to be wild to see the steam coming out of the top of one of those facilities. I've seen, I've seen some, yeah, driving... Uh, the There's some, if you driving? go to eastern Washington, then yeah. you, you drive past them. Yep, and you could see them. I've, I feel like the one I saw was like on the coast somewhere going, like maybe in Oregon or driving down that way, and it was, it was fucking going off. It's wild. 
kind of freaks you out if you don't know what you're looking at. Right. You're like, that doesn't seem cool, man. <laughs> That's fucked up. I recognize that tower thing, and That's it's, you know, up. the Simpsons told me it's not good. Yeah. Someone's <sighs> walking out of there with an isotope stuffed in the back of their pants. <laughs> isotope man. Yeah. Or whatever they call him. The fucking superhero. So, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be happening. They're going to be releasing the water. Cheers. And it's going to take, I think they said 10 years for the water to be fully out there. But It's going to fuck up the fish. I mean, we'll see. It's going to fuck up the fish, I'm telling you now. Uh, I mean, they said they're not going to do anything without the final report from the fucking International Atomic, C- Atomic Energy Agency, the IAEA. Hi, baby. They're going to fuck up the fish. They're going to fuck up the fish. Next thing you know. They're going to turn the frogs gay. You're going to get your sushi in that's going to be flapping while you're eating it. They're turning the frogs gay, dude. That's not good. (laughs) Shouldn't be doing that. Should not be doing that. You you shouldn't be doing that. That's not cool. That's not not cool. Yeah. So, yeah. There's that. That's that's the thing that's happening. So, try and stop them, I guess. Yes. Way to go, boys. Oh, let's see. Anything else you want to hit uh, in this I think segment? the last thing I had on here was global ransomware attacks. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. What do you know about global ransomware attacks? Yeah. I got so, very confused about this story as I looked into it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I found, because I found a couple of different things, right? There's okay. like the stuff that we have kind of covered before, which is... Um, you know, we had the local hospitals, yeah. uh, like St. Michael's, and then there mm-hmm. was the whole network of hospitals yeah. that had been hit by ransomware. So that's kind of what I thought he was talking about. But then I found these other articles from Reuters that was talking about a bunch of individuals, mm. like a gang of individuals from, and I'll send you this article. Um, send it's, it! It's super short. It's from February 6th. Full so time. it's just from the other day. And it says, no evidence global ransomware hack was by state entity, Italy says. Yeah. Cause it was I saw that article, of... and then I forgot Reuters asked me to subscribe nowadays, and I go, I have a fundamental problem with you asking me to do that. And I was oh, like, well, yeah. I'll find other articles. Oh, this one's really short. They didn't ask me to subscribe. Well, aren't you so... just fucking fancy pants over there? Look at that. I like how it opens now. Yeah. Yes. Uh, global ransomware activity that targeted thousands of computer servers in Italy and other countries was probably the handiwork of criminal hackers and not a state or state-like entity, the Italian government said on Monday. That's what they want you to think. <laughs> Italy's National Security, <laughs> Italy's National Cybersecurity Agency, the ACN, said on Sunday that hackers had targeted thousands of computer servers around the world running on VMware yeah. ESXi software. No evidence has emerged pointing to aggression by a state or hostile state-like entity, an Italian government statement said, adding that no major Italian institution or company operating in critical national security sectors had been affected. How much do we trust the Italian's Internet Security Bureau? The hack was identified on February 3rd and reached its peak on Sunday, said the statement, which added that the hackers were taking advantage of a software exploit first identified two years earlier in February 2021. Some of the recipients of that advice took the warning into due consideration, and others did not, and unfortunately are now paying the consequences. The statement said, VMware's ESXi is kind of a hypervisor software which runs virtual computers. Those virtual systems are sold by some internet hosting companies as low-cost alternatives to real running physical servers. So this is a big time, like, it's a server attack, essentially, at this yeah. point. You're taking down massive server capacity, which is going to destroy your ability to access the Internet in various areas. 
but it sounds like they're rented out by individuals mm-hmm. or like small companies, you know? Oh, yeah, um, yeah. A VMware spokesperson said it released an update in 2021, which fixed the issue and urged its customers to patch their systems. The attack has hit thousands of servers globally, according to data compiled by U.S.-based cybersecurity firm Census, with the majority of affected servers in France, followed by the United States and Germany. It's somewhat effective, but it has had a mixed impact. A number of organizations have recovered their virtual machines without having to restore from a backup, said Daniel Card, a cybersecurity consultant based in Britain. It appears to be targeting victims mainly in Western countries, but does not look highly sophisticated, Card added. Mm. So that's the other one that I found, other than, like I said, the type of stuff that we're talking about. Yeah, with the hospitals. Big companies, yeah, and hospitals in particular being hit with the with the ransomware and St. Michael's, I guess I was the most recent article that I could find was from December, but then they were saying that they can neither confirm nor deny whether or not personal information was accessed. No, um, I'm, during, you know what? You know, I'm sure they couldn't confirm or deny yeah. it because they didn't have access to their they can't get into their own systems. So it almost definitely medical information was accessed by whoever hit the ransomware onto their For servers. Sure. Well, that had a two year, Warning, so liable for damages, possibly? I mean, the government can only print so much money, Joseph, right. and you're not getting any of it. The Yeah, that's, when I started to look at this thing, it was like I just kept coming across the VMware stories. Yeah. Right, which, yeah. which makes sense because if you're going to strike at anybody, the most direct route is through their server base, uh, especially the virtual machine server base because it's such an – it's a more low-cost – opportunity to have servers for a company so you don't have to stack those things in your building right. to have to have to hire somebody to maintain them and to know what the fuck they're doing it's with a them. cloud server type of deal i would imagine yeah that's like a virtual machine is you just you go onto a place and we did it uh we had mul- we had hard servers at my old company but we also had a virtual server as well and that was one of those things it was like it was pennies on the dollar as it was compared to the guy we had to hire to maintain our own servers. Interesting. And maintain that, that hardware in the building. And that's for like a fucking small engineering firm, you know? Like big what, files what because of big do you projects. Do on the server? Not an IT guy, but he was doing a lot of maintenance and shit. He was I mean, doing stuff. You know, we got a, a guy. Right. And the, I don't I know what exactly what they do, but, you know, when you think about like your, your home PC and shit, you know, if you don't restart it, regularly you know shit fucking ram gets stacked up things change do this that and the other thing a server is basically just another computer right that it's running the same thing it's just right. storing it's all this just stuff running shit and accessing yeah. you know allowing so things to access data too. and information so i'd imagine there's just you know there's ones and zeros that need cleaning up every night. <laughs> I, I don't fucking know man it's so weird yeah we pay people smarter than us to do that shit for yeah. us because i don't understand that's how that an office space type of dude but like what what exactly would you say it is that you, <laughs> you do, do here? <laughs> like, what is it that you do? Uh, maintain the staplers? Yeah, just don't take a stapler. So he seems like that type <laughs> of guy. Set the building on fire. He used to be a cop, you know that? Uh, no. Our server guy? No. Yeah, he used to be a cop. He was very advantageous when it came to the theft of my vehicle. He was Johnny on the spot. Yeah. He was a, he was a good dude. He don't fuck around. He's real about rules and shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's into that, you know? Yeah. It he gets a real hard on for cop. the law. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> real hard on for the law, that guy. There's a, there's a blue stripe flag somewhere on his property, I'm sure. Yeah. He'd be liking <laughs> guns, though. He asked me when I started putting stickers on my truck. He's like, what's up? What, what, what are you stickers? <laughs> <laughs> so I just be fucking around. You know, it's no big deal. It's not even a thing, bro. Yeah. Hey. 
So yeah, yeah, wonderful. The malware or the the VMware server attacks are a thing. There was also this one last thing that I would say. There are yes. rumors that I've heard that there that when the FAA shit happened a few weeks oh, ago, yeah. that that was ransomware. Is what I heard. Um, Dan was talking about that, and then I read that somewhere else too. Yeah, and because it's such a immense system, they mm-hmm. just paid the people off, and they oh, you God, know I can only imagine. so there was excuse me some theories. Dan was talking about like the Bitcoin one and stuff like that. It's been dropping ever since then. So. Yeah, I don't know how much that matters, but um, so there's there's some theories, and I wouldn't be surprised. There's some wild shit going on with computers nowadays. You know, computers mm. are wild. Computers but, are wild. Yeah. <laughs> computers are crazy. <laughs> but yeah, it's, there's a lot of shit going on. So oh shit, man. Well, that's fun. That's fun. Well, that's fun. Yeah, everything's. T- it seems like a good idea. We should like be putting these fucking brain chips in our head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just Somebody can ransomware right into your fucking brain. Do you want to come back, or do you not want to come back? Do you want your spouse to come back? We just we just hacked her, and now she's in a coma until we bring her out of it. Pay us in Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah I don't like none of that. No, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> don't be putting a brain chip in your head. I don't care if you want to play fucking Pong without a controller. Don't do it. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I think that pretty much covers the international ones we have yeah, yeah yeah as far as part three i think that we are good to go nice um, so with that i think that we'll take our final break uh-huh. for part three we'll be back in just a few minutes for part four the grab bags we have all kinds of stuff going on there lots um, of stuff and so i want to thank and remind you guys to like subscribe share this with everybody of course tell your friends about it you can find all of our stuff our instagram our patreon and our youtube all at salt of the streets you can find all of that and more at salt of the including our own personal social media i am at salt of the street on Twitter and at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram and Colin is a big bird offy on both of those things. Get better at the pointing game. That's right. With that, we'll be back in just a few minutes for part four. Thank you guys. Stick around. Bye. But who are they though? <sighs> yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us for part four, Salt of Treats, episode one forty two. My name is Donovan. I'm Colin. We are and I had to do that too. <laughs> <laughs> we are happy to have you guys here again for part four uh you can find all of our information our patreon our instagram our youtube all at salt of the streets and you can find all of that on our website at salt of the including our own personal social media i am at salt of the street on twitter and at alpaca underscore donovan on instagram and con is a big bird off on both of those things our sponsor for this segment is leggings and aprons on instagram Boom! JP Bakery. That's the official name of the company. She's got all kinds of things going on. The uh, Valentine hearts are going out this week. She's got big orders. It's good. It's a whole deal. So, so look at that. Look at the, the people underneath the suggested for you. That very first one. That's the one that I was telling you about on the right side of the page. That's the one I was telling you about. Oh, nice. Made one specifically for the video game. Oh, shit. That's what that is. <laughs> I, I may or may not have seen something come up when I was going through some Instagram reels last night. I was like, oh, look at that. Yeah. Playing some playing some Hogwarts. Isn't that hilarious? Yeah, the Hogwarts is a big deal right now. It's a, it's a big deal right now. It's a cultural touchstone, if you will. This beer smells great. This is the Mr. Mustachio? Yeah, it this smells is a fantastic great. One. The Spruce Tip IPA. Kind of a kind of slight gin thing going on. It is a little sour, yeah. Ah, but it has good sweet notes a, to the smell. I'm a huge fan of this beer. It's real fucking good. Here, I thought you were talking about the F-22 Raptors flying in fucking um, Alaska. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, from the northern provisions. <clears throat> that's nice. Yeah, this is from. Yeah, shot down the object in the Yukon territory. Look at that there. 
Oh, okay. I fucking hate so we got the grab bag. We got all kinds Let's of stuff going on it. here. One of the fun, one of the ones that we're gonna knock out first. Someone asked us to talk about ethnic cleansing. When I asked for more information, um, they said in regards to like war specifically and erasing people's histories. Mm-hmm. So still like relatively generic topic so mm-hmm. i think we'll just talk about it for a few minutes yeah um because we were asked about it and this is what we're doing here today um so the way that i took it right the the way that i interpreted this question um is essentially like history is written by the victors right and so when people win certain conflicts and uh, when they do this type of stuff when they're trying to solidify control somewhere it's not uncommon and it has benefited people in the past for a conquering force to erase the culture of a given people and write history in a manner that is more favorable to them check um so um we've seen through other ideologies we've seen ethnic cleansing to be used as a tool to like unify populations right the jews in mm-hmm. world war ii they're blaming people for their problems the uyghurs in china all the different yeah. like what we've talked about these well, different today. tribes in like uh sub-saharan africa and yeah. stuff like that yeah um nationalism the, the, is who who oh shit there was a hutus and the tutsis yes was yes. that hotel rwanda. rwanda yeah yes nationalism is often used as a vehicle to accomplish ethnic cleansing for even yeah, that can all go all the way back to like westward expansion you know we're talking about the shit that we did to the natives like all kinds yeah. of stuff that's used to subjugate people um so it's uh it's 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 horrible to see. And you you were talking about like ISIS uh, in the Middle yeah. East just destroying different historical monuments and stuff like that because they yeah, I mean, are they, cultural heritage sites and things like that. They I don't mean, recognize these as legitimate. No, and they don't want any uh, they don't want any reminders of the past at this point. They don't want yeah. anything that was would be considered like anti-Islamic at that point. So like any kind of Western civilization, ancient artifact, even going back, you know, some of the. I mean, this is over. Yeah, I mean, we the Polar. Palmyria, you know, tons and tons and tons and tons of things. I mean, this was something that was considered in World War II, even, um, that there was there was a general concept at the beginning of War II not blatantly destroy historic, you know, like historical Western culture heritage sites. Right. And both sides in that conflict generally had some kind of concept that they both wanted those things to be around, which later on just kind of became something that was an afterthought of like, well, you know, we would have liked to try that, but ultimately, especially in like Italy and um, all, a lot of that stuff got completely destroyed during, or stolen. during war. Yeah. Oh, yeah, or war, yeah, or yeah, stolen, just like artifacts and paintings and shit like that. Yeah. Most of which we don't know where they're at today. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely something that's happened throughout the course of history. Um, the Viking attacks in along uh like in the british isles and things like that i mean so much christian catholic artifacts and art were stolen from them you know books all sorts of things they didn't really even know what it was but if it's shiny i'm taking it or mm-hmm. or you're just desecrating things because the you know that's that's an affront against the gods and so you burn it all to the ground and it goes away stuff that would be priceless artifacts to western civilization today gone Right. You know, and it, it's it's a tale as old as time. You know, any kind of... The Soviets were great at that. They destroyed tons of yeah. artifacts like that. We're exporting. <clears throat> we had that statue. I think I think that it's still there. I know there was a while they were talking about taking it down, but the Lenin statue in, still in there, Seattle, baby. it's still there. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah when, t- Fremont going to Fremont. I, well, I know for a while they were talking about taking it down. Yeah. Uh, they've done it several times, but maybe during COVID they were talking yeah, about taking it, it down. It comes again, and but, goes. Yeah. 
Yeah, the Fremont Lenin statue for some, because it was like owned by a private guy at one point. We talked about, I yes, think at one point, yes, because it used it used to be on top of a church in like a super small town, and yeah. there was a guy who was from that town that came here to see the Lenin statue because he was like, oh, this used to be on top of the church in mm-hmm. my fucking hometown. Yeah, yeah, and then it's yeah, someone weird. someone bought it and put it there, um, like they or like like an art piece or something. You yeah, know? and ever since then, it's been extremely controversial that they're like, why would you have this here? Why oh. would you fuck? Actually, Google Maps. Like, who will be fucking our friend. cares at this point? You know, <laughs> who fucking cares? It's like it's not like when you go into Russia and you see the statues of Lenin and Stalin, which are still like exalted monuments right. in Russia today. This it's is a, more of like a it's a piece of street art at this point. It's yeah. in downtown fucking Seattle, so yes. it's in Fremont. It's just yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go visit it on the old Google Earth here. Yeah, it's just a thing that's there. That's him. There, oh, they blur out his face. That's really funny. That is interesting. That's probably just the uh, the AI of Google Maps yeah. doing. So people like, and Periel, you can see he has, his hand is red. Like people mm-hmm. will do that pretty consistently. They'll paint different parts of him. Like that yeah. happens all the time. So they'll have to come by and clean it up. And not it's kind of the polar opposite of a historical cleansing, if you will, during wartime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that used to be on a statue somewhere in like very remote Russia. And, and that was over here in Fremont. Yep, it's been since reclaimed and is now in Seattle. It's a wild town, that Fremont. Um, they make really good beer, though. Fremont Brewing Company. That is true. Uh, is that uh, that's not Manny's? That's Georgetown. Manny's Georgetown. Is Georgetown. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a really weird, artsy, eclectic neighborhood. It, it, it fits for the neighborhood. We'll put it that way. That's yeah. the the same neighborhood that does the naked bike bike race. Yeah, or right, whatever, right, every year. right. You don't need to be in town during that day. If you've ever been to Seattle. You mm. will see things that you cannot unsee. Yeah. It's a whole deal. <laughs> so, yeah. It's it's an interesting concept. Um, it's not to, good, obviously. No. Ethnic cleansing. I'm, I'm, no. I'm not pro-ethnic cleansing. I'm no? anti-ethnic cleansing. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I am. I'm very anti-ethnic cleansing. Um, I happen to be a fan of most of ethnicities that... Uh, tend to be cleansed so i i'm i'm right there for it i want yeah. it to i want them to shine maybe they should all deserve their own state <laughs> sorry about that that was terrible mm. how dare you how dare i and unfortunately it's not going to change we'll put it that way uh, it's no. been human history for a very like long time like i said it's... historically it's benefited conquering nations to do that mm. to other people so uh, but it's rough business it's rough business sucks especially in the middle east there's so much like cradle of ancient civilization you know monuments and historical places there there's that whole thing you ever seen indiana jones in the uh, last crusade yeah where they the final temple they go into it's like the one carved into the side of this fucking mountain in this canyon and shit yep that's all fucked up now really oh yeah yeah they deface the shit out of the front of it it's all carved and it's all blown up and shit in the front it's all that shit's really sad so thank goodness atlantis is underwater or wait no it's not i forget it's in africa now oh i forgot atlantis is in africa thank god for that right (laughs) i i that's that's the one like kind of conspiratorial tilt that i hang out in is that whole randall carlson world of ancient apocalypse and this that and the other thing these ancient civilizations i 100,000 percent believe atlantis was a real place And I think there's a relatively good idea of where it actually was (coughs) today. 
And part of the reason it doesn't exist anymore was because it got taken out in essentially um, that Younger Dryas period of the, the impact around the world and the massive flooding. And then that changed all of the climate dynamics around the world and ultimately left Atlantis in the middle of the desert, essentially. And it's kind of one of those things. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but if, like, if you go to the eastern Washington, western Montana, or Idaho, western Idaho, eastern Washington area, I mean, it looks like there was a glacier that just melted instantly and then just washed south. And it looks like it just carved out the fucking land at this point. I mean, you could look it at the topography and you go, that's fucking weird. Yeah. And there's a lot of evidence that it could be that. Um, and then what we're talking about in the Atlantis case is over in Africa, something very, very similar where you could see this washout. And then there's this area of concentric circles that definitely do not look like they're natural that people are pointing to now as the possible previous existent place of Atlantis, which when you look at ancient civilizations at that time, that was a hub of population and trading centers and there could have been water and blah, 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 blah. And, you know. All that good shit. But that's yeah. where I'm at. I could do all, I could do those conspiracies all day. <laughs> <coughs> oh, man. I could feel it coming on as like the mucus drips down my throat and then it scratches just enough. I'm like, I can get one more sentence out. Yeah. Okay. This so. is a tweet that I just found from the open source intelligence monitor currently focusing on Eastern Europe and the ongoing crisis in Ukraine. It's the OSINT Defender. It's a verified account. Um, and they said that. F-15s have reportedly been scrambled out of McCord Field near Seattle moments ago. Oh, There boy. was another article that I saw from Fox News that said that before... <laughs> Kevin, I can't even begin to explain oh, to Jesus you. Christ. <laughs> Three hours, um, buddy. We talked about Peter Zeehan. I don't know if you were here for that. but Yeah, um, we did talk about Peter Zeehan. 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 We shot down the Canada one today, right? Or the Canada balloon got shot down today. I right? don't know if the Canada balloon got shot down. Did it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the, actually, yeah, that's the one so we were looking at earlier. the day yeah. before the Canada one, they they, detect, they detected a third flying object over Alaska. Is that the one they blew up? I'm not sure. Alaska? Let's open them. It's a Fox News article. Let's see Send here. it. Um, full send, baby. Who originally said the full send thing? Uh, I don't know, the Nelk Boys, maybe? or <laughs> The Nelk Boys? I don't know if I want to be associated with I don't know much about the Nelk Boys. Me either. I watched them do an interview with Ben Shapiro that was pretty good, but that's mm, the only thing I've mm-hmm. ever seen from the Nelk Boys. Yeah. It says, the Pentagon issued a statement Saturday, so today, revealing details about how an unidentified object was shot down by the U.S. military over Canada on Saturday. Ooh. Pentagon Press Secretary Brigadier General Pat Ryder, that same piece of shit, said in a statement that President Biden authorized NORAD to work with the Canadian government to shoot down a high-altitude airborne object on Saturday after a call with Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Why can't Canada shoot down their own fucking balloon? Because you don't because have the right, Canada? you don't have the right to defend yourself with an F twenty two. Oh shit! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad, Trudeau. My bad. According to the Pentagon, NORAD detected the object over Alaska late Friday evening and monitored the object over U.S. airspace with the assistance of the Alaska Air National Guard, and was quote tracking it closely and taking time to characterize the nature of the object. Monitoring continued today as the object crossed into Canadian airspace with Canadian CF eighteen and CP one forty aircraft joining the formation to further assess the object. 
a U.S. F-22 Raptor was used to shoot down the object in Canadian airspace using an AIM, AIM-9X missile, according to a statement. As Canadian authorities conduct recovery operations to help our countries learn more about the object, the Federal Bureau of Investigation will be working closely with the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. The Mounties! Yep. The White House received a, released a readout of the call between Biden and Trudeau shortly after the Pentagon statement that said the president has been continually briefed by his national security team since the object was detected. Out of an abundance of caution and the recommendation of their militaries, President Biden and Prime Minister Trudeau authorized it to be taken down. Uh, president Biden authorized U.S. fighter aircraft assigned to NORAD to conduct the operation, and a U.S. F-22 shot down the object in Canadian territory in close coordination with Canadian authorities. So it sounds like they're saying the one that they shot o- down over Canada also went over Alaska. Yeah. So it's not a separate object. It's that they detected it as a third one. I think this goes more to my uh, the point I made earlier. I was like, maybe Xi should be getting on the phone with Biden, being like, "Hey, man, you got like another five or six coming, so let's, right? Let's just let's just remember this. Good lord, that's that's fun. So the uh, the readout of the call with Prime Minister Trudeau of Canada earlier today, President Biden spoke with the Prime Minister Trudeau on the unidentified unmanned object in North American airspace. The object has. Was closely tracked and monitored by NORAD over the last 24 hours, and the president has been continually briefed by his national security team since the object was detected. Out of an abundance of caution and at the recommendation of their militaries, President Biden and Prime Minister Joe authorized it to be taken down. President Biden authorized U.S. fighter aircraft assigned to NORAD to conduct the operation, and a U.S. F-22 shot down the object in Canadian territory in close coordination with Canadian authorities. Wow, they literally just took that shit right from the brief. The leader discussed the importance of recovering the object in order to determine more details on its or purpose or origin. President Biden and Prim- Prime Minister Trudeau commended NORAD and U.S. Northern Command's uh, strength and efficient posture. Blah, 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 blah. Y'all did your job. Good job. Well, that's fun. We're just, this is just a thing that's happening now. This is just yeah. a thing that's happening now. F-22s are being scrambled over American airspace to shoot down fucking unknown flying objects. This sounds like a real good situation for all of us. I'm trying to find because I just saw another one. No. I said that. I said five or six, bro. We, we're about to run out. We got to. NORAD is. Uh, FAA statement says the FAA closed some airspace in Montana to support Department of Defense activities. Contact NORAD <sighs> for additional information. Oh, yeah. Let me contact NORAD. And we'll see what the <laughs> fuck's going on. Yeah, we'll just, I'll just, let me just hang on. Let me call NORAD real quick. Jesus. The FAA. <laughs> Uh oh. I don't like none of this, bud. I don't like none of this. This whether it doesn't matter whether it's a fucking balloon or whatever the fuck. Once there's military jets in American airspace shooting down unknown flying objects, this is something we haven't done. We haven't dealt with this in my lifetime. This is like a new deal. Don't like where none of this is going. Let me put it that way. This is upsetting at the, at the very least. <laughs> from fucking Joint Base? Uh, yeah, from a From forest. Joint Base. That's what supposedly. Oh. That's what I'm trying to well, That's s- fucked up. They should have called the uh, Indian Island guys. They're closer. <laughs> by like f- five seconds, according to um, jet speed. Although the only thing we have in our, the northern base there was. Uh, 
Uh, this makes me happy in a... I'm a prepper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This <laughs> makes me happy I'm a prepper. Get it. Get it, Kevin. Get it. Do you have a proper prepper beard? I believe we does. Yeah, yeah. I believe we've seen that. He does. That. Yeah, he's, he's proper. He's got a great beard. I don't know if you can make out with Nick Offerman level beard, but... I could. think so. You could. If you could make out Maybe with just it. trim a little bit of it, you know. You gotta round out the bottom. Yeah. Make it nice and clean. But yeah, I think all we have up there is the FA-18s versus, I think, down at Joint Base, we got the F-22s. Yeah. Hey, 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 he says. Easy, easy, easy. Yeah, they should have cast Kevin for that role. Would have been more realistic. Would have been better. It would have been better. Would have been better. I mean, now Nick Offerman now is we're legit. we're just talking but... about how we want Kevin to do gay scenes with this guy. <laughs> That's not good. That's not what we mean. I mean, it was a it was a whole no deal. Oh, what is this, Jack Posobiec? I don't like your Twitter feed. The unknown objects are now threatening Wawa. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's got. It looks like I don't know. He's being a fucking idiot. Jack Posobiec is like a. He's like sixty forty reliable on his breaking news and breaking info yeah most of it's pretty good but half almost half the time it's like well that was that was bullshit thanks man thanks for getting me worked up <sighs> you find anything out no you find anything out because no. i'm about to just pull up my twitter feed and we'll just vamp while yeah. you look <laughs> no 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 and that's what i was i was trying to scroll so um so do you want to talk let's talk about eating eggs really quick right so what's what's your favorite way to eat eggs <laughs> That's it. That's all. That's all. That's the. Ex- that's what I got. That's the extent of this. I don't know yeah. what he's talking about. I think there are a lot of health implications to eating eggs, and I think they're all very good for you. I think there's been a a lie sold to the American people about high cholesterol and bullshit about yep. the yolks that are in the eggs, and that you should just eat egg whites, which I think is just the plain Jane protein aspect of the egg. If you want more protein in your eggs, put extra egg whites in there. But also, don't skip on the yolks, because the yolks is where all the good shit actually lives. Good for the you. yolk makes a chicken. That's what the Let's baby, remember, that's what this, is, this is the food that makes the chicken yeah. that you will later on eat. So yeah. why would just skip the middleman, and you don't have to feed the fucker, and you could just eat it before it's, bo- before it's like a, a chicken. My favorite and only proper way to eat eggs is to do them extremely over easy, where the yolk, is, the white is... Barely just done. Ideally, the the white should finish setting on the plate. And then the yolk wow. is perfect enough. You could take some toast and, and dip it in there and fucking right in the yolk. It needs to be a messy disaster if you're going to slice it up and eat it. You know, if you're going to fucking cut it, you want yolk everywhere at that point. I want liquid gold flowing from the yolk. And there's that's the only proper way to do it. I don't care. I mean, there's hard-boiled, which is more of a utilitarian purpose. Yeah. You can do that, but also you better put some salt and pepper on that bitch because who wants just a plain Jane ass fucking either that or I don't a like deviled that egg. But... Shit. I don't like a deviled egg. I don't like a hard boiled egg. I'm not into that. I will. No. no. I'm. I am actually. This. I'm so glad we got to this point because I'm supposed to give you a lot of shit right now. Um, I need to understand. Let me just first before I give you shit. Okay. Let me ask you the question. Okay. Oh shit. Are you going to have chickens at your house? Yeah, that's the intent long term. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess I don't have to give you shit. Congratulations. Why? Because you need to be having chickens. Oh, yeah. You live no, in that's... the city of Bremerton. Yeah. So it's like a thing. I don't think there's any 
you know, I technically can't hear because of the commies that run my neighborhood. Oh. But um, but realistically, I'm pretty sure you can have chickens. you got the space. Yes. You should get some yeah, chickens. Yeah, I'd like to have a couple of chickens and a couple of ducks because I like ducks. Jordan oh. likes chickens, so and they cohabitate real well. So, What do you like about ducks? I, they're just chiller. They're, they're just, just chiller? more chill. Yeah, mm. they're like... I find them easier to handle. I like them. They're more pleasant. <laughs> they're not as aggressive. They're a little bigger. Um, they're yeah. round bills instead of sharp bills. Yeah, they're not as aggressive. They're like, you know, yeah, uh, they make cool sounds. And I will tell you this right now, duck eggs are fucking phenomenal. Yeah, they're good. They're, they're a little really bit bigger. Good, and they're yeah. Little big, yeah, they're really good. They're kind of more oblong shape. They're right. a little longer. They're, they're really delicious. good. Hell fucking yeah. yeah. We had ducks when I was a kid. We had them for a couple of years. And mm-hmm. they're, yeah, they were cool. I was into it. Ducks are super aggressive to the females. Oh, yeah, to the females for sure. I ha- I did yeah. see we had one male, one female, and they would bang, and he would stand on her back. Jordan, um, it's happening. You yeah. all heard it. Now you're chip committed, but yeah. I don't know if you were wavering beforehand, no. but you've been committed. <laughs> uh, no, it's just a time frame thing. Um, oh, yeah. That, and Keith, they were called Keith and Violet, these ducks that we had. And mm. Keith would, Violet had this little poof ball that grew on top of her head it was almost Mm. like baby feathers that never went away and keith would stand on her back and bite onto this (laughs) onto that poof and would bang her like that's how they with the corkscrew penis yeah that's that's how they would go about it is he would hang on to anytime we changed the water out because they had like a kiddie pool you know so we changed the water out put fresh water in there and she would jump in there and then he would jump in there and he would jump right the fuck onto her and they would fly around a little pool because she'd be trying to get away from him, you know, because the corkscrew dick and whatnot. And then it was done relatively quickly. We never got, like, fertilized eggs from it, you know. Yeah, it yeah. Because she didn't give a shit. You she ever cracked into a fertilized egg? No. It is unpleasant. No. It's a whole deal. I've never done... I'm not, I've never hunted before. No, that's... I've killed a lot. I've killed more ducks than the bird flu. Yeah. No, Colin's a big duck hunter, so I'm, I'm into that. I got, I got my hunting license and stuff this year. It's been a little rougher to get out than I anticipated. Brand but, new baby. Yeah, yeah. It's a a little rougher than I anticipated. Yeah. Next uh, year. Next but, year, we got you. Yes. Yeah, because of, of course it's February, so you're not allowed to hunt fucking dick right now, except for ducks. This state is a fascist, <laughs> fascist, tyrannical wonderland. Yeah, if you want to hunt, uh, get ready for like the one month you could do that a year. Right. Unless you're a bow hunter, then you get some more action. So, but, uh, so I'm good. I'm glad you're going to get some, some ducks and some chickens, and it'll be good. And then Dax and Reason will be chasing chickens. Yeah. And then I can call them chicken chasers. I'd like to get... Um, I wish you understood that video game reference. A chicken chase, huh? The Link, like Legend of Zelda. No, no, this is from Fable. Fable, I played yeah. Fable. Yeah, Fable. yeah, yeah. Chicken chase, huh? Yeah, that was like that was the first game where you can kind of change the future, or whatever, right. based off of your people's perception. And your first title, everybody knew you as Chicken Chaser. Yeah, they were all British and Chicken Chaser. What are you doing? Um, the fuck was I going to say? Oh, eggs. I would like to have a detached garage. Oh. Um, down at the bottom part of the yard. Word. And then on the side of the house that, like, Dax's room and stuff is on, put a chicken coop there, chicken and duck coop, that will just kind of build in. And then we'll let them out during the day to do whatever Their they want. Thing and then and then, yeah. put them back in there at know. night. They'll, like, eat fucking worms and shit. Exactly. It'll be good. It'll be good. And they'll, I mean... Got tons of water <laughs> flowing through the yard. Yeah, I bet. So they'll like that. Yeah, and we can harness their feces because mm-hmm. it makes good fertilizer. Yeah, I want to put the garden like right in front of there too, so we'll oh, have yeah. it all. You know, be good. They yeah. have a little like outdoor like little sunning area for them, mm-hmm. and then they'll hang out there, and then they'll poop, and then you're gonna poop right on the fucking just flower sh- bed. 
done. Scoop it up. Yeah, I have a little trough there. I'm like collecting bat guano. Yeah. And then at the end of the year, just mix it in with the... That's right. I'm going to build new garden beds this year. Yeah, gonna, fuck so, Ukraine. We don't need fertilizer. I'm going to go and get all the strawberry plants. And I'm going to... If you're looking at the front door, we have like that rock wall along the right part of the yard. And I'm going to put all the strawberry plants up on along that rock wall. Yeah, that's, just let them all that's a good down. spot. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. It's going to be great. Amen to that. Um, so the only other two, like two proper topics that we have, you know, and uh, it was the manosphere, yeah, um, and then the Twitter whistleblower. So, the do you want to talk about the manosphere? I am very interested in talking about okay, this. Okay, let's talk about the manosphere. So, the manosphere, what is, is the manosphere? Yeah, it is both a general term and also the name of a specific podcast, right? Oh, so, yeah, the podcast is interesting. The manosphere is like a new aged umbrella term for. Any number of misogynistic, all in quotations, right? Misogynistic influencers to young men that are like teaching them to be pieces of shit, right? Mm. So, i.e., again, the Manosphere podcast, Andrew Tate, like people like this, right? You mm. said Jack Murphy probably fits into this yep. type of category. Yeah. Um, Kevin I think we should all be doing things to make sure our own families are prepared for the worst. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Um, yeah, I think Donovan's first spinoff podcast or YouTube show will be all about prepping. Yeah, probably <laughs> prepping and firearms. Probably a lot to do with gear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would like to do gear stuff too, especially as I'm starting to get more into it, updating different kit and stuff like that. Fuck yeah! I have to now that I've lost so much weight. I have to buy new stuff. My belt is too big. Bro, my, so. I went back and because Alex, um, who was in shout out to Alex, who was in the chat yesterday during yeah. the gear show, uh, he made a comment on his old video. About talking, uh, like, JVP was shill and shit like that. He was like, yeah, we might have to remove this, blah, blah, blah. Just fucking around. And, <clears throat> and I watched the uh, section of the podcast that he timestamped. And I was like, bro, you have lost so much fucking weight. You look real goddamn good. Then a 212 I weighed in yesterday. Yeet. So that's 48 pounds. Yeah. I mean, I could pull it up if you want. It's yeah, a real interesting it. experience. Let's see it. Um, I've never done this before. The YouTube within a YouTube YouTube and YouTube. Bro. This is interesting. And this is our shit, YouTube, so don't fucking <laughs> copyright us on our own video, you assholes. Actually, how do I do that? I go here. You guys know how we're starting to break through because they're hitting us with fucking copyrights like almost on the daily now. Almost they're on the daily. They're just finding different reasons to fucking bone us. So everybody who's been riding here for a while, everybody who's been in it, you guys are our real ride or dies. And when we break we through, go. we're fucking taking you guys with us. So it brings us right to it, too. Thank you very much, yeah, Kevin. You, sir. Look at Oh, yeah. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Old school. Back in the the mini studio. Yeah, that's other studio. A lot of the shit looks real familiar. But... Oh, yeah. And now look at you. Yeah. Now look at you. And I think that was around, like, because it was when I was lifting with John that I was at my heaviest. And I was, I was lifting fat stacks of weight oh yeah um, like you know i was deadlifting like over 300 and i was squatting almost 300 Thick like boy. I, I was putting up fucking weight but yeah i also weighed 260 pounds so yeah uh, no I, i'm happy our 212 yeah so i told you i almost fucking threw up at the gym the other day because i was like yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get after the assault bike first thing in it was <laughs> it was rough district yeah oh man thank you very much kevin thank you like i said yeah. congratulations to you too you're out here balling all the time i see it i saw you lift another day i'm into it fucking a man yeah i'm into that um and that to segue back to the manosphere manosphere it's generally speaking an aspect of the manosphere but i i would also like to 
So his manosphere notes at the house <laughs> about the manosphere. My manosphere notes. That's, I had it it's more a of a general conversational topic. The manosphere also includes people like Jordan B. Peterson, right? Anybody who is generally talking to young men, trying to advocate for young men to do right. better in life, to be able to to you know to get active. <laughs> to. What color jersey are you wearing? For soccer. Oh. He wants to know what color jerseys you guys are wearing on Monday. <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, the um, schedule's come out today. Yeah, and um, I have bad news. Oh, what's the first one? The first one is we have a bye week the first week. <laughs> so you don't even play week one? <laughs> no. That's, that's yeah, that's a whole thing. So the people that need to know are all going to come to the soccer field tomorrow oh to play around. Oh, so. my God. And then I'm going to go in because I'm a little nervous about it. you got I'll... a whole week to figure <clears throat> it out, Trent. Don't worry yeah, about don't it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Generally speaking, that Trent, is to answer your question, hilarious. It, is, uh, it is generally speaking a dark or light color. So you just wear like a black or white or bring both of those. And then depending on what the other team's doing, they, they'll tell us to wear, go, go light or go dark. I want you to make the deepest cutoffs that you've ever seen. The deepest cutoffs. Yeah, yeah. Like jeans? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want you to wear a cutoff shirt and cutoff jean shorts. Montana's airspace has been shut down. Yo, that's what Bilbo I was just wagons. saying. That's, that's what right. I was just fucking saying, right? Out here. Confirmed by Bilbo Swaggins. That, to me, is a legitimate source. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. Bilbo lives under the hill, so we, yeah. he, he knows what's up. What um, the fuck, dude? It's... Can you say World War Three? Like, does this just happen? That's what I'm saying earlier. Does this just happen all the time, and we've been ignoring it for a long time? Or is it just now that it's kicking off? Because we're... I don't know. Like, this seems so weird. I, uh, I think it's kicking off. I think it's kicking off. I don't know. I mean, they you saw Cream Jump here earlier in the show try to say that this is something that happened three times during the Trump administration, and she couldn't even get through a, a real sentence without just going into word salad. So it's just... It's a thing, I think, that they're just trying to justify their actions for failure to do anything about it the first week when everybody saw it. And now we're not playing that shit, and shit's going down well before, you know, all this shit's happening. So... I I don't think this is a good sign. We'll put it that way. No, I don't think. I think it's a massive escalation. We just fired off that goddamn ICBM into the middle of the Pacific, and I don't think that's how you generally deal with China. We don't look like a world leader. You know what I'm saying? When you're firing off no. ICBMs to try and prove point. Yeah, I'm like no, we're America. We fucking we we're pretty good at nuking shit. Okay, we don't don't ask us to to do some some saber rattling here. Um, okay, let's go back to the manosphere, right? Manosphere. Um, so Kevin says, men are desperate for a positive word, whether it's from Tate or Peterson, it doesn't matter. Media in Hollywood took away all strong male role models. So now men will follow anyone who tells them that <clears throat> that it's okay to be a man. Masculinity has been destroyed over the last 40 years, and now we are seeing the result of weak men. I 100% agree with you, yeah. Kevin. Yeah. Um, and that is the problem. Essentially, when JVP started to make his his big debut and t came out with 12 Rules, started that whole thing, he was labeled misogynist, sexist, terrible, terrible, terrible. And looking at the diverse crowds in the audience from even when we went to go see him... Um, I don't see that being the case, obviously. All colors uh, and genders were present at the Jordan B. Indeed, Peterson. and everything in between, because this was Seattle, and the betweens were there. Um, the betweenesses were there. Yes, and there was not a fucking bunch of protesters and none of this shit. I mean, 
the reason these people become popular is obviously there is a there is a cultural need for this to happen. I don't think you need to look very far throughout our society to realize that this need has been building. Um, the weak men theory is, I mean, it's right there. It's very, very, very easy to see this, especially with the rise of like fourth or fifth wave fucking feminism, whatever the hell you call this. Third thing. and fourth, I think we're um, in now. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's not good to be seeing this kind of thing. And when men are the the, the, the betweenies, <laughs> yeah, uh, the it's 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 a really bad sign to see the emasculation of men really being put forth as like a as a mainstream cultural touchstone right and when that happens there's going to be a large group of men who go along with that and they become incredibly emasculated the um, white knights the, the soy boy beta cucks soy boy beta cucks baby and that's when you see the rise it's, it's the old pendulum swinging thing you know when things go far this way there's a rise in this thing and this yeah. is why you see the rise of andrew tate former kickboxing champion all this stuff getting on there what he generally says is true i mean the They're, way he says it is pretty fucked up and right. he, he does have some rather mis blatantly mis misogynistic views that he sugarcoats on top of that but his generalized message of be active be assertive work out take care of things that are your responsibility and then step up and play the game. He like, talks a lot about gender roles and stuff like yeah. that. Like there, there are cores there are, of, there are elements of truth to a lot of what he says. Like yes. he said, coded in shit that sounds terrible. Yes. And 100%. even when he's talking about the roles that, you know, that he says that he has in his house, bitches making him two coffees and like all this type of stuff. Like these are, like that's in, not good. In my mind, I'm not that they may very well be happening, but exaggerations of like, dynamics of respect that traditionally people had laid out, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't... So it doesn't sound good, uh, but there's elements of truth to a lot of that stuff. And a lot of it boils down to respect and people being feel feeling like they're being respected mm -hmm. and um you know they talk a lot about like he's talked about like uh like body counts of women and stuff like that you know yeah, like, yeah. Oh, i'm gonna write a body counter for you like shit like that right again sounds terrible but there is a definite reality to this swing of feminism that came with women should be able to do whatever they want and you know there should be no difference here and like that's yeah. that's fine you can you can say whatever you want there but yeah. there is but a, combine that with the fact that most people are totally and utterly fucking stupid yeah, it's going to create a giant realm uh, within the population that are making really stupid de decisions as far as their sexual life is carrying on and how right. they want to do this, and which is not as, a good look for anybody. Right. And as far as finding a mate, there is a reality that you reap what you sow. Mm -hmm. And if you on either side rack up a huge body count, there are going to be people that do or don't like that. Yes. And that is a reality that you have to live with. And yep. um, like I said, that that applies to both people or to both sexes. It's in some cases unequally, but um, I think as time goes on, that inequality balances out that there are more women that are less accepting of mm -hmm. of that type of shit from men um than they used to yeah. be, you know i mean the big the big takeaways from the manosphere when you pull away from all the bullshit involved um kevin brings up a good idea like kevin or um, uh, andrew tate i think he plays he definitely plays some form of character oh, he's got some kind of persona that 100%. he pushes out there who knows how much of that is a reality to his character or not but um when you when you really play it out there, what you're talking about is as a man being worthy of somebody, being worthy of respect from somebody hey, that hey, is also worthy of respect. Like 
Just because yeah, he's he walking next even to you. See what's going on. <laughs> the blind dog just got in her personal space. It's not. She's it's not okay, dog. I know. She's old. <laughs> I love her, um, but she's a, a dick. dick. Yeah, that's what happened. She got old lady syndrome, uh, and so it, it's. And unfortunately, the I'd say the problem with the majority of the manosphere content that's put out there is, I believe, in my opinion, it creates kind of a antagonistic relationship between the sexes. Yes. Um, where somebody, an incel man, an involuntary celibate man, somebody who cannot, um, for a multitude of reasons, find a girl, find a mate, whatever it is, is going to gain resentment towards towards women and it's not going to help when they're on tiktok spreading a bunch of stupid shit and there's a bunch of dumbass people out there talking about right. body count talking about how they don't respect men blah, blah 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 doing all this and that or talking about you if you don't make this amount of year don't even talk to me exactly. or like all that all the weird the videos that 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 guy on the manosphere was pulling up like those are real videos those, those are, are real, real tiktoks that girls yes. are actually making that women are actually making mm -hmm. that are degrading to men that are degrading to their yes. their masculinity to their confidence to everything and yep. if that is what you're seeing and that that's so consistently you're not even going to want to step out of mm -hmm. anything, especially because your whole world is probably on your phone, especially yeah. through COVID and everything. Oh That's my God, yeah. fucking Spencer, all those people that we know that <sighs> dating is just through the phone now. It's just it's, all on the internet, yep. you know? And, and I that, was trying to talk to Jordan about, well, I was talking about the new show we're going to do at, oh, yeah. at the house, you know? And I was like, yeah, we're going to go through the DMs and like throw oh, this and this. And, um, and I, so we were talking about, like, I can't imagine trying, having to try and meet women on the internet. So that's just so not who I am no. I would be so unsuccessful <laughs> if that's how things are going as I just I don't communicate on on the internet well that's not how it works <laughs> for me so um like I like I I it just isn't it's not good and no. so they're tapping into <clears throat> like you're saying those these feelings this deep-seated emotions that all of these guys are having mm -hmm. um and it's giving them an outlet that is not necessarily healthy. Um, I yeah. totally agree with the character thing. I told you, Andrew Tate has been on like your mom's house. Yeah. You know, if Tom Segura and Christina Przyzinski thought that he was uh, like an actual, real misogynist and really degraded women, they wouldn't have him on the show. Oh. They're not stupid. Christina would not stand for that. They're shit. not stupid. She'd they get are the not fuck dumb. out of that boy. And when they were there and they're talking to him about you know. Uh, sparkling water and two coffees and all this type of shit. Like he's he's cracking, he's laughing, you know. Yeah. And then we'll pick back up with what he's saying. Yeah, he he knows exactly what he's doing, and he's also made the same type of statements of like, you can love me or you can hate me, but you're going to talk about me either way. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're talking shit about me; you're talking about me. Yeah. So tell him, me that's not a planned situation. To him, it doesn't matter, no. and for, especially from somebody who was uh, like a champion kickboxer at one point and is like a chess whatever the fuck, you know. He already has confidence and has a, a whole person. Mm -hmm. He knows who he is. So yeah. he, people could talk shit about him for all the rest of his life. And it he won't, don't, he don't give it a shit. It will not affect who he is and no. who he knows he is because no. he's actually knocked people out for a living. Like he's yeah. done real shit, you know? Yeah, with his so, shins. Um, so there was one aspect I wanted to add to like the incel thing. And if you're somebody like, like that follows the Manosphere YouTube channel, um, because we watched all those fucking TikToks, man. It was a wild endeavor. Yeah, um, was but a if, lot. But if you're free one Andrew of those Tate guys, <laughs> free Andrew Tate. That's what Trent says. Free Andrew Tate. Trenton says, "Hey, man. As far as I'm From concerned, Romanian prison. The dude is in Romanian prison. He hasn't been really charged him. with anything. He's just was arrested on suspicion of these things. Yes, because in Romania, apparently, they can do that. So I bet. As far as I'm concerned, free Andrew Tate until I see some kind of evidence. It's he funny. had 
two witnesses um, that came out and spoke in his defense. Yeah. Uh, women that work for him that said, no, this is we are not sexual prisoners. We work for him openly. We do this. We do that. He's not coming after us. And the, the judge says, well, you're brainwashed. So your testimony doesn't count. And he threw it out of court. It's funny that he said he Andrew Tate said he lives in Romania because it's freer. Mm-hmm. And now, now there's trade offs. arrested. There are like, trade offs. He's fucked. <laughs> yeah. He probably will not get out of that jail cell. Um, That's pretty funny. But, you know, to to an incel guy or somebody that is down on confidence, is overweight, yes. unproductive, um, when they get on TikTok or social media and what they see is, you know, the, the thing that's going to capture them is these women talking about how terrible he is. Yeah. And then the algorithm is going to feed him more of this. And next thing you know, his picture towards all women is going to be that all women are the devil and they hate me and they fucking fuck them. You know, I I don't need this. Why would I need this? I'm not right. going to deal with this. And it paints this picture, broad stroke, of what women in general are like. When in reality, if he was to become productive, responsible, you know, gain some confidence within himself... And you were just yeah. out in about in the world making your way around. You could meet people and, you know, things could happen or not happen or whatever. I mean, depending on what it is that you're looking for. Right. You need to be looking for something. You can't just it's not you can't rely on a fucking social media app to deliver you a wife. Right. There is a sense of entitlement on both sides um, from, like you said, from from men who just expect that it will just yeah. happen that way. And then mm-hmm. from women who believe that they can set any arbitrary standard and they that I deserve this and I should be able to do whatever yep. I want. Like we're talking about there. And then I can yeah. just go back to this later. And like it doesn't it yeah. doesn't work that way. Yep. You don't get to set your own standards for other people and expect them to just immediately mm-hmm. conform to them. Yes. And you're not entitled to a partner. You're not entitled to other people. You're not nope. entitled to sex or dates or anything no. you don't have any entitlement to other people no you have to earn that type of shit from somebody else yes <clears throat> both parties need to be somebody worth they need to be somebody worth respecting right that is the key if you are not worth respecting no one's going to respect you how can you ever expect to get anybody romantically involved with you that doesn't respect you if you're not somebody worth respecting then you're not going to get that. And if you're on the female side, if you're somebody that is not worth respecting, why would you expect somebody, a guy to come along who's going to respect you? Right. It just does not work that way. And, and uh, that's the underlying message from all of those people. Speaking I think. facts tonight, dude. Yes. No, you're crushing it. From all those people, from Peterson to Tate to the Manosphere, that's the yeah. underlying message. They're delivered in very different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, if you read a, a Jordan Peterson book like The 12 Rules for Life, it, it's apparent. He's telling you, I'm telling you in this book how to be a better man, how to yes. be a good partner to the women that you want to attract so you can attract Somebody a good worth woman. Like, yes. He's telling you that boldly, and that's. That's what Andrew Tate is telling you by who he is, because again, he's a fucking kickboxer. He's got money. He's yep. The casinos, they're doing all of the things. Like mm-hmm. that's even if he's an he's asshole, a businessman. And- even if he's an asshole, he still is a person that is successful, that is confident, that is handsome, yeah. that is all of the things that a woman would want. Yep. 
hoping that he's not an asshole. And in his real life, he probably isn't that big of a dick. You know yeah, what I'm right. saying? He probably doesn't treat all of women like shit. Or I else, would imagine. Right. Because like, they're not going to work for him. Right. Unless, of course, it's all sex trafficking. In which case, That's, he's rotten in a Romanian yeah, jail no, for I a reason. I think that there are probably, as much as people don't want to admit it, you know, he probably is interesting to be around. Like, his dad mm-hmm. is a, a grand wizard chess champion, like all of this shit, you know. Grand, wi- grand master? Grand master. I, the wizard is not involved in there? <laughs> No, grand, I, grand he, wizards are KKK And members. I know that, but I feel like I thought that... No, it's uh, grandmaster. Grandmaster. Champion. Are you yes, sure? Yes, I'm 100% sure. I happen to have somebody in my uh, uh, my family who is a, I believe, a grandmaster. Get out of Female. here. Female. Yeah, chess player. Yeah, right, that's well. the KKK, Donovan. No, there you you're go. Right. Kevin's no, right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> oh, man. I looked up Wizard Chess Champion, and that's <laughs> Gryffindor World Wizards Chess. That's the first thing that came up. So it's probably. Uh... He's over there in Hogwarts. You can right, reload man. elf bars if you break them at the top of them. Oh, thanks, Alex. Dude, Alex. <laughs> I'm telling you, Alex knows. The vaping world inside now. He's always been a clutch dude to have in the, there. You in, go as a vaping. If you partner. break them open at the top, yeah. Shout How, out, what Alex. Do you, you just refill it with juice. Yeah, you can. Yeah, there's just cotton and shit. You just re-soak the cotton in the oh, juice okay. and then do the thing. I've seen it done on the. Uh, I saw it done on anti-vaping ad where they popped it open and it was somebody was like they dried it out, they burnt the shit out of the cotton and stuff like that. And you're you're just smoking fucking plastic. Matt Rosedale in here. Matt Rosedale, representative from Montana, made a statement about an object over Montana that could interfere with air traffic control. I'm looking it up. Let's go. Uh, Matt Rosedale. Yeah. So because Josh had, because it came from Josh, this topic mm-hmm. about while you're looking it up about the manosphere, his question specifically was about like the like the downfalls of the manosphere, right? And yeah. I think you talked about that, that there's like sins of entitlements that come out. That's not healthy for for that to be the perspective that you are internalizing and like actuating as the way that you're going to operate with females because that's not going to be successful. It's important to understand that those certainly entertain. I don't know about the manosphere people, but there's... There's elements of truth to it to be ta- to be taken from it. You should not be just like the Manosphere dude or just like Andrew Tate. That's not Cobra Tate, Top G. That's that's not what you want for yourself. That's <laughs> top not, G. Yeah, that's not how you're gonna get it. You know that these are internet characters. These are people that are trying to teach you lessons that you're supposed to be smart enough to pull from. You're supposed to not do Hustler University or whatever the fuck he did because oh, yeah. that is a goddamn idiot multi-level marketing scheme. It's just no good. Right. Let's see, it's February 11th. But there's good shit to be pulled from that. They're talking about the one over Canada. Matt Rosen said that the Biden administration needed to explain why two small objects were shot down while the Chinese spy craft flew over America last week. Can the Biden administration please? I don't think that's the most recent. Let me check his Twitter because I imagine if he made a statement. Recently, it would be on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Rosedale. Breaking fucking news. Oh my God. Oh, Rose, I'm on his Rosedale. Twitter right now. Matt Rosedale. I'm on his Twitter right now. Are I'm you? in direct contact with Norcom and monitoring the latest issue over Have and Northern Border. Airspace is closed due to an object that could interfere with commercial air traffic and. The DOD will resume efforts to observe and ground the object in the morning. In the morning? That doesn't seem right. 
Why do I not have Matt Rosedale's Twitter come up when I search Matt Rosedale? Rosendale. Oh, Rosendale. Yeah. Rosendale. Oh, come on, Twitter. You can get me close enough. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, they're just trying to fuck you. Yeah, they're just trying to fuck me. His other tweet is, can the Biden administration please explain why they shot down two relatively small objects over Alaskan and Canadian airspace this week, but allowed a known Chinese spy balloon to collect and transmit data about our country for a week before it was brought down? That's because don't look up. That's why. Because they didn't want you to know that it was there. But then he says the DOD will resume efforts to observe and ground the object in the morning. Why Why in the morning? Shouldn't we do it right now then? Yeah, what are we talking about here? Can we not scramble? Would, this is fucking not good, dude. Would be demanding that we do it now. We're scrambling air traffic over the United States airspace. This is not a good situation. You can fly over Montana until tomorrow. Uh, apparently. At the earliest. Yeah. Uh, this is very interesting. Jesus Christ. <sighs> That's good. That's good. You ever wondered uh, if... Uh, uh, Yonmi Park ever would react to uh, Andrew Schultz's heavy statements? Um, they He had kind of intimated that she might be on the podcast soon, Ooh. and I was hoping that that was the case. Why? What do you got here? I got this thing here. That uh, This is a clip from when he was you on Rogan. That North Korean lady? That's a real story about struggle. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the most entertaining, depressing fucking podcast, bro. Do you Man. think it's all real? Oh, it's 100% real. She's so small from lack of food. Not all of her, Joe. I almost started making my girl eat rats after I saw her. <laughs> oh I saw her tongue on that podcast. All I ate is rats. I was like, oh, did ya? Oh, did ya? <laughs> she came out of North Korea stacked. I believe it. Don't get me wrong. But well, she reacted to this, but she replied from this clip that he put out. What if it's okay? What if it's Cleveland? I love it. You don't think it's possible? You don't think it's possible? It's Cleveland. There's been documented (laughs) cases of cannibalism there. (coughs) Did you watch that podcast? Yes. Yes. It was fucking fantastic. I also saw in her comments on Instagram the other day. She posted a picture of her as a kid, and there are people legitimate in her comments like, "Oh, you look real fucking." uh, malnourished in this like yeah like like in her comments accusing her of not having escaped from north korea like so you obviously haven't read her book right because she says when she was like a little girl her dad worked for the party yeah and then he was like expelled from the party and that's when they went into poverty and that's when they tried to escape like you are a real fucking asshole you're a real piece of shit like you really think that she's just gonna i mean not that people have not lied about shit but for I don't know. That's wild. There's a long mm-hmm. time to keep up that I escaped and now I'm in a different country and I've written books. And like, that's just a, that's a heavy accusation from a baby picture where she isn't like tiny and bloated from malnutrition yeah. to believe that that means that she never needed to escape from North Korea, no. even though it's verified to be a horrifically fascist authoritarian yeah. regime, right? <laughs> just because you're not tiny and, and minuscule when you're a baby. Mm-hmm. You have no reason to leave there. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I think damn heavies do the speaking on that one, though. Heavies. Heavies. From my understanding, she got those after she got here. Yeah, that's uh, that's my understanding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was definitely my understanding. Yeah, that's, like I said, he had hinted this week when I was watching it that she was going to be on soon. And that's, <clears throat> I can only fucking I cannot hope. wait. Oh, my God. Just I like Bill, I can't wait to hear Yeah, for I, her to be on the podcast. I will die. if That if, would be so amazing. Oh, I feel... Great. Like she would have a fucking blast. She'd probably be a great sport about it. Amen. Too. Amen, man. That's the best part about America, right? You can come in here and fuck around with each other. She, yes. she, she enjoyed it. And she got a new book coming out. So, yeah. You know, I think this one is more 
I don't know what this one's about. I mean, the other one was pretty autobiographical, so we'll, we'll see. Dude, and it was... It was rough. It was rough. I'm glad the book club was not in swing at that point because <laughs> you would have depressed all of us. We with that did. One. That was book club. Oh, it we, was. Yeah, that was like the first one. I think oh. was that one. We have a review, preview, and everything. There's a, it was. It's dark. I read a little. Hey man, bit we've been from doing it. this a long time. I never was not all that it was. Yeah, it didn't I take read, my alpha brain today. I read a little bit from <laughs> it, um, but it's, it's, some of it was so horrible that I just didn't. I didn't want to quote from it too much. It was yeah. so fucked up. You oh, know? yeah. Um, so let's do, we can hit uh, the, let's talk about the Twitter whistleblower here in okay. a second. But uh, to generally segue into that, let's talk about something else. That's been, I just want to give you an update and tell you how much more fire the new Twitter is compared to the old Twitter. Okay. Right. And this has to do with our, our my near and dear friend, Eliza Blue, and the okay. controversy around her. She had a tweet come out relatively recently. She said, today I've decided to change my story as a survivor. Oh, shit. Um, and if you guys haven't been, if you have no idea who this is, I did a beer show a little bit about it a couple days ago. And it's been involved in this whole kind of center-right-ish, center-left-ish, you know, internet circle for a while now. Um, but she says, I've, I've decided to change my story as a survivor. I've been abused a third time on a massive digital scale. It's called image-based sexual abuse, IBSA. She created an acronym for it. Every individual who knowingly profited off of this content without my consent has become my abuser in my story. So what she's talking about is all those music videos from World Star Hip Hop that went out that show her kind of in a sexual manner while she was, you know, knowingly paid to do the, all the and agreed she to do these things. Was paid yeah. to do. Yes. Um, and best thing about the new Twitter is that Twitter fired back. Reader added context. That's awesome. So the recent events um, surrounding Eliza Blue do not meet the definition of image-based sexual that abuse. That is amazing. All the content was consensually recorded, publicly produced, and initially consensually distributed. Um, consent cannot be withdrawn from this type of media after the fact. Oh, fuck. So she getting now lit the fuck up now. She's getting lit the fuck up. Jeremy and Tim Pool have officially like uh, kissed and made up. They're they're homies again, and everybody's agreed that we should do this thing. And Tim's addressed this thing on on his show now, and everything's cool in the internet again. We're all moving she, forward because we have bigger problems. She said something else. She says, <clears throat> uh, "You didn't fight censorship. You fought to exploit me, nude, partially nude." Um, sexually suggestive content without my consent. If you have, if you would have asked, I would have, uh, I wouldn't have consented. You believe that I consented previously, so you decided to take my body and use it for your gain, even though she was paid for it. Yes. So to prove that I am not a survivor, many made me a victim again. You can never say that I'm not a survivor of exploitation now because you made me one again. You didn't fight to expose government malfeasance or tech censorship. You fought to post my body without consent. What the fuck? This is a story of she's in her early 40s, I believe, at this point, or I believe early 40s. I think she's 41, supposedly. We, nobody really knows how old she is. Um, but this is somebody who, generally a Gen Xer, who kind of didn't understand the rules of the Internet and is now realizing full stop what the rules of the uh -oh. internet are. And it's coming back to bite her on the ass because she regrets some of the things that she did when she was younger. 
these music videos yeah. and now people are posting them and she does not want people to post those anymore because she doesn't Shit. understand how uh, the legal system works and how the internet works and when you put a music video on the internet it lives forever right when you put a go in the wayback machine that's this is how this happens i mean world star hip-hop didn't they are the license holder of this thing they have the contracts on file that say that you consented to do these things and we paid you to do these things and we are the owner of this property it is not yours done yeah what the fuck i'm sorry but so uh but this the reason like even tim pool got involved at this point is that uh she's been on tirade she originally started with getting people banned off of twitter and now she's gone into hyperactive mode, and they're they're pulling people's YouTube videos where they're talking about this, right? And it's it's gotten even worse than it was a week ago. So, but now the internet is more or less banded together to tell her to go fuck herself because you need to learn how the internet works, sweetheart. I'm sorry. If if you don't want those images around, there are legal avenues you could do to take those off the internet. You can petition World Star Hip Hop to take them down. And then they can't. But if, I mean, if you make a movie, if you're an actress or an actor and you star in a movie, and then 10 years later, that movie's fucking terrible and you don't like the way you look in it, you, I didn't you want can't to take the movie down. Yeah. Like, this is not how any of this thing works, man. I'm sorry. So, is she trying to sue these people or she's just saying. I mean, she said that there was going to be legal ramifications and she's going to, you know, hold them to full extent of the law. But it's going to be a waste of money. Every lawyer on fucking legal YouTube has been like, there's no case here. <laughs> Sorry. Everything has been shared publicly. It's a whole nine yards. So, we'll see what happens. But uh, this is uh, it's a drama that's been mostly provocated by twitter through twitter bans which had then spread to youtube and the yeah. youtube bans and all this stuff so um in that note talk to me about this twitter whistleblower that's been going on uh there was it's the hearing right the hearing yeah. of the twitter whistleblowers and it was because i've got some videos from the hearing but it's with vigigati and fucking piece of shit you'll you'll roth and he was there they were all there together, T together. Right? yeah so there was another person um i don't remember uh -huh. her name i have to find the <laughs> i got no beer i got no beers should message your wife I mean, you should get, talk for five oh, seconds. You, oh, yeah. I'm going to go get a right. beer. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find the article that I had here because, well, yeah, oh, buddy. Um, little, because little it was a guy. Washington Post. Uh, there it is. Republicans aided because we, we, we covered the Twitter files here. It's certainly the first few portions of the Twitter files. So we know, right, actively, <clears throat> excuse me. We know the federal government, both parties, colluded with various social media companies to actively censor private individuals and the information they were able to share on the Internet and the information that we were all able to, uh, therefore, take in, right? So we know that to be true. And this article that I am going to send to Colin uh, is entitled, GOP lawmakers allege big tech conspiracy even as ex-Twitter employees rebuke them. So there was a hearing with uh, multiple people who used to work at Twitter, and that is what Colin was talking about, in which they spun a narrative, essentially, that the Twitter files are bullshit and that it was, you know, mostly Republicans that were doing it and it's all for the, the greater good that they were uh, doing this type of censorship. So it's for the greater good. If it yeah. could save one life. Yeah, precisely. So I sent you this article and we can go ahead and read it. Read it. 
Oh, they got me, sons of bitches. I believe, let me, oh, I can't even copy-paste the text. I believe I actually have a WAPO thing. Yeah. Give me a second. It's okay, I will start to uh, read it. Okay. So, soon after Elon Musk took over Twitter, he began promoting screenshots of internal company documents that he said exposed free speech suppression on social media platform during the 2020 election. Republicans were thrilled. On Wednesday, Musk's, quote, Twitter files were center stage in a combative Capitol Hill hearing as GOP leaders attempted to turn Twitter's decision to briefly block sharing a New York Post story about President Biden's son into evidence of a broad conspiracy. Okay, we know we know that there was a broad conspiracy. Like I yes. just said, we saw the Twitter files. So, oh, shush, bud. <laughs> so that is the cat. Jesus, just, meow. If, if she touches him. He starts screaming. Hi, meow. And because he's like a whiny little bitch who runs away from her, Predator Instinct kicks in oh, and she yeah. goes, we're going to play now. She's right. terrible. She is. Uh, she's a kick in the pants. Yeah. Um, oy, all right, cat. You go that way. I'm trying to resubscribe for some reason to the. No, I don't want to fucking resubscribe. Yeah, no, I have it. Don't worry okay. about that. After the show, Fuck I'll Washington give you Post. my sign in for this, for that, and the New York Times. Don't worry I about thought it. I had. I thought that I had. I thought that I had given it to you already. Yeah. But either way, I'll get your sign into both of them and we don't have to worry about it anymore. Okay. Um, until then, I will just read this and we'll do it. We'll go from there. Um <clears throat> Conservatives have uh, we also we know that as far as the New York Post story goes, that was that I mean that directly had to do with, um, with the federal government. Like the FBI came in and told Twitter they needed to be on the lookout for you know all of this uh, friggin' what are they called the 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 stolen material? Like yes. that this was hacked material that was going to come out, and so they they lied to them directly. This. They lied to them. Yes. Conservatives have long argued that Silicon Valley favors Democrats by systematically suppressing right-wing viewpoints on social media. These allegations have evolved in a nearly half-decade of warnings as politicians in Washington and beyond fixate on the industry's communications. Look at you. Fixate on the industry's communications with the FBI and Democratic leaders seeking to cast the opposing party as against free speech. The Democrat, both parties are against free speech. The Democratic Party definitely is against free speech. Yes. <clears throat> Unless it's their speech. Then Twitter. they get all uppity. Twitter was a private company that the federal government used to do what it cannot. Limit the Constitution, the constitutional free exercise of speech, said House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer. Flanked by a poster displaying the New York Post story, he added the committee now knows all of this because of Elon Musk, joining a chorus of Republicans praising the mercurial billionaire throughout the hearing. The testimony of former Twitter executives repeatedly contradicted those accusations. Still, so people people who had a financial incentive at the time to to do these things, like they're <laughs> getting they're getting paid to do them. So yes. of course they're going to contradict. They're going to they're going to try and contradict somebody who was attacking them for doing those things. Yeah. It made we, sense to them at the time. We talked about that, I believe, when we were talking about the Twitter files, where the FBI was literally paying Twitter. To do these things. Yes. And in some cases, they didn't take the money for a while, and then they started to take the money and cast the checks. 
The yeah. testimony of former Twitter executives repeatedly contradicted these accusations. Still, Republicans fl- plowed ahead with unsubstantiated, unsubstantial allegations of collusion between government officials and the company's old regime. Okay, unsubstantial. Again, again, we there was a literal portal that they could access, just like there was at Facebook. We saw these things. We saw emails. They had private communications between whatever this other app was that they were talking about that uh, Luna was talking about. Um, I believe I have the clip. There, I believe I let's do. Let's see the clip. Let's see the let's clip. Let's see the clip. Let's see the Luna clip. I got to, I got to grab the cat. I'm going to switch away so I don't Potato show you guys head. the wrong ones. That's the AOC one. Oh, that's a volcano exploding. That's a volcano. There she um, is. Yes, Miss Luna brought the receipts. Let's go. This is my future ex-wife. Mr. Roth. Of course, uh, she had to be Spanish. Have you communicated with government officials ever on a platform called Jira? Jira. Jira. Yes or no? She got the receipts. Real quick answer. We're on the clock. Not to the best of my recollection. Not to your recollection? Great. If you did, in the event, communicate, who would have had access to this platform? Me. That's the nature of my confusion. Okay. (laughs) Did you ever speak to government officials on JIRA regarding taking down social media posts? Again, not to the best of my recollection. Can you explain to me why the federal government would ever have interest in communicating through JIRA, mind you, a private cloud server with social media companies without oversight to censor American voices. I want to let you know that this is a violation of the First Amendment, and the federal government is colluding with social media companies to censor Americans. Mr. Chairman, I ask for unanimous consent to submit these graphics into record. And, Mr. Roth, I'm going to refresh your memory for you. Gotcha, bitch. This flowchart behind me. Thank you, Chair. Um, this flowchart shows the following federal agencies, social media companies, Twitter, and leftist nonprofits, and organizations Roth, communicating right? regarding and their version of the misinformation. Yep. Talking about banning shit mm. on a private messaging service. That's right. Why in the world is the federal government not using formal communications if they're acting on behalf of the federal government? Using Why would they Jira, need to use some type of private server. messaging server, a private cloud server? Why? Mm. Why would they need to do that? Because it's blatantly unconstitutional. On this chart, illegal. I want to annotate that the Department of Homeland Security, which has the following branches, Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, also known as CISA, uh, Countering Foreign Intelligence Task Force, now known as the Misinfo, Disinfo, and Malinformation, MDM. This was, again, used against the American people. The Election Partnership Institute, or Election Integrity Partnership, EIP, which includes the following Stanford Internet Observatory, University of Washington Center for Informed Public, Graphica, and Atlantic Council's Digital Forensic Research Lab. And potentially, according to what we found on the final report by EIP, the DNC. The Center for Internet Security, Damn. CIS, a nonprofit funded by DHS, the National Association of Secretaries of State, also known as NASS, and the National Association of State Election Directors, NASED. And in this case, because there are other social media companies involved, Twitter. What do all of these groups, though, have in common? And I'm going to just want to reiterate there are other social media companies involved, but because this is a Twitter hearing, this is Twitter. <clears throat> If I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If you don't for a second realize that YouTube, Google, Meta are all involved in the same exact thing, yes. you're fucking lying to yourself. There's zero reason why Twitter would be the only one. No. And again, again like you said, your... with, with the case of Google or with the case of Facebook, we saw, again, another portal. Yeah. You had to have a government email address to be able to access. And I guarantee you that portal was run through Jira. I guarantee you, it was all run through Jira. Yeah. 
Let's let them finish. They here. were all communicating on a private cloud server known as Jira. Now, the screenshot behind, uh, screenshot. Screenshot behind me, screenshot which there. is an example of one of thousands, shows on November 3rd, 2020, that you, Mr. Roth, a Twitter employee, were exchanging communications on Jira, a private cloud server, with CISA, NASS, NASD. NASED and Alex Stamos, who now works at Stanford and is a former security of um, security officer at Facebook, to remove a posting. Do you now remember communicating on a private cloud server to remove a posting? It's not a good look. Yes or no? I wouldn't agree with the characterization. I don't care if you agree. This, Do you, <laughs> this is this is your stuff. Yes or no? Did you communicate with a private entity? The government agency on a private cloud server, yes or no? The question was if I could. Yes or no? Yeah, I'm on time. Yes or no? Ma'am, I don't believe I can give you a yes or no. Well, I'm going to tell question. you right now that you did, and we have proof of it. This, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, is joint action between the federal government and a private company to censor and violate the First Amendment. This is also known, and I'm so glad that there's many attorneys on this panel, joint state actors. It's highly illegal. You are all engaged in this action, and I want you to know that you will be all held accountable. Ms. Gaddy, are you still on CISA's Cybersecurity Advisory Council? Yes or no? Yes, I am. Okay. For those who have said that this is a pointless hearing, and I just want to let you guys all know, we found that Twitter was indeed communicating with the federal government to censor Americans. I'd like to remind you that this was all in place before January 6th. So, so to say that these mechanisms weren't in place and to make it about January 6th, I want to let you know that you guys were actually in control of all of the content, and clearly we have proof of that. Mm -hmm. Now, if you don't think that this Not is wrong. important to your constituents and the American people from Good job, Rep Luna. It also means all of the organizing and everything that happened over social media that they claimed, that the social media companies claimed to have no idea about and no, no way to do anything about is complete bullshit. Yep. They were watching it the entire time and they chose to do nothing about it. They chose to allow the organization to happen. They chose to allow <laughs> these things to foment. Interesting. And they did nothing. Why does that always happen? Yeah. Like the federal government knows about these things. They choose to do nothing about it, and they let it happen, and then they take action afterwards. It's pretty fire. It's pretty fire. You uh, love it. I, you love to see it. Do you have more lies? I have more lies. <laughs> do you Excuse have more me. lies? Let's see it. I do. This is uh, AOC, and she's about to... Do you think AOC is hot? No. You don't think so? No. I'm not an AOC fan. We hear it in the chat. So they've dragged... A social media platform here in Congress. I'm into They're it. weaponizing the use of this committee. I'm not like she's like so that they can do it again. But... A whole hearing about a 24-hour hiccup in a right-wing political operation. That is why we are here right now, and it is it, it's just a, an abuse of public resources, an abuse of public time. We could be talking about health care. We could be talking about but bringing down the cost too. of prescription drugs. We could be talking about abortion rights, civil rights, voting rights. But instead, we're talking about Hunter Biden's half-fake laptop story. I mean, this is an embarrassment. Also, it's not a half-fake laptop yeah, what's story. What's fake about it? You explain to me what's fake about it. I'd be, I'd be really interested to hear that. Because I haven't seen anything come out that directly refutes it. Because no. you said that even his lawyers are investigating the people who released it, right? Yes. Um, so. So. <laughs> so it's they 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 got nothing to stand on. They got nothing to say. 
And so they just have to go to like this. This is ridiculous. I don't know what we're doing here. AOC doesn't have, she has no concept or understanding of what's actually happening uh, here. Um, and I believe. She doesn't even know why she's there. She doesn't even know why I'm she's there. not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> we should be talking about LGBTQ rights. We should be talking about abortion rights. Well, we're at a Twitter hearing, so we're, we're going to have the Twitter hearing. She said, why are we talking about free speech? That's horseshit. But she's Latina too, and this is uh, this is true. And that doesn't do it for you. She time. doesn't do it for me. There's some about I don't know. There's some about uh, you know how like there's the the meme of you know your eyes are too close together. You can wear one goggle when you go swimming in the pool. And she got the opposite problem. I think she's like she got ear eyes. Something about they're too. Far she apart, just doesn't do it for me. You right. know, I mean, she's not ugly, but just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Um, is this Yoel Roth? This is Yoel Roth. Mm. <laughs> consequences for this type of online harassment and speech oh, that's i must say those are very real consequences thank you mr chairman the twitter files were not just about hunter biden's laptop twitter worked overtime to suppress accurate covid information apparently the views of a stanford doctor are disinformation to you people I, along with terrifying. many Americans, have long-term effects from COVID. Not only yes. was I a long hauler, but I have effects from the vaccine. It wasn't the first shot, but it was the second shot that I now developed asthma that has never gone away since I had the second shot. I have tremors in my left well, here hand, goes us. and I have the occasional the heart the pain that no doctor can explain, and I've had a battery of tests. I have great regrets about getting the shot because of the health issues that I now have that I don't think are ever going to go away. Where did you go to medical school? I did not go to medical school. I'm sorry. I did not go to medical school. That's what I thought. Why do you think you or anyone else at Twitter have the medical expertise to censor a doctor's expert the fucking opinion? drama on this it's is so high. regarding COVID were designed to protect individuals. We were Dragon saying... Off. You guys censored Harvard-educated doctors, Stanford-educated doctors, doctors that are educated in the best places in the world, and you silenced those voices. You're not a doctor, right, Ms. Gaddy? No, I'm not. Okay. What makes you think you or anyone else... Well, you get the point. Um, Shit. So, <laughs> yeah, the music. It's the like a Jaws attack. <laughs> yeah. My but, God. But obviously, this uh, this hearing did not go so well for those those people, and it shouldn't have. I mean, let's be perfectly honest. These people have been doing terrible, terrible things to Americans and their free speech over the last number of years. So, um, I like what what did Luna call them there. Uh, uh, governmental collaborators or something like that. I mean, they are directly responsible for breaking the law. Joint collaborators. Joint collaborators with the U.S. government yeah. in this. So it's not just the government at fault here. It's them for allowing it to happen. When the government comes to you and asks you to do something unconstitutional, it is your duty and proper, it's your right and duty as an American yes. to say no. I will not do that. A thousand percent. Otherwise, you are just as liable as the U.S. government that asks you to do that. Peace. Mic drop. I like it. So that's where we're at. That's where we're at. That's all I got. Is there any more Twitter stuff that you want to show me? I just wanted to show you this one really cool thing about a volcano exploding. And we'll end on that. You ever seen a real volcano explode? No. Ba-boom. Uh, I've seen like Mount St. Helens, but not. it wasn't This like is a that. lava one. Yeah. And then watch the entire mountainside just light on fucking fire. Whoosh. Oh, shit. That is crazy. That's a 
It's a those uh, are people driving at the bottom. Yeah, 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 dude, you guys are crazy. It's a little farther away than the oh, road. Oh yeah, but, I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah, this is in Japan, one of the Japanese uh, what islands. The fuck, it just went kaboom. And that's it, huh? Earthquakes in fucking Turkey and Syria. We've got UFOs flying in from all sorts of different directions in the American airspace, and we got a giant ass fucking volcano exploding in Japan. It's gonna be a good year. I was just thinking about a, a, a volcano like a just a fact a mountain with a bunch of fucking lava inside of it. It's that a just, weird deal, man. Yeah, yeah, that just hangs out. Like that's yeah. just weird. We all know all these that's, people. That's they what know, they are. Right? They know that it's a volcano, yep. and they just still have a society that's built around it. <laughs> yeah, that man. is a extreme fucking concept. Yeah. Which I mean. I mean, Mount Rainier's a volcano too, right? It's just they oh, just yeah? don't expect it to explode anytime soon. Yes, um, but again, like what's soon? Because I'm fairly sure it's one of those. Because um, it could, right? If shit just yes. started popping off, like it uh, could explode. Hundred percent, it could explode. If there was some like deep tectonic plates that shifted, because there's plates at different depths, right? Uh, I don't. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know, know about that. I ain't no geologist. Answer bro. my question. So this no. is uh, Kyushu Island. This is the southern island. It's one of the big southern islands of Japan, um, where that volcano erupted. So it's a it's a pretty big island, but uh, you know, it ain't that big. So all those all those islands are formed from fucking volcanoes. That's how they became a thing. So that's oh my God. That's that's you're, where you're, you're at. right. I mean, you're what do you right. think Hawaii is, bro? So are there small ass volcanoes? So are there volcanoes on all of those islands then? Uh, yeah, yeah, in Japan, just bigger or smaller yeah. depending on. Yeah, because not all land masses are volcanic but islands, those but ones. those are volcanic islands. Um, Hawaii, that's pretty much crazy. any island in the Pacific are volcanic Look how islands. Tiny that is. It's just okay. So, compared to the rest of the United so States, so there's Kyushu Island over here, right? Island. Do I be pissed if I was them? And too? then there's then there's Hawaii, which yeah. are all. I mean, these are like one volcano islands. They're not. They're not real big, bro. The map. I mean, as it's supposed to, that maps make you think the Hawaii is way closer to oh, the yeah. United States, middle of fucking nowhere, like bro. Really, really far away. It's damn near almost exactly in the middle of the Pacific. I would be really pissed, too, if I was them. <laughs> like, you guys are this far away and supposedly we're fucking part of you. Yeah. Fuck you. Not even Cuba is part of you, bitches. Yeah. Japan over there doing its own shit. Yeah. We're just over here part of fucking America. Yeah, I'd be pissed, too. I'd be pissed, too. I mean, by all rights, if location was the key, if you're not your own sovereign nation, then you should, by all rights, belong to Mexico. Dibs. But, hey. Right. <laughs> We're like, no way. That's I mean, I'm no defender of colonization, but I enjoy Hawaii, so I'll take it. Do you know how we... Do we do we didn't steal... Do we get it from the British? How do we come up No, Hawaii? no, we straight up... We stole, we stole that shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we stole that shit. I, mean, I, know I wouldn't I be surprised that... if we got it through the British somehow, but yeah. at the end of the day, yeah, no, we... We raped and pillaged and conquered. Because like, I remember like the story about Captain Cook going there. So I remember him being there. Um, and I'm sure I learned at one point of precisely how that happened. Like, I yeah. remember they were still running, like, kings and queens and stuff. They yeah. had, like, a queen and all that. Yep, 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 and yep. And we were, like, like, we would just probably colonize there. And then eventually we were, like, mm, when she's dead, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just it. handle it. Yeah, we'll, we'll just handle, handle it. it. Yeah. So let's just do the, the Cliff Notes version. the Hawaiian Kingdom with um, Just Cause. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with, without Just Cause. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> In 1893, United States troops invaded the Hawaiian Kingdom without Just Cause, which led to, the, to a conditional surrender of the Hawaiian Kingdom's executive monarch, Her Majesty Queen uh, Lilio 
Galena, Liliakalina, um, the following day. So, yeah, the illegal overthrow of Hawaii. Oh, yeah, how are you going to not, right? If you are mobbing what are you gonna with do? that many dudes. Yeah, like, you know, it's America. They all show like, up in the fucking no. long ships. And, right. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what the, like, the... The complexity of their warfare was at the time that we rolled over there. You know, it was probably pretty one-sided. Yeah, I imagine some people had guns and the other ones didn't. And I imagine that's how that went, which you know doesn't work so well when you're a small island nation that can completely be surrounded by naval bombardment. Right, that's fucked. Yeah, pretty fucked. So you know, but hey, look, there's a bunch of resorts there now. Yay, yeah. America! Let me ask you about one more thing. Okay. Um, because we're gonna talk about Disney, and now it's just it's a very small point, right? Yes. Disney's Disney Plus lost like almost Hemorrhaged. three million subs, right? Hemorrhage. They're subs. gonna lay off like seven thousand people. Yep. Do you remember? Did you ever see the show The Proud Family when you were younger? No. So The Proud Family was on when I was a kid, and it was a show about a black family, and it was like definitely about black culture, but there was not any of like the woke shit that is up in it now, right? But Disney has now put out a new season disney plus has put out a new season of the oh, proud family i've seen a clip of this I on mean, twitter it is horrific there's like a, um, a scene where like a white dad is given um robin d'angelo yes, yes yes okay so it gets like way worse than that great um, jordan was reading me an article about it earlier and it's like uh they, the students, the, the, you know, the black students are talking about how, like, they uh, deserve reparations. They learn their town is built by slaves. And so Ooh. they go on a whole deal. And so um, black people are, you know, deserve reparations. And there's, like, she was reading me quotes from the children because they're children. They're in high school about, like... Um, you know, we have earned reparations and we continue to earn reparations every day that we live under this oppressive regime and they're hosting, um, there's like an Abraham Lincoln monument and they host a peaceful protest to try and get the monument taken down. And when that happens, uh, the mayor, in the show. Yes. Oh, Jesus. On Disney Plus. Um, when they do this, the police show up in riot gear and the mayor is there and he says, you know. Uh, arrest these people and no pictures please and yeah oh yeah it's a it's like a whole deal they make a music video that's the kids make a music video and straight up propaganda yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah Eww. and they have like real life real life pictures and shots of like people you know with like this uh black people and they have on their hands hands up don't shoot is written on there what? like mixed in with yes in this music video that the children made in the car you can't do that it's on disney plus wow. it's happening now yeah, no wonder they're hemorrhaging Skyler. Uh, I saw an article the other day that I didn't. This was just a headline, and it was multiple headlines from multiple outlets that said uh, uh, Luke Skywalker's secret LGBTQ plus background. Oh, my God, yes. And I'm like, oh, boy, Disney, what are you guys doing now? What are you guys doing now? I didn't bother to read it because I was like, I'm not, not interested. Just give me more Mandalorian, and we'll be fine. That's all I want. I just want season three Mando to not suck, and I'll, I'm here for it. Let's do it. The only that's Here's the only thing keeping you. me, bro. That's yeah. the only thing keeping me there is I need more Mando. I need more Mando. Andor wasn't bad. I liked and I liked Andor. That was nice. But, we'll see. But we'll see. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot of faith. New Disney's no good. No, bro. It's no good. No. Nope. Can't be. And you know that. it's not airing on China no. because you can't talk about that stuff in China. So no. we can't even blame China for that now. 
No, nope, fuck. That's, that's all us. That's all us. Yeah. Sweet. Well, good show today, buddy. Absolutely. This was an excellent show. I want to hey, thank man. everybody for being here. This is fucking great. We had excellent viewing the whole time. Excellent comments. Make Absolutely. sure again, like, subscribe, comment, share with all of your friends. Tell everyone about it. We have our Instagram, our Patreon, our YouTube, all at Salt of the Streets. You can find all of this at saltofthestreets.com, including our own personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram and Colonist Big Berdafi on both of those things. This was a great episode. We'll be back in two weeks for episode two 143. Weeks. Excuse me. Mm. Of course, couldn't finish it out. One last burp. Can't do it. Um, with that, I think that that's it. We'll just thank everybody. And yeah, thank yeah, you all. Thank everybody for being here. It was excellent. Yeah, Zeke, thanks, Zeke. Bilbo, Carolina, Alex, Kevin, Deborah was here. We had uh, Deborah Joseph coming in post-wedding, yeah, man. Here shout out. Everybody. Amen. Thank you. Uh, guy from Germany, if you're in here, shout out to you, too. So... With that, yeah, you guys have a great time. Read your books, and uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, keep booking it up.